<laughs> this nigga is stupid. That's why I'm oh, bullshit, man. I'm oh, bullshit. <laughs> That's why I gotta click record to start the cold open. But yeah, what's up? So uh how you niggas been doing, man? What's up? Talk to me. What's popping? Shit, bro. Chilling, man. Fucking it's my daughter's birthday this past weekend. How was that? Kids was in the crib. Yo, how Headache. okay. Like <laughs> your daughter's getting to the age to where it's like sleepovers and play dates are right around the corner. Are you ready for that? I'm not worried about that. Okay, bet, bet. Bro, you're not you worried. You, you don't have stress of like, you're not like, you know, have that attachment to where, oh, I don't want my, my kid going to sleep out. Or is that more her mama? That's her mama. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I ain't got to stress because she over there stressing for the both of us. I'm like, damn, nigga, maybe you but don't do worry. Right, at, right after that phase, <laughs> right after that phase I'm talking about is the phase where you going to stress when little oh, nah, boys see, start look, knocking. <laughs> I'm not worried about that, right? Because uh, I was raised differently. I got three, I got, uh, I've raised with uh, three women in the house. We get into that bag. We finessing little niggas. We're going to have all the gifts at my house. Link going to be like, what are you doing? I'm like, we're getting to that bag, bro. We have it. Every purse is going to be in here, nigga. Birkin bags, everything, bro. See what? And I'm going to be the... I'm, I'm Uncle I'm Uncle Lynn that's like, nah, you little niggas better get the fuck. Get, leave leave I'm like, the I alone, didn't see bro. the money, baby. Where the that's, money that's, at, that's, bro? That's me, bro. Leave the Let me alone. see the bag, bro. See, see I'm going to have to be but that for, you, uh, for doom job, too, man. Y'all got to leave our queens alone. You need a bag, bro. You grimy bro. niggas. That's, if you if you grimy see, niggas I'm not, not bringing even, money, then we not fucking with it. I'm not even like at that stage yet. I'm I'm trying to like the stage is at now, bro. It's crazy because my daughter you, she what? she ate. Ooh, so you had played sleepover. You you at right Man, right where right where Brooklyn's about to get to. <laughs> yeah. So, so how like, how's that been? You remember when like you was a kid and y'all be like fucking off with your friends and shit. And your mama would just be tripping about everything. And you, in your head, you a kid. So you like, damn, why is she always tripping? We just trying to have some fun. Yeah. Bro, I'm at that stage where I'm like, man, y'all little motherfuckers need to cool out, bro. <laughs> y'all on 20. Like, I'll take 10. But y'all motherfuckers on, on 20, 20, bro. Y'all got to relax. <laughs> man, bro. I'm so happy. If you, have you ever been in a situation where you like in charge of multiple kids like it's your responsibility to make sure it's they ain't going too crazy bro yeah oh, look the man. closest thing i can say to that was when brooklyn you remember this when i went to destin with my brother and all his friends and no yeah. other adult went and it was just me bro that was stressful as fuck because them little niggas was like yeah we're going to the beach alone this 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 and i can't say nothing because i understand i was that age i would want to go to the beach alone but i know what i was doing so it's like Yo, God, just don't let them get arrested and let me be able right. to pick them up each night. As long as I'm able to pick them up, uh, up each night, they don't get arrested and no one has an injury to where it's broken bones or we're stitches. <laughs> we're good. I don't give a fuck what they do. I don't want to know what they do. As long as they come back to me the same way they look so their mamas don't say nothing and they don't get arrested. <laughs> you niggas can do whatever the fuck y'all want to do. I don't give a damn. And that shit was so stressful because it's like the more I felt if I would tell them no, the more the they were just going to do it. Do it. Like, yeah. I was just yeah. open and honest. I was like, look, y'all do all y'all dirt outside of the condo. You don't right. shit where you sleep. Wherever you lay, you don't shit in your bed. You shit elsewhere. So I was like, because they brought one dude over one night, and my little brother and his other friend, they're not into weed. They're not, they're, they're more so drinkers. And they got one friend that is, I'm, and he was there. And so they brought in the other, the, uh, this black kid, to come and it was the the one white kid I was just telling y'all about and this other black kid trying to chief a uh uh one of them pins you know what I'm talking one of them uh one of them uh the vapor things and I was like yeah 
I'm like, I walk outside of my room because I was just, I was chilling in my room, FaceTiming uh, some girl at the time. And then I come out and I'm like, oh shit, these little niggas chiefing in here. And Landon not even in his room. I'm like, hold up, hold up. I call him, I said, now look, have I told you anything? He was like, no, you've been good. That's why I love when you shop around. I was like, you can't let this happen. These niggas cannot be chiefing in here because me and you are going to jail if that happens. They're right. not going to jail. It's me and you because it's our room and our mom paid for this. I was like, I don't give a fuck if them niggas smoke weed on the beach. They're going to get arrested. That's on them. But they're not doing that in here. And he was like, all right, I can respect that because that's the first thing. I, that's the only thing I ever told him no about because, and that's understanding. So it's like, that's the only way I can relate to that. But other than that, ooh, I'm so happy I have y'all to lead me when I become a father. It's like, I'm terrified of that shit. Bro, it's, it's more stressful than you think, bro. Mm-hmm. Especially I can imagine. She's so sensitive, man. And it's like, it's <laughs> fucked up. Because she don't live with me. So whenever we together, I got to try to not be the hard-ass parent. So I got to balance, yeah. like, like, being cool and being the nice, parent at the like, same yeah. time, bro. It's, oh, man. Ooh, and she, like, right see, at Bro- that age. Brooklyn is almost, to that, to, the, almost to that stage. Like, <laughs> I'm interested to see how you handle it, B. I told you, bro. I'm not worried about none of that, bro. <laughs> Get into the bag. Not worried, bro. I got, <laughs> I, I got, I got too I many. I had too many siblings, bro. That's really what it was. I had too many siblings. Mm. My daddy a hoe. Shout out to. Did you, to, and you take care of your family, like you and your mom? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you didn't raise kids, so you yeah, know. Yeah, I'm about to say that shit don't fade because with of that. Siblings, like, though, bro. Well, that's a fact, bro. Because my little brother, if if his mom wasn't coming home, my step my stepmom she come home a couple of nights. That nigga have been outside <laughs> on phone. Them, I can't do that to my own blood, but him. <laughs> bro, because like, like I, I got a little sister too. And like coming up, it was easy to just be like, nigga, fuck you. <laughs> that was my sister. Like, I could just I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But with my little girl, especially as a dad, bro. It's different. With a daughter, yeah, I could imagine. Like, bro, they already know that they got that little shit over you where they can just. That's a fact. I told my girl that the other bro, day. Like, I was like, hey. yo, if we have a daughter and she comes out and gives me this, these little faces that you do when you want something and you try to make me feel bad, I'm a melt. I'm going to melt and cave in because your little bro, face already gets to me. And then it's, and it's my daughter. It's my blood. I'm a cave. That's yeah, why I was like, I was like, I was like, I hope worse. I have sons because I could, I, I don't give a, them little niggas, they're they not getting spoiled. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> fuck them little niggas. Yeah. But if it's a daughter, I told my girlfriend, you have to whip them because I won't be able to whip my daughter. I won't be able to put my hand on her. I'm going to just promise say, uh, mom, you the bad guy. I'm the good guy. I, I can't do it. I can't because I'm going to be a pussy. I'm going to be whipped. I already know how it is. That bro, I'm telling you, it's it's fucking rough, my nigga. And I know how I know how niggas are, and it's just like, ooh, I know what I didn't did, and it's the saying where with That's why you got teacher game, bro. Streets, well, one thousand, thousand percent. I'm not gonna. That's gonna be getting to that Birkin bag, yeah. bro. These niggas I'm not gonna, gonna be have tight. My, I'm not gonna have my daughter out there looking like a dummy. Nah, <laughs> she. These dads gonna be calling me like, yo, you got my son out here buying your daughter everything. I'm like. If he want that pussy, he gonna work for it, baby. <laughs> he got to work for it, baby. You fucking ride with the wrong one. This nigga, nigga start back at zero, you heard me? This thing is stupid. But with that being said, let's get into the pod this week. This is the Bros Who Think Podcast. This is episode 166. Moving right along, 200 is right around the corner. Ooh. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Brooklyn Todd Left, and at the bottom, Mr. Doom. So yeah, I already asked y'all how y'all was doing, but... 
let's get into it. Let's just get into the shits real quick. I got to say that Amy Cohen, Coney Barrett lady who's up for the uh, Supreme Court. Wallen. I know we I know it's not a big politics week week, but what she said about the N-word and, and someone came on Facebook and was like it was related to a case that she did. And supposedly the attorney didn't provide enough evidence. But still, the fact that I feel and I've seen that if you have the even the smallest amount of evidence and you know it's wrong, I feel like you can make a choice based upon that. Now, I may be wrong. Lawyers out there, let me know if I'm wrong. Law students, let me know if I'm wrong. But it's like. If, if she had enough evidence to prove that the what happened happened, even the smallest amount, then that ha- she being a judge, you have to set the precedent and change that to make that law happen. But the fact uh, is that lady has been a flip flopper. Sometimes she has said she's against Roe v. Wade because of her religion. Then yesterday, yesterday or two days ago during the thing, she said she's not going to touch that. She's not going to do nothing with it. She's going to keep it straight. You can't believe that that woman is a Catholic woman. She is coming to get rid of Planned Parenthood, uh, Roe v. Wade. Abortion is not going to be legal. And she's trying to control a woman's body. That's what's going to happen. And and ladies out there, y'all got to just y'all got to get right. Brooklyn, am I off? Because you work at the news. No, no, you're not off, baby. You're not off. Shout out to the boot, man, because, you know, she was born and raised in Metairie. Oh, and, uh, gosh. Giving us She bad, is Catholic, bro. She is Catholic. To the T. And there's nothing wrong and, with being uh, Catholic, but I'm just letting y'all know what it is. Like, what it is. And you got to go vote, man. You got to go vote. Because Louisiana, I already got it on their ballot. It's a Love Life Amendment, which is going to take all the funds abortion. away. Yep, from Planned Parenthood. Uh, from Planned Parenthood and all those abortion clinics. There's so, like $600,000 donated to yes, and there's zero do- donated to no. We got to go vote no and get that shit out of here, young people. I'm just, ladies. Trust us, Brooklyn. They're trying to bring us back to the 60s, man. I don't know what's going on in the country, but it looks like they we was founded on separating church and state, and somehow throughout bringing the years, it back. It's like what the distance we- has gone away and it's starting to mesh again. And I don't understand what the fuck going on, but like uh one of the advocates for um, you know, pro-choice said yesterday, um st- uh illegalizing abortion is not gonna stop abortions. Now, gonna people going to start doing backdoor shit close, and people yeah. going to get hurt and they're going to get sick and it's going to start dying from disease and, look, and shit. If you are against abortion, I'm not here to tell you to go get one. I'm not here to you could be for whatever you are for. But the fact is, this country was founded upon the founding fathers believed that to make this country be free and to where ideas can be free and to where people could have the the, I, the choice to do what they want and not be strapped by religion and anyone can practice their own religion, we're supposed to keep church and state separate. The fact that y'all want to talk about gay marriage and the reasoning behind that and then abortion, that is bringing the church and state together. So all of that shit needs to be illegal. Like you, I don't care about your personal opinion. The fact is, if we're going to keep church and state separate and make everybody be able to practice whatever religion they want, Judaism, Christianity, uh, being a Catholic, being a Methodist, a Baptist, if we had, if, if we stop that and we bring church and state together, it's only a matter of time before the country says which re- religion you can practice. That has happened right. in history. If you don't, if you don't believe me, go look at your textbooks. Like that is something that has happened And Donald Trump, whether you want to listen to me or not, is looking more and more each day like he is trying to become 
Premier Trump, King Trump, Dictator Trump. Dictator Trump. Trump. I knew you were going to say that shit. There. Like, no, it's true. Like, when you're going to tell your people to be poll watching with guns and, and being there, and you're making the election make have people wait 12 hours in line, which I've never seen before in my life. Like, I don't understand how that, that's happening in 2020. This seems like something that, that, that my grandpa went through in the 60s. I thought we've gotten past that. But it's just young people. We have to get out and mobilize and vote. We have to. Voting day. Let me give you all some some uh some some statistics vote or some numbers. Voting day in Louisiana is on November 3rd. That is election day. That's election day around the country. November 3rd. Registration deadlines. We missed the uh online registration. It was yesterday, uh, right? it, was, it was yeah, it was yesterday on the third, 13th, and by mail it was on the 50th. So let me say absentee ballot deadlines. If you do not live in Louisiana and you want to vote in Louisiana, and by doing an absentee ballot, you have to request and receive by October 30th, and it has to be returned in the mail by November 2nd at 4.30 p.m. That means they have to have it in their office by November 2nd at 4.30 p.m. So if you get it on the 30th, you got to send it out the next fucking day. Get that done. Early, Early voting is between October 16th and October 27th. Again, early voting, October 16th through October 27th in Louisiana. But I'm going to be to election day. I always go in person. I've been doing that. That's why I'm sick of all the register to vote in my phone and telling me to go. Bro, bro. I've been registered since I I was 18 years old. They've been on Debo on me, bro. They've been coming up like, hey, nigga, you registered? Damn, nigga, yeah. I've been registered. I've been It's it's not playing this this election, bro. They serious, but but, but it's serious, though. It really is. So, like, if you are 18 and up, Please, and you listen to this podcast, November 3rd, Election Day, Election Day. And as we go forward in this podcast until Election Day, Brooklyn gave us our first one. Brooklyn, do you know what that law that we're trying to do? You know what number it is? So we can it let people know in Louisiana. One. It should be the first Okay, fucking so one. we will yeah. come and tell y'all what we're voting for. But just know to end abortion is up right now. It's, it's one called of the Love Life Amendment. It's Yeah, so be on the lookout. The Love Life Amendment, we got to vote no. Because if not, if it's yes, they're gonna end abortion. And uh, it it just so they know, it's not about it's not just about the choice shit. It's like whether it's a rape case or an incest case, you still can have an abortion. In yep. So it's it's getting like, bad. It's, it's, it's at all. It's, it's absolutely taking, nothing. It's gonna take money from Planned Parenthood. It's gonna take like it's a lot of cousin fucking going on. That's that's that we really need in this in this world. Whether you are for abortion or not, the fact is, if a woman gets raped, she should have the choice to herself, to whether or not she should have abortion. If a woman has a child, it's her choice. Now, it's her and her and her, her uh, husband or significant other to have that conversation. But at the end of the day, it's up to the woman individually. Men do not have the right to tell women what to do with their bodies. And it's up to them to choose whether or not they get abortion. Men do not have a say to whether or not we should take that choice from them. Because if we do, like Brooklyn said, it's going to be backdoor shit. But each week leading up to the election, we are going to tell y'all things that you are voting for. Now, we're not going to tell you what to vote for, except in this instance, because I believe that I believe that this is something to where it's like you can be pro-life in your life, in the people you control, in the people that that are with you. Y'all be pro-life, but you can't tell someone else to be pro-life if they don't want to be. That's how I feel about that. And that's the the only thing I'm going to tell people to vote for, because I don't believe doing that. But I feel like it's hypocritical in the sense of Voting for something to be pro-life because we're supposed to be separate of church and state, and it's you should be pro-life in your own life. Now, my Brooklyn, you can go in and doom. You can go because I know we've been. Uh, the last tidbit you. that I want to put in there was um the the shout out to the boot one more time, man. 
Because the lady that wrote the uh, the amendment, it's a woman that wrote it, right? She's a black woman from, mm. from up here, from Monroe. And she is a very, very, very religious woman. Jesus. That's one like you got to separate church and state, man. That's hypocritical as a country. Doom, anything you got on just election coming up and, and anything that we talked about? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to kind of stay away from all the other talk because I don't really go too crazy with the politics. But I've seen uh, Pete Buttigieg. He's he been killing it on Fox. Again. Yeah. Yeah, man. He he went he went kind of viral again for, some, I guess, it was some statements he made back in 2019. And pretty much just to sum it up, he basically was like, I trust women to know where to draw the line. Yeah. Why can't everybody have that kind of stance on that particular issue? Because like, like a, you said, bro, you could, be, you could be pro-life. You can be against that type of shit. But, but that's in your personal life. Yeah. yeah, in your life. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm how, never for telling somebody else what, what to, to fucking do, yeah. do and like, how they should think and all this other what shit. Type like, of, on, what type of person am I or you, Doom, or you, Brooklyn, to where if a woman gets raped and she... And, and we're like, no, you can't go get an abortion. What the fuck is wrong what the fuck with I you? Look like. Yeah, like what I look like. And even if it's not that situation, if a woman's having a baby and she can't, she doesn't have the funds to raise it. She's a single mom. That's not the. Who am I to tell you you can't get an abortion? That's fucking yeah. ignorant. That is yeah. ignorant. I don't care. Like that, that's that's what I was about to say, bro. Everybody's situation is unique. Different. To them. Yeah. Like you can't you can't tell them what would be best for them or how yeah. they should move. Cause like, think about like somebody in that, in that rape situation. If you have a baby by your rapist, you may never love one that or child. two things are going to, one or two things are going to happen. You're going to either give the child away, not a child in the system. And we already know that that ain't the most yeah, ideal. That ain't the way. And I hate the argument of, of, Oh, put them up for adoption. Do you know what type of system that is? Like, you fuckers yeah, care more about a, a a fetus than y'all do children that are actually living. Because if you cared about, if you, yeah. if you were honest about that adoption shit, then we would give more funding to that and make that shit better. But right. you don't care. You're a fucking hypocrite. You are like anyone fact. out there who cares more about the 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 sperm and the egg before they become a human being. But don't give a fuck about the children that are on the street hungry every day. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Well, that that's that's my whole thing about it is Ooh, the same people today. that's all for <laughs> <laughs> the the same people that's on this type of shit, bro. Is the same people that when situations like what happened with George Floyd, yeah, they just kind of like, oh, he should have complied, and they don't. There's no. But with Tamir Rice, who's a fucking that, child. Who's a fucking right. child that got killed for a water right. gun? But you give more fucks about a sperm and an egg. Shut the fuck up, nigga. You're not a it's, Christian. Bro. You're a hypocrite. <laughs> exactly. I really do feel like at this point, those type of people with that level of thinking, they just do it so they can feel like they have power over somebody else's life. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's that's a all fact. It is. That's like a they, fact. They want to be able to decide and tell you what they think. They the gatekeeper. Right. Of course. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. shit, that's corny to me, bro. I've never given a fuck about somebody else's life that much. Like, right. I'm, I'm trying to get my shit together, man. As long as you're not affecting me or my family or my Which loved they ones. Not? 
What are we talking about? That's the same shit with with gay marriage and all this shit. It's like, bro, right? Why? How is that affecting you? Like, yeah, if someone marries, like, why do I care if these two women want to marry each other or if these two men want to? Like, that has nothing to do with me. That has like, it doesn't affect me in any shape or form in my entire life. Like, you have problems. Like Doom, like y'all was saying, Doom, you're one hundred percent right. You just want some type of control over everybody else. That's like, that's ridiculous. Go try to get you some money. And that's why, that's why poor people that fall under line, I'm not gonna say poor white people because it's poor black people, poor Hispanics. It's just poor people who fall under that thinking are just, are are ignorant because y'all are more focused on what your party's telling you than you are about your actual self and, and what your party's telling you is against is everything that you're fighting against being poor and they don't fuck with you. I don't understand. And the Democrats have their problem too. Don't get that twisted. Cause I think there's a lot wrong with th- that party, but just in terms of what I see, like that other party doesn't care about poor people. And, and, and you could say even the Democrats don't care about poor people. That's why the two party systems are sham, None of them but, but that's a whole nother topic for another day. But I, I'm glad we started off like this just to get our politics out the way. Tory Lanez was charged. He has now Ooh. been charged with something. So it's going to be interesting to see how it go. But I got to say, Gossip of the City is making it seem like he ain't about to go to jail. That's what, that's what she's making it seem like. She's making it seem like they don't have evidence to prove that this nigga shot her in the foot. So seems like he getting charged with the possession. The gun. But yeah. not the not the assault. That, that's that's what I was reading too. I was reading that it was like going to be a possession charge. And if that happens, what does that do to Meg's credibility? It's going to be one of those it, things where man, they say uh, we'll never know the true story. It's like the the Chris Brown Rihanna. What actually happened in the vehicle? You know what I'm saying? But like, see, but nobody but, really knows. But like we know Chris Brown hit her though. Like well, no, I know that. I mean, like we don't know what. Transpired yeah. him to beat her face in like that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like no, we sure. don't know what led. But up see, this to is this is even more different. Hole in her foot. Yeah, because we don't know who pulled the trigger. We don't know who sh- like right. That's, you know what I'm that's saying? That's what makes like, it worse than the, the Chris Brown thing. It's like how the fuck did we end up with her with a bloody foot in the middle of the fucking road? How did we get there? And then I'm seeing some people saying that she might not have been shot. Like it might have just been like a ricochet. I don't like, bro. This case is nuts. But like I said, prayers to Meg, like like we say, we support Meg. Meg is a victim. I I just want to know if to, who's the culprit at this point. Like we got to know who's the culprit. And I think so before, who shot you? before we get rid of Tory Lanes and cancel him, we got to know if he did it. And if he did, send that nigga to jail for them twenty two years and get him the fuck out of America. But if he didn't, I think we need to really take a look at how we judge each other in the court of public opinion. Yeah, it's a fact. I, I think, uh, like, a lot of the situation, like, with the details that we do have, because we don't really know much, but I'm saying, with the details we do have, and then looking at what's actually happened so far, I don't think he directly just shot her like that. You know, I, I mean? definitely don't th- and went off. I definitely don't think he did what the internet saying how he said dance, bitch. Like, what yeah, the- nah, <laughs> nah. He he definitely had Shorty out there like he was a monster, like dance, bitch. <laughs> Chris was saying something funny but, to me and Doom. He's like a super villain, like ah, dance, bitch. Right. <laughs> Niggas out there like the penguin and shit. If he would have did all that, he would have been locked up. Yeah, already. he'd have been in jail already, man. Like one thousand <laughs> percent. 
and and obviously like on a serious note i'm i'm with you like i think we do need a you know if he did do that in any way we need to get him the fuck out of here yeah but i'm really praying to fucking god that he didn't and that he you know shit go back to normal because that last album i'm still still <laughs> rocking fire. With yeah, 100%. Oh, man. I, I'm with you on that. Also, we got, uh, in, just in music real quick, just let me uh give this. Lil Wayne got a feature on the Benny album that's dropping this weekend. Ooh! That feature Lil Wayne did was harder than the Benny verse. Like, like that Benny, Benny, Benny's one of the best rappers and one of my favorite rappers. I'm happy that Wayne ate like that on the Benny song to show like, nah, nigga, I still got still it. Still got it. Don't y'all worry. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all heard the Benny song? Because it's coming out 10-16. It'll be out this Friday. That We're going to review that next week. I'm excited for that Benny album. It's produced by Hit Boy, I never, too. I never heard it yet, but I can already imagine. Oh, yeah. I never thought Wayne Wayne lost it, bro. He's still, he still the same Wayne to me. I just think rap kind of went somewhere else, so it, it hit different now. See? But he's still the same Wayne. I don't think he lost it. Ah, it's, hard, it's tough, dude, because I think the Carter Five wasn't, Hit like it. It's de- it wasn't the Carter three. It definitely wasn't the Carter two, and it damn sure wasn't the Carter one. It was a de. It was a de- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a digression, or it wasn't a progression of work. It wasn't a constant progression. It wasn't parallel to what he's done. It wasn't the same tier. It was definitely a step down. And in some songs, in like Dedication six, Dedication five, even Dedication four, he would show us he still had it. And I don't, like you said, I don't think he lost it, but his his ability to make more than one or more than like to get five songs plus to be great, that's not there anymore. We'll get one to four, maybe even one to five, but to get a full album with only maybe two to three misses, he's not that that era is gone. Yeah. Well, see, I kind of disagree with that Ooh. just because I think I think the reason why he don't have those five plus songs no more is because there was like in, in Wayne run, like when Wayne was just on top of the world, you could have a single that wasn't a single, so to speak. Like you didn't need the melodic ass pop sounding song, like, which he did have a couple of them. Like he had like lollipop and I'm single and shit like that. But you could make a rap song like a (laughs) Millie and that beat a smash single. Like there's no Amelie's where you just lyrical exercise on a song and that's the single. You can't do that in 2020. See? Like everything I, got a sound. I like, think, I I think he got a point. Nah, he's at a point. Dude's yeah. got a point. Rap has went somewhere else. Because- rap has, but I think I think we've seen certain songs where rap, like I think Lil Baby, I think uh, right, the baby, I, I and I think uh, Roddy Rich has shown that you can still have lyrical schmirical songs be top forty, but they just yeah. have to be a certain style. Like, and Wayne is the the godfather of that style. Without Wayne, these niggas don't exist. So I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I'm just saying in terms yeah, I mean, of like in terms Lil of Baby's the first song was a freestyle. His first after, hot song was a freestyle. After I'm yeah. not a human yeah, being, but, if you look at the Carter Four, there's no way you can tell me the Carter Four has as 
as many good songs as the Carter three or the Carter two. There's a decrease. And then if you look at the Free Wayne album, there's even more of a decrease than Carter four. Now in Funeral, he stepped his stuff up. They had an increase in terms of songs, but it was still not the same of the clip that we're used to. And then you look at the Carter five, it's a decrease from that. And then the dedications, some are good, some aren't. The new Sorry for the Wait wasn't that great. Like, it's like, I'm just saying, I did he lose the ability to rap and be good at rapping? No, I just think he lost the ability to chain together amazing projects. Okay, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, and I mean, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Like, I don't think it's wrong at all. I just think that if those later projects would have came out in his peak run, we would have received it different. Like, I don't it know. It would have been a whole lot better. See, it would have been a whole lot better. It's hard to do that in height, though. So I, I, I definitely feel what you're saying. You're right. Like is, those, those later albums didn't hit like the Carter Three. You know what I mean? Like, it, I think it's because granted, of how long it I would, took for them to come. I guess I was, I, I would, I would agree with you if about the jail years because the jail years did take some away. But even when he got out of jail. Wayne was at a point to where when he was dropping, it wasn't that niggas wasn't checking for it. Niggas was waiting tooth, th- tooth and nail. They were like on the computer hitting refresh, 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 waiting for shit to drop. So he would have maintained that level if he put out the same amount of quality as before. He didn't. And that's and as much as I love him, I think he's the it's best. It's hard to do that, though. It's hard, he bro. He just didn't yeah. maintain that quality. Yeah, and I, I feel that. I, I still do believe that it's just because... And it, it's shit that happened in the background that we don't really notice. Like that's true too. Rap kind of progressed to another. It, it just wasn't the same. Like if you look at rap today, even from five years ago, it's almost completely different. I you know agree. I would agree with that more years, so if Wayne, years. if Wayne was more like an East Coast West Coast rapper where he didn't right, have but he's been of, able to yeah, like he's been able to progress with the it's rap. Different I get that. Because, yeah. Because Wayne birthed yeah. that what rap is now. Like, with the melodies and everything, with Drake doing all that. Like, Wayne auto-tune shit was a... Like, Lollipop was a game-changer. You don't get Best I Ever Had if yeah. you don't get Lollipop. So, Wayne Listen, had... don't the, be taking T-Pain's credit away, all right? Don't you ain't about to do all that. I was just about to say that. No, no, look, 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 look. <laughs> I, I attribute for, to rap sounding like it is today, number one is T-Pain, number two is Wayne, number three is Kanye. It's those Soldier Boy! Oh, and Sammy is Soldier Boy. Bro, Soldier thank Boy. Thank you. I was just about to say that, bro. This man is this I was just about to say that. Soldier Boy is number four. Soldier Boy is number four. Soldier Boy is number four, and Chief Keef's number five. But he's That's not, a fact. I, I, he doesn't have you a bigger. Again. You my nigga again. He, he doesn't have a bigger influence than <laughs> T Pain, Wayne, and 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 Kanye. I really do believe that as far as influence on the sound today, Soldier got more of an impact than Ye. Oh, wow. Just I mean, on yeah. where you know music what? is. Because That's a fact. think about yes. it, think about it, bro. Yes. All, these, all these niggas, like, like Soldier <laughs> gave the lane for these niggas to make all the music that I don't like today. Okay. I, like, I, without Soldier, you can't even do that. Look, I agree with that. You can't but, even but, do that. But bro. look at the niggas you like. Travis Scott, uh, Don Tolliver, 
uh, that yeah. version of music. That's Kanye. That's Ye. That's, that's Ye. Ye. So right. hilarious. That's right. why. That's, that's why Ye got to be three. That's Ye. Soldier Boy's four. Like I agree with you. All the music we like the the rich the kids the. Fucking yeah. famous yep. decks. All them niggas. Oh, the, that's a fact. The ooh, all, all them kind of niggas, niggas is Soldier Boy. That's what big Soldier, bro. Soldier. That's a fact. It's Soldier Boy and Chief Keef, because you got to give Chief Keef his credit, because Chief Keef's definitely yeah, yeah, for sure, played bro. a role into that. 1,000%. Yeah, we not off. Because, like, he was, yeah. Soldier was, was the first nigga ever. Y'all was about to get at me we when, was, I, when I agree. You ain't say Big Soldier. We was going crazy, bro. Soldier number four. He number four. And I think Big Soldier, bro. I think you got to do it that way, because what Wayne Payne and Ye did gives us the Drakes, the Cuddies, the Travis Scotts, the the Young Thugs, the, yeah. they give us the top yeah. tier artists. Soldier and Chief give us the yeah. the bottom tier. <laughs> they gave they gave us yeah. the microwave rappers that we got yeah. today. You know what I'm saying? They exactly. hot for a little bit yeah. and they cut like, off. Like Lil Tecca is a Wayne oh, and Soldier Boy fact, baby, bro. Like that's a fact. Like bro. Uzi, yeah, for sure, Uzi for sure. is a I like Wayne. Tecca though. I like Tekka too. <laughs> Uzi is a Wayne in Soldier Boy Baby as well. Like, I think there's combinations of two. Like, Drake is a product of Kanye, Wayne, and Pain. And, and Big Soldier. He stole his whole fucking phone. <laughs> no, Soldier Boy fucking stupid for that shit. But y'all get what I'm Kiss saying? Me through the phone. He did. He did, my nigga. He stole his whole I, fucking flow. I'm not getting it. I'm not doing that with y'all today. He did, my nigga. He we, did. We, we could do this on another what day. More the the nigga I made, we made it with? No. I'm not doing that with y'all today because we have something else to get into. And at this moment, I'm gonna I'm gonna play for the video people. Right now, we're gonna get last time on the Bros Who Think podcast. Doom came with an uh, egregious take saying that Tiger, well done, is the best mixtape or hip hop mixtape of all time. Last time on the Bros Who Think, I, say let's, the, I said one of the best. One, one of the, the best. best. Let's roll the clip back now. For the audio listeners. Y'all heard what Doom said. They all he he thinks that well done. You said top five. The clip says it gotta be top five. It has to be top five mixtape of all time. So just like last time, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you give your opening statement unless that is that is just you think that uh, well done by Tiger is a top five mixtape. And then me and Brooklyn will get into our our, yeah. I'll stand on that. I don't even back that up. I stand on that. All right, Brooklyn. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? Uh, I'm gonna start because I know you're gonna go longer than me. Go ahead. Because uh, <laughs> so I, I counted out ten mixtapes that are better than Well Done. Ten. So as far as like <laughs> impact goes, for me, I get why at the height of Tiger's career you felt that it was a fire mixtape because he was making the music for our era at that time as a party ish kind of you know it get us turned up or whatever. But as far as impact goes, there's no way in fuck you really believe that that shit is top five, bro. So obviously, I got, I got, you know, two Lil Wayne out, two Lil Wayne mixtapes, no ceilings, and the drought two, and I mean, some people like the drought three as well. But for you me, those two for sure. Me. And then I've got, I don't care what you say, bro. Acid rap is one of the most. Well put together mixtapes of this decade. Well, the p- decade just that just ended a lot. And then your favorite boy, Uzi, got a better mixtape than that, my nigga. Come on, bro. What are we even talking about here, bro? See, now, now, I almost, I almost don't count uh, chance shit. Because when I said uh-uh, that, I meant uh-uh, you like, gotta count chance. Uh-uh. Chance shit gotta count the real 
from the mixtape era, though. But that was he see, just put out an independent project. That's we, to me, an independent project and a mixtape is separate. I'm talking mixtape era. But see, I think that's not fair because Chance was the last chance ended the mixtape game because of that's like, a fact. like chance ended it. <laughs> so acid rap has to count because it's the fact. last of the mixtapes. I, I I understand where you're coming from, but that one thousand percent was a mixtape. It wasn't sold. It was on. It's still not on Apple Music. It's not on streaming. You got to get that on SoundCloud. That's a that's a SoundCloud project. So that is a mixtape. But I, I will get more into that when I when we let you make your your remarks to us. Doom, you got. I mean, Brooklyn, you got anything else? Uh, the Migos' first mixtape to me, Ooh, Young Rich Niggas, is is one of the most influential mixtapes of the last decade. I'm not about to let you do that. And then I'm gonna close it out with for, with my personal ones would be uh, dude. You gotta wait till I go. You gotta wait till after I go before you come. come I like I like uh, opening I'm, statements. I'm, I'm, I'm holding big, back. I'm big holding back. I'm holding back. At, for my for my southern niggas, Big Chris Return of Forever is is another one that I think as far as uh, it showed a different version of the of, of southern niggas. You feel me? And showed us that these niggas is, is sophisticated. You know what I'm saying? And it don't gotta be a joke all the time. And we can still put out good music that make niggas feel what we talking about. One hundred percent. I'm with you. I am with you. All right. So, are y'all ready for me? I, I'm writing down because I, I needed to uh, write down everything. And there's one that I know Doom not gonna want to count, but it counts because it's a mixtape. They said it was a mixtape. Let me just let me just. I know see. exactly where he's going. That's why I stayed away from it. I just need to see uh, real quick, just a uh, just a couple more on the uh, list, just to make sure I didn't miss none. Just let me see real. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, bet. Let me just write this. I'm sorry, I'm vamping. Uh, I just gotta write down two more mixtapes because I didn't write down uh, the uh, these these ones. Uh, long live. Okay, bow. All right, bet. All right, so I'm going to start off with Tiger's mixtape, Well Done, is a top 20 mixtape, 100%. Impact, what it did, the, the songs at the time, top 20. But when you say top five, their mixtapes, Wale, we gave him his flowers last week, more about nothing, the mixtape about nothing. I'm more so about more about nothing. I think the mixtape about nothing is not better than Well Done, but more about nothing. And, and let me say this, all of these I listened to this weekend. More about nothing is, if you watch Seinfeld and you understand what that show is, the way that he utilized some of the clips and the way that he made wordplay off of the clips and the amount of lyrics and the lyricism that he spit about relationships and life, that is a grade A mixtape. And what he did, the beats and everything, it's not one of those mixtapes that sounds dated. You can play more about nothing today and it still sounds current. Wale needs to give more of his flowers. The next one I'm going to mention is by... Arguably the goat. Arguably the goat. I'm starting off with his first. So far gone. That is I a knew mixtape. He was coming with that. That is a mixtape. <laughs> Atlanta Vegas, best That's I ever mixtape. had. That shit so fire, far bro. Gone changed the game. Without so far gone, a lot of these niggas today don't sound like they do. The next one, gotta give it to the Chiefers, to the Smokers. Yep. Pushing orange juice by Wiz Khalifa. Changed the fucking game. Gave a whole group of niggas currency. Dom Kennedy. Uh, all them niggas. Uh, Kush God. Smoke Dizzle. Uh, Juicy J. Without without Wiz pushing cushion orange juice. You do not have all this burner. All this weed smoking. Just independent grind niggas. Currency does not 
become currency without Wiz's Cushion Orange Juice. The next project, I'm going to the East Coast, giving this nigga some love because this young nigga cha- put New York back on the map and brought light back to them. And he made a real rap album. It's arguably his best album to date. I'm going with Joey Badass, 1999. Badass. What mm-hmm. 1999 did with Capital Steez and Pro Era gave us so much anticipation for Joey Badass. He didn't live up to the hype, but 1999 is a classic mixtape that I believe, all the ones I'm naming, I believe are better than Tiger's mixtape. Acid Rap, of course I had that one written down. Brooklyn talked about that. My mouth getting a little dry, gotta, gotta, Do your uh, thing, play it, do your thing, like hydrate. Got hydrate. <laughs> so Acid Rap, I have up there. Isaiah Rashad, Sylvia Demo. I think that also needs to be mentioned for what it did for TDE, just rapping and giving bars and giving us just giving us a good sound. Sylvia Demo's amazing. Luca Brasi, the first Luca Brasi by Kevin Gates, a phenomenal mixtape. Put Louisiana rap back on the map when <laughs> Boosie was quiet, when Currency was quiet, when Wayne Dude, was like, falling down. Crazy. He gave us a new a new era. Luca Brasi was phenomenal. Back to the West Coast. Uh, and this one had the impact of an acid rap in the sense that when this dropped, street niggas, white kids, Asian, everybody was like, what the fuck is this? This shit is nuts. And it is our future wolf gang, kill them all. I'm talking about Ooh, Tyler's Bastard. Tyler's yeah, Bastard has to be a top 10 mixtape of all time. That is better than well done. What, what Tyler did with Bastard brought in a whole new Universe. He brought in all the weirdos. He brought in a whole new form of rap. <laughs> and living in that same vein, Earl's mixtape, Earl, is phenomenal. His first tape, right when he uh, before Samoa, it was just a, where's Earl at? Where's Earl at? When he's coming back, that was an era. Long live ASAP by ASAP Rocky. An incredible mixtape that brought uh, ASAP Rocky into the forefront. Nicki Minaj's Beam Me Up Scotty. Phenomenal was uh, was rapping better than male niggas was rapping. Yeah, Harajuku Barbie today. I'm uh, out. I gotta give it to the yeah, Barbie game. Different. That shit was fire. Dedication two, one of the best Lil Wayne projects of all time. I'm not gonna say Dedication three. I'm gonna say two because three is a fan favorite. But objectively, Dedication two is one of the best mixtapes of all time. The Drought three. Brooklyn said two. I'm saying three. Three is phenomenal. Three is incredible. Three is everything you that we love about Wayne that makes Wayne be the, the best greatest rapper of all time. The greatest mixtape of all time, 1,000%. The Drought Three. So, uh, and then I also say, this is a mixtape, whether or not y'all want to admit it or not, but if you're reading this, it's too late. I understand that's on streaming. I understand what it is, but he intended and called it a mixtape. So if the artist calls it a mixtape, I'm rocking with it. Now, that all those projects I just named, shows that Well Done is not a top five mixtape of all time. What you got to say? Because we didn't already said that Wayne got three in the top five with the drought drought three, dedication two, and no ceilings. That's three. I'm going to tell you why. And and, and I'll go ahead for the the viewers, (laughs) not for y'all, because I don't want to sound like I'm admitting that I'm wrong. But for the viewers, I'm going to say that this might be biased. And let me tell you why. Oh, and 56 Nights is biased. You you named a lot of shit. 80% of your list was post mixtape era. Oh my gosh, this guy. And 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 I get what you're saying that that certain projects is they was intended as a mixtape so you count them, but I'm talking about before music 
was digital when that piff was popping. That piff digital. No, what? I mean like streaming, streaming, major all the streaming platforms. Tapes. All the mixtapes, okay. The only digital, one... digital, digital when niggas was still like paying on iTunes. Bet. That was different. That's, That's a cool. different era. I'm cool with that. Would you all the, the so only, what year the only, is that? What hold year on, that be? hold on. The only project that doesn't count for that is if you're reading this, everything else is a dead piff or in the only one SoundCloud is acid rap. But everything else from so far gone, I'm gonna get so far gone, more about nothing, cushion orange juice, bastard by Tyler, Earl, Earl sweatshirt, long live ASAPs, the Wayne's. And uh, those are all that piff. Yeah, that's a fact. I'm about to say, except for, except for those are all in the yeah. era of well done. Yeah, I mean, let me, let me explain why I'm saying well done. So, Go ahead. <laughs> this nigga biased just as paint, fuck. Just, 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 just to paint the timeline, you got Wayne, <laughs> who is the greatest <laughs> mixtape artist of all time, right? Fact. We can all agree on that. He dropped probably one of, I think, the, the not the, his best mixtape, but the mixtape that solidified him as the greatest mixtape artist of all time. No Ceilings came out. October 2009, right? Mm-hmm. Not long before that, Nikki dropped her little first mixtape. Yeah, I forget the fire. There you go. Classic, right? Yep. Niggas look to Young Money for that mixtape shit. And then so far gone. So far gone. That was the same in within that same year, pretty much. So far so, gone came out. So how you and oh, then, let me let you finish because I'm not gonna interrupt. Well done comes out. And that solidifies Young Money. For sure. As the okay. That makes Birdman look good and Lil Wayne look good. How does this make Tiger look good? <laughs> Tiger, be, I, I'll tell you why. Because when you're going up with a roster like that, the bar is set at drought three, no ceilings. Beam me up, Scotty. So far gone. That's the bar. Well done was with that. And I'm not saying better or equal. Well, okay. But okay. it was with that. And and those are the mixtapes you named, like Cushion OJ. Those were it was it was a good mixtape for Wiz. It it brought him to the next level. It was it, one of my favorite mixtapes of all time, too. I'll give you that. But I'm saying for me, the mixtape shit was you take niggas beats and you uh-huh. make it your song. Okay, it, okay. After after you flow, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing, Lynn. Nah, I got this, Lynn. Don't it's say nothing. Your fucking song. Cause when Wayne did that, still to this day, bro. When you hear fucking "Oh, let's do it," and Waka start rapping, you like, man, get this fucking bullshit out of here, bro. Want to hear the Wayne shit? Like, so which song are well done? Content. Which song are well done? Do you oh, think? Oh, oh, bro, bro, oh, oh. This bro. Bro, bro, you're telling me that he killed. You telling me he killed. Well when you hear the black and yellow beat, you tell me you think of Tiger's voice. You're fucking lying, bro. Nah, nah, when, not black. When you hear Tuna and Booty, you think of Tiger's voice. You're I fucking do, lying, I do. bro. I do. When you hear Tuna and Booty, when you hear Hard in the Paint, when you hear Hard in the Paint, you think of Tiger's voice. You're fucking lying, bro. Doom, Doom, Doom is the type of nigga that comes. Oh, you're fucking lying, bro. I wish I could play these tracks. Doom comes. You could play. You can hear it. Look, I'm gonna play. play I'm gonna play some well done tracks as the, I'm gonna do a snippet bro, of like a song lying, from everyone bro. in a He's song. Lying, of the week. But this nigga is nuts. He comes on the show and gives one <laughs> argument one week and then change up the <laughs> whole shit. The I didn't. I didn't change it up. Hit us, it hit us that with was, a uh, 
oh, it's gotta be where it's, they rapping on other niggas' beats when he know damn well a mixtape is that as well as the original shit. This, this nigga is but, clown. But see, when but I said that, when I said that, when I, when I said that, I was thinking super mixtape era. Cause like 56 nights and fucking acid rap, that's like later in the game. That's that almost like, that, that's that's SoundCloud well era. Those, yeah, those are well produced. I get what yeah. you mean by that. Those I get are well what you're saying by I that, but, that. I get that, yeah. But like, bro, Wayne got three. Beam me up, Scotty is better than well done. So far gone, that's original shit. If we count so far gone, we gotta count 56 nights. And I count for so far gone. That's better than well done. Young rich niggas is better than that, bro. Come oh, on. Bro. Nah, pushing trash. Bro. I'm not that's I'm not gonna bad. say young rich niggas, but I will young say rich niggas is better than that. Young, pushing young rich niggas juice. is more influential. Because I think that juice. right there was the break to where rap is currently. Well, that, that is trash, juice. bro. This shit is trash. Cushion Orange Juice. Crazy. Long live ASAP. Cushion Orange Juice, long live ASAP. Uh, more about nothing. Luca Brown. Like, yo, this is trash, I'm doing a poll, man. I'm doing a poll. And we were swag. Look, he did not he kill that. Bro. That. He, he did not kill that, bro. He murdered that. that. Look, bro, big yeah. soldier. He stole my whole fucking flow. Yeah. I'm done with this nigga, bro. If you are listening to this podcast, go to the bros who think Twitter and vote in the poll. Is Tiger's well done mixtape a top five mixtape of all time? Please vote and I'm, I'm get at this nigga. Dude. I'm making a poll right after this. Uh, oh no, dude, right no, we doing it. Wait, dude, no, you can't. We we putting no, out the poll no, on the Bros Who Think Twitter Thursday morning, right when the pod drops. And I'm, I'm making a piece. Time. I'm making a PSA and everything, bro. Like we won't have I'm a going hard for this. It can't be on your thing because I don't want no control by you. We all got the Bros Who Think password. It's gonna nigga, be Tiger equal. We're doing it on the Bros Who Think thing. We all gonna retweet it and we. We gotta know this part because there's I agree with you. Well done is a top 20 mixtape. Top 20. It's no god, it's not even top 10. It's not even fucking top 10. Bro, you don't even let me get into my because Macadelic by Mac Miller. I left, I left Mac Miller alone. I left bro. Mac Miller I left alone. Action Bronson. Party supplies too. I didn't want I, I, party supplies too by Action Bronson is one of the best mixtapes of all fucking time. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Y'all go listen to fucking party supplies, action bronson. Uh Blue Chips 2. That shit is fucking phenomenal. Macadelic, phenomenal. Like, 56 Nights, Monster. This nigga is the smoking only crack. Doom is to get smoking on a big crack. fucking song <laughs> and kill that shit is Nicki Minaj, bro. I'm sorry. But Itty Bitty Piggy, when that shit come on, I yeah. forget that. That was the greatest mixtape. Let's not have a swag remix by Well Done. No, fuck out of here, man. That's the only Y'all person niggas to kill a big are asleep, song. man. This You're wild, bro. He talking about teaching me how to Dougie bro. freestyle. Get Y'all the niggas fuck out are of here, sleep, bro. Man. This nigga is on the biggest crack rock in America, bro. Y'all That's niggas all it is. That's all it is, bro. Like one of my favorite mixtapes of all time. One of my favorite mixtapes of all time. Get the fuck out of here. This nigga's crazy, bro. This nigga dumb, bro. He wild. Well done. One and two is classic. Like that well done, the way one down and two is classic. <coughs> classic. Choking on ice. Classic, <laughs> man. This thing got me choking on ice. Bro, just tell us that you a, a Tiger stand. Just, just tell us you a Tiger stand. I don't even fuck with Tiger now. Like you, 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 you fuck, fuck with, with Tiger, bro. You crazy. We gonna end it on that note. We gonna end it on that note. Y'all come to the poll because I can't. Doom is crazy. I can't even. He said two. I won't even debate it no more. I just need niggas out there to back me up. I know other niggas feel like that. We gonna top five mixtape of all time. Tigers, well done. Top five of all time. Fuck no. But we gonna let the people decide. Doom says yes. We say no. Uh, real quick, we're going to talk more about this in Bros Who Ball, but I got to congratulate LeBron James. What he has done, I, I, I've i been saying over 
the transition of of this finals that LeBron to me is now the best player of all time. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I'm gonna explain my reasons why I think so more in Bros Who Ball, but I just feel like in terms of career, there's you gotta no, take a shot for my nigga. There's no one who's had a career oh, as good as LeBron James. There's no, no I got work. <laughs> oh, we like Shannon. We like Shannon. We like Uncle Shay, baby. Look, we in the we in Uncle Shay Look, Shay Club. Michael Jordan had six great years. LeBron has had seven. Go James. Uh, Kobe Bryant is is I think Kobe Bryant's the most talented basketball player in terms of skill ever. But if you're talking about overall best player, I have it LeBron James one A, Michael Jordan one B, Kobe Bryant number two, and Shaq number three. That's where I have it at in terms of my opinion. And then I'll throw in like Magic Kareem after that. But you got to give LeBron James his props for 17 years. Like to be to be that level of good for 17 years is fucking nuts, man. And that's really the best athlete at this point, because like the discussion about being the best basketball player is something that we're not even having anymore. It's like being one of the greatest athletes to do it for this long. The only person that that came close to do that is Kareem. Like that, he's the Facts. only person with the amount of longevity. Like Kobe broke down. Mike in the Wizards. I know niggas say he averaged twenty points. Yeah, I, I know Kobe Ian, broke down multiple Ian, times. Ian will come say Mike averaged twenty. Mike couldn't even get out the first round of the playoffs with the Wizards, dog. LeBron has not like LeBron has only had one losing season since Cleveland. Like what the fuck are we talking about? That dude, That's seventeen fact, years of greatness. Like I gotta congratulate the Lakers. Also, I'm so happy that the voting media did not give the finals MVP to Anthony Davis because that would have been a Bro, I'd have been mad. I'd have been mad. That'd have been atrocious. That would have been atrocious because Anthony Davis is 100% a Robin. He is 1,000%. The team team has proven that they could win without him. The team needs LeBron. Without LeBron, the team does not win. I want to ask y'all a question. Oh, I'm going to let y'all all all go speak on what y'all think about the finals because we're going to talk more about that later. But I'm posing this question later in the show. Is Anthony Davis's LeBron James's best co uh, co star? Do y'all think he is? And just give y'all thoughts on the finals. And what I just said is LeBron the greatest player. No, just talk a little hoops real quick. I'm gonna let y'all do y'all thing. Man, nigga, better put some fucking respect on Dwayne Wade. Thank you, Doom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I and I do as much as it pains me to say it as a Pelicans fan, bro. Anthony Davis is great. Like he. He on another level, bro. I really do believe he like top tier talent. Top five like, in the league. There's there's only a handful of niggas you could even put in a discussion of yeah. being better than it's like Anthony KD, Davis. Steph, Kawhi. Yeah. That's it maybe Luca. Of that, like, it may be Luca. And I, I'll hear an argument for Giannis. See, even I, though I, I think I AD can. is better. I hear yeah, an argument. Hear, for Giannis. Yeah, I will hear the I, argument. See, I, like dude, I can't even I can't even listen to Giannis because Giannis. Giannis can't shoot. Yeah, yeah, like AD does every AD does <laughs> everything that Giannis can do, and I believe he's a better defender than Giannis, and I believe he's sh- and he's a better offensive player than Giannis. AD can do I don't everything think that's that Giannis even a question, does. bro. That's not a question. Like Everybody everything. knows that he's offensively but, better. But like you said, I I listen to I listen to Luca argument. I listen to that. But like that's outright better than him. I think it's Bron, Steph, KD, Kawhi. Everybody else. Y'all not better than AD. I'm sorry. I'm a listen, but I'll listen to Luca because that kid is that white dude is special. That's a, that's, that's a fact. Yeah. See, my my own, only thing with Luca is I feel like he ain't he ain't do enough yet. That's like I gotta see I gotta see you be consistently like that for a couple years. You know what I, I mean? Like that's why I said I'll listen to it. 
I'm not AD mad at been that in the argument. league for a minute, and even with some of the worst Pelicans teams I've ever seen, he was balling, balling out. Bro. You know it's what just, I mean? So it's just that Luca put up 31, 12, and 10 in the in the playoffs. His fir- first rookie to do that since Magic. And he was going up against fucking Kawhi. Uh, Kawhi. So that's yeah, that's why I, I listen to it because Kawhi to Ooh. me is a top five NBA. And they're getting cooked. They're getting to, cooked, bro. For him to cook Kawhi like he did, that's nuts. Kawhi's yeah. the best defender in it. But you gotta you gotta you gotta rewind to when AD swept the fucking Blazers. Blazers no one hundred. Just Drew Holiday. One hundred. Everybody else's ass. You Look, know what I mean? Like I'm AD. I hate to admit it because he, it's he still could be five. He could be but five. I ain't mad at that. I fuck with AD, bro. Like AD is nice, but oh, talented for sure. I don't know. Like everybody keeps saying all this shit. He the greatest teammate LeBron ever had. Put That's some wild, respect on wild. Dwayne Wade, bro. Yeah, like what the fuck on it, man? Like he is the he is the third best shooting guard of all time, and without Kobe Bryant, he'd be the second. Like it's, it's just Kobe and Michael above him. Dwayne yeah, Wade I, is one of the best. Dwayne Wade to me is a top fifteen player of all time. Is Anthony Davis a top fifteen player right now? Fuck no, bro. Yeah. Fuck no. And and the thing is, I feel like this late this year's Lakers team is the best complete team that LeBron has had. Like, even with the big three in Miami, bro, you that look outside the big three, like, come on, man. Yeah, they was missing We're we going to talk shit. about Udonis Haslam and Mario Even Chris Bosh wasn't living up to what he was supposed to be. Hey, you, Udonis Haslam is a thug. Don't be saying no shit like that, nigga. He fucking around and beat your ass. I don't know where he at. I don't know where that nigga at. But that nigga is a certified hey, man, thug. He, Hold on. He, he wasn't no fucking Dwight Howard. He wasn't All I know, Vegas. Miami put up a good fight. And I'm if I'm Giannis... I'm either going to Dallas or Miami if I'm young. I think that nigga staying in fucking Milwaukee. He should not. I think I That's think he's ignorant. gonna be one of them players, bro. Then I would he, not be surprised. He will never win. If I'm look, if I'm Giannis, I'm either going to Miami or Dallas. And if I'm Joel Embiid, I try to find a way to Miami. Like, cause all Jimmy needs is one superstar to show that he can win. I think I don't I don't think that's the position he needed. But see, I think I think Bam, I think with, with more work, I think Bam and Buck I, I think Buck Bam can play make, too uh, Bam scared to me, amazing. Man. This season, he finna whoop that nigga ass this offseason. I'm yeah, telling he you, he coming back and he gonna be a look, different player. In that in that last game, and I'm gonna talk more about this he later. But the, he played he played timid. The only person yeah. playing hard was Dragic, uh, on one leg, Jimmy Butler, and Duncan Robinson. Tyler Hero showed he was a rookie. All the magic finally yeah. fell off. He got to get right in the offseason. But I think Tyler's gonna be great. Bam got it. Bam played. Too scared for me, dog. Bam is all star. Tyler Hero got an excuse first year. Bam, you cannot be scared of AD when you go up against him, bro. He didn't want to shoot. He didn't want to shoot the ball. That yeah. was that's why they lost. Like Miami had a shot to win. Like I that's just fact. Not, it's not just that LeBron James and AD dominated. No, Miami had a one hundred percent shot to win that game. They just played timid. And and for anybody to say that the AD LeBron Lakers are as good as the Shaq Kobe Lakers is smoking crack. Damn, they OD and get him some and, time. And like Fuck. the Kobe, the Kobe Paul Gasol Lakers is better than this LeBron Lakers. Right. Because let's not hey, act like put some respect on Bynum, man. They had a better team. Bynum could guard Dwight. You got Paul Gasol for Anthony Davis. You got Ron Artest. One of the uh, Ron Artest was an MVP candidate. Only reason why Ron Artest didn't reach the level that he was supposed to is because of the because of the fight. Because of the, the palace, uh, the malice crazy. in the palace. <laughs> that didn't happen. Yeah. Ron Artest is one of the best NBA players of all time. And then you got Lamar Odom with Kobe and De- bro. 
Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. I will say AD would cook the fuck out of some Paul Gasol. That but nigga would have been. Paul was good, cooked. though, man. He, he was not. Nah, Paul Gasol was great. I'm not AD saying AD would have got that. buckets, but, but, but Paul Gasol would have got buckets on him. cooked the life out of that nigga, bro. I think it would have been like Jokic, where they was both getting points. I think yeah, that's I think I was about to say. I was like, I think at the end of the day, they both had a double-double, and I'd have been like, yeah. oh. <laughs> it, it, like he, yeah. well, I don't think I don't think AD just doing Paul Gasol like he did Bam. As a fact, he was bro. He was like, hate making Bam. I think look it like would. I think it would have been more so Jokic. Like AD couldn't guard Jokic. Jokic couldn't guard AD. That's how I think bro. it would be with Paul. That nigga AD had the takeover badge on Bam, bro. Yeah, that's a fact. That, bro, it was. I felt. I was just like, yo, that is embarrassing. Like Bam is one of my favorite big men in the league. I played center. I played power forward, and I love that he's a short one. Like I always gravitate to short uh, post players who can dominate. Like. Draymond, Bam, Zion. That's why I like because I played that. Yeah, position. but Draymond, Draymond a little sh- like Bam is. But Draymond size. But Draymond, Draymond is short. Yeah, right? yeah, it's different. But Draymond yeah. would have never got scared like that. Like exactly, Bam did. that was embarrassing. But congratulations to LeBron and everybody. Just want to say that, you, Doom. You think LeBron the greatest player? Real quick. I think so. Yeah, and I I, I say why well, I make it quick. After like especially after watching the the Jordan doc early this year, LeBron is better than Jordan just off of what he can do for his teammates. Yeah. Without fact. without making them feel like, nigga, Shit. I'm going to murder you in your sleep and you fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I take it personally. <laughs> Yo, I'm so think, glad they did that document, the documentary, bro. Yeah. And yeah I'm glad they great. did it as well. I'm so glad they did that shit. Bro. Uh, Brooklyn, you got Bron as the greatest? Yes, bro, because that documentary helped me put the MJ discussion in bed. The nigga, like, like we were saying before, one losing season in LeBron's entire career. Yeah. MJ was out there looking like a duck before Pippen got there. He brought the Cleveland Cavaliers to the NBA Finals. Like, when niggas team, like Booby Gibson, nigga. Booby Gibson, yes, and Drew Gibson. Like, That's trash. Like, who is that? There was hella all stars on MJ's team, bro. Yeah. There was right. hella all stars. Like, like, MJ. Yeah. MJ had uh, MJ always had good players. Like, even when he couldn't get past Boston, he had good people with him. If Bron had them good yeah. people, Bron would have won. If Bron had the team MJ had his career, Bron would have won more than six rings. DJ Armstrong was an all star. Horace, Horace Grant, Grant was, was an all-star. all-star. Rodman. Rodman. Pippen. I'm like, damn, yeah. nigga, that's five teammates. I think Steve Kerr made an all star team. Like, look, like, Ro- uh, Rodman, top, 20, top 25 player of all time. Scottie Pippen a top three small forward of all time, like top three and definitely top five defensive players of all time. He is, I'd say top 20, top 15. He's above uh, Rodman in the discussion, but uh, he had them. Horace Grant is a top 50 player of all time, maybe even top 60, uh, all-star like Brooklyn said. LeBron didn't get that until Miami and Cleveland, but Jordan played with that his whole career. Like, right. That, and that's because he was bullying niggas in the front office. And you know how niggas be saying how LeBron do it. And then we get this documentary like, well, nigga, he was bullying people too. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, we need pieces, nigga. What you gonna do and about it? fucking Jordan had arguably the great, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Top three for sure. LeBron that's has never fact. had a great coach. Never. Like this care. nigga, LeBron, Vogel, I don't. Vogel is not a good coach. Who is his Lewis? best coach? It's Vogel. Vogel's his best coach because I don't think it's that, Ty that's, Lue. That's great. Nah, nah, I can't. Be nah, I wasn't gonna say Ty Lue. I would have said Spolcher if I said Ty Lue. Oh yeah, wait, no, yeah, right. back yeah. in the finals nah, Spolcher, again without Spolcher LeBron. is his best yeah, coach. Spolcher, Spolcher is a yeah. great coach. Spolcher is his that. best coach. But the yeah. thing is, LeBron didn't get along with Spolcher. 
Yeah. yeah, but but now that Spoelstra's back in the finals without LeBron, I can't say that about any of his other coaches. Yeah, it's Spoelstra. Yeah. Spoelstra, that's, but that's but but the thing is, Mike had Phil for his whole career. If LeBron would have had right. Spoelstra for his whole career, it'd be different. I think one hundred percent. Like LeBron had a nigga named David Blatt. <laughs> that's I forgot crazy. about that. Damn, that's LeBron crazy. had Mike Brown. <laughs> that is fucking. Shout crazy, out to the bro. Knicks, man. <laughs> also, all right, that's that's all we got with that. Oh, Brooklyn, the Joe Budden pod is back. The Joe Budden network is is operating. Just wanted to show some love to that. I'm gonna yes, check sir. out the pod. Shout out I didn't listen to the girl pod though. I, I didn't listen us, to it yet. One of us needs to listen so we can know what it's about. Doom, that's your homework for the week. You gotta listen. Uh, to I'm it. on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> so we can know what's up. But them niggas back. All right, let's get into our our relationship conversation before we uh. Guitar interview this week with uh designer rapper uh Birdie Jackson. And that that'll be right after this. So we got three relationship questions, uh four, it, depending on if we got enough time. Uh it just depends on when Brooklyn gotta get out of here. So uh the first one, is it cheating to cheat? Like it it's considered cheating if you cheat on your significant other. But is it cheating to cheat with the person you cheat with? Is that considered like like Wait, not the huh? significant other, the side hoe. Is is it considered cheating on her if you if you cheat with her? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got a girlfriend. It's cheat. You're obviously cheating on your girlfriend if you if you with another woman. But if is that other woman considered or that other person is that considered you're cheating on them with the person you with already? Is that considered cheating? Oh, no. What the fuck? No. Shorty, you already know what you signed up for. You signed up the dotted line with that with them pussy lips, like my dog Booster said, all right? You out here giving it up. You giving it up. Ain't no cheating for you. Yeah, you call and I come. You like my Batman singer, bitch. Come on. Let's it's go. It's only cheating on the person that you're with. Like, it's not That's... cheating on the, on yeah. the side, oh, no. too. Like, Hell you're no. just a side person. Doom, are we yeah. tripping? No, that's not cheating, but that I, do think, greens. I do think there's <laughs> there's a rule set that come with your side pieces that you kind of, it's like a little unspoken shit. You got to. Nah, you, man, you got to speak you, it when now. You start, when you start, yeah. <laughs> when, when you start fucking with a side piece, bro, there is like, and I don't even think you really even speak it. It's just kind of like this little invisible like rule you're, set. Like you're the side. I think I think if you add on any more complications to the situation then that happen after you start fucking with the side piece, that might get a little fucked up. Mm. Not and and not not for not like for if you telling her like you gonna leave your your wife or your girlfriend for yeah. her. Nah, that but type you of shit. You can't now you're on Twitter getting exposed. You can't never do that. <laughs> yeah. That, but, but that's exactly why I said <laughs> it's that. Gotta, it's gotta just be physical. You you gotta respect the rules of the relationship with your side piece because as soon as you piss her off, it's over. Your, your main shit fucked up. You all screenshots all on social media and shit. Blew the fuck up. Now you ain't you shit to the whole that. world. Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> I just wanted to see what y'all thought about that because we're going to talk about that on the running back Scott Pilgrim because Scott Pilgrim did that in the movie and that was a question, so I just want to bring that up here. But y'all be sure to check out running back Scott Pilgrim. By the time you guys hear this, it should be out. So y'all be sure to check that out. The next one I got, and I thought this was amazing. I've been watching Seinfeld. I think Seinfeld's one of the best comedies of all time, television shows. I think Seinfeld's incredible. The things that they touch on, I know they call it the show about nothing, but the things that they touch on is just so relatable to real life. And when I heard this, I had to bring it to the pod. So the world's theory about worlds colliding in relationship. So let's say we all have significant others, but we all have our friends. First question, do y'all keep your friends 
your friend life with your homies separate from your life with your girl? Do you bring your girl around a lot? Like, of course, when it's everybody bringing a girl around, but do, does your girl hang out with your friends? Absolutely not. Ah, okay. You gotta keep that separate. Yeah, okay, boom. Brooklyn, which, how you feel about that? You keep it separate? Well, for me, it's a lot easier because most of my friends are in New York, and when they come down here, my niggas speak a different language. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they so New York that she don't even know what the fuck they saying. You keep so the she world don't even want to be around. Yeah, she don't even want to be around because she's like, what are they talking about? So yeah. and it works out so well because these niggas be speaking in code. So the question is, <laughs> do you do you like we all keep our world separate? Why do you keep it separate? And is it best to keep it separate in a relationship? I think it is because and my girl's always like, I want to be around your friends more, get to know them. And I'm like. You can, like, I'll bring you around, but it's not because I, I don't like you or I'm embarrassed of you. I don't want you around your friends. That's my sanctuary. That's, like, my getaway from the world. Like, I, it's, a, it's another world. Granted, you exist in that world, but that's just a world that I, like, when I'm with you, you see every side of me. You see, like, my emotional side, my sensitive side. When I go with them... That's D wits. Like I'm, I'm with, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my. Bro, I was like, just about to say, I was about to say, when I'm with them niggas, I'm back to it's me at high school. It's the, yeah. the, the crazy nigga from high school, bro. Like when I'm with them niggas, it's not the nigga that you know. I just promise. like when you with your girl, like or if you, if you, if your significant <laughs> other, whether it's a a boy or a girl, when they're when you're with them, it's like y'all got y'all own thing, and I don't want to interrupt that. I don't want to keep that, so right. I believe in keeping worlds separate. Now yeah, that's a fact. Absolutely. It get weird when you collide them. Yeah, I don't like colliding worlds because if you do. Then if your girl gets mad at your friend, you got to deal with that. Or if your friend's yeah. mad at your girl, you got to Or somebody, or one of your friends try to talk to one of her friends, her friends and the shit and don't go out well. That's just and beef. Like, and I don't, I don't need that. That's unnecessary headaches. That's a, oh, ah, even, that's a even, fact, bro. Even worse, bro, if ever there's some smoke and your relationship don't work out, now y'all done and mm-hmm. she's still hanging out with your fucking friends. Yep. She's still talking. Can I get a snap from my brothers? Like, can I get a snap from my brother? You definitely can't do that. Yes, no. One thousand percent. That's that's that. the worlds collide. You do not want worlds colliding. Now, granted, yeah, there can be where your friend has a girlfriend, and then your girl is friends with your friend's girlfriend, and y'all hang out together. But that's a world that y'all create. That's like right. that's right. not the two worlds colliding. That's like a parallel Earth. That's like another Earth where it's like yeah. okay. Me and my homie and his girl, we have like a relationship, but we don't cross lines where it's the whole homie click. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the only way we do crossover. Is I'm it, sorry. I know this is racist, <laughs> but white people be colliding the worlds. And then like the situation that doom happened where niggas break up and then the homies be still hanging out with the girl. I always see white people doing shit like yeah, that. Black and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did you even let that happen, my yeah, nigga? Like, they be looking at me like, you don't collide worlds? And I'm like, look, no! no! That's 100% a white person you thing. That is not a black and person. And what's even most crazy, I done seen this happen multiple times, bro, where it'll be that situation. A nigga break up with her, and uh-huh. then like a year later, uh-huh. not a friend they dating the girl. Bro, yeah. Oh, and it's just like, like bro, I don't what play them the games. Fuck? And then the niggas still be cool. Yeah. The niggas still be cool. No, 100%. Like, I don't play bro, them games. I don't play I them games I break up with my girl and my niggas start dating my girl. We got issues. We got You got to see me, bro. I don't give a fuck if we broke up and I hate the bitch I want to date. You got to see fuck. these hands. Look, bro, you I don't care. Me, I don't care if it's been five years. <laughs> if you are my, like, I believe Facts. if you are a tier A friend, or a tier B friend, like if you are one of my best best friends, or you one you of fighting, my best bro. friends, you see me, yeah, bro. we got we got hands. Now, if you a C tier, nah. 
If you're like an acquaintance and like we cool, but we don't hang out a lot, do what you got to do, my nigga. I, but I'm just not gonna hang out I'm, with you no I'm, more. I'm side eyeing you. Oh I yeah, might I'm side. Oh yeah. I might not fight you. I might not go crazy. I'm fight you, but we're not hanging out no more. You, my nigga. Yeah, for but sure. If we seen the inside of each other house. And you start fucking with a girl that I dated, my nigga. And you sleep at my house. You gotta see, bro. Wait, say my mama. And my mama ever made you any type of meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, nigga. Uh uh. And you talk to her, we fighting, bro. That's a fact. If you just spent a night in my house, multiple nights, if I didn't give you a place to stay, if you didn't took a shower in my bathtub, like nigga, and you gonna be with my girl, nah, dog, nah, dog. Even that's too advanced, though, bro. Like I'm saying, if if. We was even on the level where we was rocking where I just knew you for a certain amount of time. We rocked together. We shared moments. I consider you my nigga. You can't do that, bro. It's like an unspoken rule. Anybody, I don't even care if I wasn't even like dating her like that. If I kissed her in the mouth, you can't do it. Same way, same way the other way around. That's why I I say in the mouth, you can't do it. If you're an A tier friend or a B tier friend, I'm not, I I agree with you, Doom. If you're a C tier friend, I'm just side eyeing you and I'm not hanging out with you no more. And like, I'm gonna just be like, damn, you a fuck nigga. I'm gonna make you feel uncomfortable. I'm gonna gonna keep side until you leave. That's a fact. That is a phys act. I'm glad we had this conversation. That's awesome. I'm loving this. I'm gonna do this. I kiss that in the mouth, that's it. I'm I'm gonna make sure we have more of these from now on. What is a deal breaker in relationships for y'all? What's a deal breaker to where like y'all are talking and then she tell you something and it's like, oh, this shit is over with now. Nah. <laughs> or she do something. What's one of them deal breakers in relationships? I've never experienced it personally, but I've spoken to multiple people and for some strange reason, lesbians, gays, or straights. It's, this, is a, this one is across the board. If they don't take showers religiously, that's a deal breaker for me. Oh, yeah. That's a deal breaker. Yeah, I've, had, I've had people be in love with people, and they be like, yeah, they only shower, like, every other day, or they shower, like, every two or three days. And I'm like, that's and you were still crazy. hitting it? And they was that's like, I mean, it was crazy. a little funky or whatever, but, you know, it's love. And I'm like, nah, come be me. Come be me. Get your ass in the shower. That's See, crazy. I can't do I, I'm, I'm a hypocrite because sometimes I'll take a shower every other night, but like I can't have my girl doing that. But see, if I do that, <laughs> if I if I'm acting dirty, my, my girl will not give it to me for two weeks until I show her a continuous string of every night bath. But and that's a fact, and that's how it should be. It shouldn't be like I'm gonna condone your nasty behavior. No, yeah, she does no. not condone that shit. See, but what, what, we, what are we talking about though? We talking about like every other night with quarantine lifestyle or you was going no, to work. No, no, regular, regular. Like, regular no, basis, see, I'm talking, to work. see, dude, yeah. I'm talking every other night quarantine. Now, if I'm going to work, no, I got to at least yeah, take a whole bro, bath. Like, I got to at least take a whole I've, bath. I've, I've, done that. I've done quarantine that. Quarantine, I haven't gone outside for three days. That's what I'm saying. And, like, yeah. and I be that's telling different. her, like, I haven't gone anywhere. Like, what? Do, I don't smell, like, yeah, that's see, different. now when I had yeah, work, quarantine is different. Yeah. if I had work and I miss a night, I'm washing under my arms and my nuts. Like, if you're outside religiously, you got to be going out. You got to at least do a whole and, and and my thing is, bro, if you at any point in the day you step outside at all, you got to take. take that's a fact. That's a fact, bro. Like, nigga, I'll go outside and it's, it's different here because it's Vegas. Like, it's hundred fifteen degrees. It's still hot here. I bring the trash nigga. can to the road, nigga. It's over. You got to shower. Oh, bro. that's a fact. Got to shower. One hundred. You can't just yeah. go lay your ass down on all the right. sheets. Brooklyn got a good, got a good deal breaker. <laughs> Dude, you got any deal breakers in relationship? Well, I mean, mine not as as funny as that, but on a on a serious note, like to me, any female with no goals, 
Those I can't mm. stand those those. That's women another that's one. Like, that's, I agree with that. No a, ambition. A nigga, a nigga gotta pay for the meal. Or you yeah, a, I'm not with that. Nigga. You this gotta, nigga doom spade today. You know what I'm like, that. Nah, man, you gotta keep but that. But see, look, he ain't, he ain't even if that. even if she wants to be a stay at home mom, I'm cool with that. But you gotta have some sort of ambition. Some whether it's creative, right. you gotta have some sort of wanting to do something. Like if right. you wanna be the best mom, that's cool. But we gotta have a side hustle or so, something that yeah. I know. You just not sitting at the house watching TV, eating food, and spending right. my money. And on. and me, when I said goals, I didn't even mean like career goals or financial goals. I you mean, just mean some sort of ambition. When you wake up in the fucking morning, what are you doing to move forward? <laughs> Do something, my nigga. Don't be sitting there like you right. said. Just, your life just moving watching Netflix laterally. all yeah. fucking day, like, and that's all you do. And then you looking at a nigga and like that's scary. Like like if a nigga ain't. Paying and providing all this crazy shit, he a loser ass nigga. You wanna nah, man? Have some real goals. Do something. Y'all, your look, goal is a housewife, and you wanna raise the kids and all. That. Hey, that's a goal. Yeah, start that. reading books. Be the best mom yeah. you can be. That's what I'm saying. You gotta yeah. have some form of ambition. That's, I, that's a, a deal. That's a deal breaker. That's, that's a that's a good one. That's a good one. This is a big deal breaker for me. If we've been dating and then we go on a road trip somewhere. And on that road trip, whether it's to like New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and we can't have that moment to where we're both silent and it's not awkward, then it's over with. Like if I I can't go on a road trip with you and to where we can't both be silent or it's not bad conversation, because I feel the way you know if a girl is worth dating, you take on a road trip. And if y'all can't either be silent together where it's not awkward or it's forced conversation, then don't be with her, because then it, there's no chemistry. Yeah, if there's forced conversation, that's a big one, yeah. If you feel not like even, the conversation's always forced, ew. Yeah, right. that's that's And, and not even not even a road trip thing. Like, even if y'all hanging out, because obviously once you start, like, really getting on that level with a female, like, it's, it's moving from that, all right, we just friends, and now we really fucking around. But see, if, if you... If you can be I, in my presence... And just be comfortable with me being there. Like, if we always got to be yeah. talking and but all see, this little easier, shit. It's easier to hide that at a house. It's hard to hide that when you're driving yeah. and there's nothing. Yeah, because you can go to the room, yeah. you go to the kitchen, you, you go, got, move, yeah. you can see, move Doom, around. I, yeah. I agree with you 2,000% Doom, because that's my biggest deal breaker. But I've, I've noticed in my dating life that you could hide that if it's not a road trip. And in a moment, like... Or I make, let's say I make you my girlfriend and we dating now and then we go on a road trip and I find that out. I'm like, oh, she yeah. hit it. Like, this bitch is boring. Like, <laughs> she can't hold conversation. Like, I, I need an intelligent woman. Yeah, and I think, I, I think it's easier to be silent, for sure. I think it's harder for them to... Uh, I think it, I mean, not harder. I think it's easier for them to hide the fact that they can be um, boring because it's, it's easy as fuck to stay silent. But it's it's hard as shit for me to for them to uh be like, damn, this nigga really want to hold a conversation, a deep conversation. Like that's when they like, yeah, get me out this car, <laughs> get me the fuck out this car right now, that, bro. Big deal breaker for me, cause like my I tie that into intelligence, cause it's like, I'm, we're all intelligent men. Like I gotta be able to have a convert. Like I gotta I pick you, your brain, like, shout it. Like my mom's a smart woman. When I bring you in front of my mom, she's gonna Ooh, try to have damn. conversations with me. To in conversations with you that are more than just how's your day been, sweetie? Like, like, you know what? like yeah. we got to talk more than that. Like, yeah. that's a deal. I didn't even think about that for you, you because, dumb. like, my mama is hood smart. You know what I'm saying? She can talk about shit in the streets, but your mama a whole lawyer. Like, my aunt used to intimidate me because my aunt's a lawyer. She used to intimidate the fuck out of me as a kid. I couldn't oh. imagine having to bring a shorty home to her. 
Especially the shorties I was talking to. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's like you gotta at least you gotta at least have like Doom said, you gotta have at least some form of ambition, and you gotta be like granted, yeah. you don't have to be the smartest woman in America, but my goodness, <laughs> you can't be as dumb as a board. Like you can't yeah. be as dumb as a door, my yeah, nigga. Like I'm sorry. You gotta have some kind of substance. You gotta have and something. You gotta, you gotta be comfortable with the weirdness, cause everybody weird. Oh. Everybody oh. got their own little weird shit. You, you know shouldn't what I'm have saying? to hide anything. Like the like, and the fact that all of this is out right now in my house. My girlfriend knows that her her boyfriend is a comic book anime nerd, but she accepts that weirdness in me. If like, if you if if I would have to hide that. You can't do that. That's a deal. Yeah. It wouldn't make yourself. Yeah. It wouldn't make yourself wouldn't feel you. good. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be yeah. yourself. No, I agree. You with gotta. That. You you gotta. You gotta be able to. When I hit you with the, what you think about the aliens question? <laughs> you gotta be able to give me an answer. You gotta be. And able I to, go what? You stupid. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta. <laughs> and look, you don't have to believe in them. Just let's have a conversation about exactly. it. Exactly. Right. But it's what Brooklyn said. It's like. What stupid? Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, have you I, seen, yeah, I can't. Have you seen James Charles' new makeup? Like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't want to talk about actors. No, <laughs> I, 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 but like, I we can talk about more. movies. We can talk about movies, but like, I don't no, want no, to they hear. talk about their personal life. Yeah, I'm not like, about, yeah. like movies. I'm they not trying to hear. About, they just oh, Brad is attractive. Yeah, he had a new like. No, bitch. Would you, would, how did yeah. how did this movie impact you? Whether whether or not you felt right. it, like you want to talk about movies. It could be bad. Like it could be whatever. Like shit. Like just something. Like you gotta have some form of intelligence in some lane. Something to where I like. I can't just be talking to a wall. I can't. Yeah, bro. Another one for me is you can't be in that Instagram, TikTok world too hard. Like you gotta have a real life. Like if your whole shit is for a story post, I can't fuck with you. I can't fuck with you. I swear to God, and I know y'all know the females I'm talking about, bro. I know exactly. But a whole shit is, it gotta be Instagram post worthy. They can't go nowhere unless it's, is is gonna get a bunch I'm of likes. I'm gonna clap at that. Shit. I'm gonna clap at that because I agree with you. I'm the like Doom been, he been he been my, my girl. After. My girl is not in that world, but she gets mad when like we don't take pictures. And it's that she it's not even like for Instagram, it's for like just her to have. And I get that. And I'm the type of person to where it's like if we experience it, I have the memory in my head. Like I have the right. I, I can always right. call That's back what on matter. That. And granted, she doesn't have as good memory as me, so I understand why she wants to take pictures, but it's different to where it's like. I know people, just like you said, Doom, where they, their boyfriend's got to hold the selfies. Bitch, I'm not holding no fucking selfie stick at, at Disney yeah. to, so we can take a picture in front of this castle so you can get the right caption, and we got to take 17 pictures for your Instagram story. What the Hell fuck is no. wrong with you? Bro, I'm trying to ride Space here. Mountain. <laughs> like, the, Yeah, the, the shit you talking about with your girl, that's different. That's I feel like every female going to have yeah. to, you know, you, yeah. you, you could deal with that. I'm saying when you somewhere out on vacation, y'all on a trip, and she's taking and now, pictures of everything. We got to stop for 30 minutes because yep. you got to think of the right caption. You got to fucking get the right angle. You the right took, angle. You yeah. took 50 shots. So now we got to sit here and, and narrow right down boost. the top three and then vote <laughs> on which one was the best. And uh, man, get the fuck out of here with that, man. Get the fuck no, I agree. out of here. That's a deal breaker. Yo, that's a fact, bro. <laughs> I'm not the 50 selfies. It, I gotta, I, we got to vote for three. That's a big time. I can't do it. Honestly, Doom, those are my two biggest deal breakers. Like what, what we've said, those are my biggest deal breakers. And other I than that, know. I'm a, I'm a good... I'm, I'm, other than that, I don't have no problems with nothing else, really. That's right. Because anything else, I'll see from the jump. Like, if you got a yeah. bad mind... If you got a if you got a if you got a mop full of bad teeth, uh, I'm already walking away. So 
I even got to worry about that. You know what I'm saying? How, I want to say though, feel, quarantine is scary right now because of that. How do y'all feel being that with black men if you date outside your race, whether it's a, uh, Hispanic, Asian, white, and their parents are racist? Is that a deal breaker? It used to be. Oh, man. That's but the- we had a kid, so I kind of had to live with it. But then they're like, damn, this black man is sophisticated. Damn, this black man is this. He's this and that. And I'm like, well, yeah, because we're not all fucking criminals and monkeys, motherfucker. Yeah. See, that is tough. I never had to deal with it personally, so I don't know if I could take it. It's it to, for me, it depends on how the girl feels. Like, if we're going to be serious, w- are you willing to, like, get with me and don't give a fuck about what your parents say? Now, if it's, like, in secret or something like that, then it's, like, that's... Yeah, that, if she's that's hiding a, it, then, yeah. Yeah, then that's, it, then a, you that's a deal breaker. But, like, if, you are, if you're willing to tell your parents, like, I don't give a fuck what y'all think, then we're going to do it, then I'm willing to... I'm willing to take that chance. But I do understand in the back of my mind that, like, at any point in time, she could go back. If she misses her family enough, she could go back. And that's why it's like... Sound like Link got a lot of experience I, with this. No, I do have experience with that. That's something I got to ask. That you, <laughs> like, I've dated white women, uh, Mexican women. You got to te- teeter the line with that. I've dated all kind of women. So it's like, you got to you gotta know how to, the right balance of that is. But what I like is to where it's like, now that I've experienced a woman to where her parents 100% accept me and they don't give a fuck about race, they think that's ignorant that that's even a thing. I don't know if I can ever go back. Like, I don't know if I can, like, right. me and my girlfriend right now don't work and I go back into the to the dating pool. I don't, after experiencing this form of love. And we older now, so. I don't know like, if I can go back, yeah. man. Like, as a young yeah. dude, I could deal with that, but being like right. 26, I don't know. Because I, I at like 18, a 17, a lot of those parents yeah, haven't even exhibited yeah. the, the, the the kids didn't even know because the parents didn't exhibit that behavior. And yet. they were in their parents' Until, pockets. It's like, right. it's, it's really now it's different. a little different. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's different when you, you know, 17, 18, because I know me, I didn't even think that shit was like real like that. Same. Right. That's you know, what I'm saying. Like until you, really you, you have to shit, experience bro. it. Until you experience it, when, you, when the first time when you get that text, like, or you get a call from your girls, like, damn, uh, you can't come over. Why? My parents are ra- like that. Shit hits different. Oh, like it, he yeah. Had, yeah, he had a whole different kind of shit. Uh, I, yeah, I can't do that because cause my my BM she mixed. Her mom is white. Obviously, all their family is white. But every female in that family, they got a nigga and they got mixed kids. So I know it wasn't no racist shit going on. <laughs> right. They got jungle fever, baby. Yeah, Hold the, on the, now. The niggas, the niggas that infiltrated that family, bro. It's niggas everywhere. So like I go to the family functions and it was a it was a white family. It was just as many niggas. It was just as many niggas at the function and white people. They playing Frankie Beverly. They playing Frankie Beverly and Maze and the white people just like, yeah, party. Me and my girlfriend always laugh at that. We like if we get married and like we go to one of my mom and them functions and Parents come Look, Y'all get married, y'all already know I'm the DJ, bro. I be hooking it up. White and black, I be fucking that shit up, bro. My my girl is ready to just put her hands on the ground and start twerking to get low by low have my mama freak out. Bro, it's crazy because I'm actually worried about that shit, bro. Cause like my girl now, she she makes two, but she makes she Filipino and black. Ooh, that's a different, and yeah, that's a different she, type of shit. Bro, she, oh, she's not. Super in tune with the black side. Mm, she's really Filipino. So her, her mom and her dad split probably when she was like a freshman in high. Her mom is super Asian, huh? 
super Asian. Yeah, like that's, five. Like, see, like, that's a different type of that's a different type of stuff you gonna have to do. That, yeah, that shit is that's a different monster, bro. It's crazy, but the thing that kind of let me be cool with it is obviously she fucked with a nigga too. So it's yeah. like I know she ain't racist. So it's yeah, like right. I don't have to deal with that. Very but traditional. The, the, the culture difference is yeah. crazy, it's, bro. Yeah. And I already feel like, like when if, if we was to get married and, and your people come, yeah. it's gonna be some nigga ass shit. Like, and I can't control. <laughs> that song, it, no, I can't it control. Don't tell them to calm down, bro. That's when like, you back down. That's what you like, gotta tell your girl every time. Like when you, if you are dating outside your race, or if you have like like you said mix or something like that. It's like, I can't control my family. Like, they go act how they go act. Y'all just got to deal with it. Because, like, now we a big family. Like, I can't that's control the niggas. Bro, like, you gotta, and then you if you tell think. them something, then it's like, oh, you embarrassing your people? You embarrassed that you're with, like, no. Yeah. And I ain't finna do no, that. No, yeah, that's this, is, to this is crazy, bro. Because you remember how, how Brooklyn was talking about his New York niggas? He was saying how, like, his girl don't even know what the fuck they, they talk. were talking about. Like, they super New York. So... I know what you about take, to say. We, yo, nigga, this, super Louisiana. <laughs> Valley girl, Valley California girl, bro. Like she black, but she talks super proper. Like she don't, she never, you know. She she came up with money and shit. So yeah. that world, bro. When I took her to Louisiana, she was <laughs> fucking lost, my nigga. She didn't know what they were saying. Uh, this nigga and, had and that. Bro, he and, had the Valley girl in the crow. This nigga bro, had it in, in the, the crow. crow. With some country ass shit. The first thing we did, we went, we went to my cousin's house, bro. And this nigga, he like, think about country ass Karen Crow nigga. We was outside in the country. Nigga had the black pot fired up, making a fucking gravy and shit. Zodico blasting, everybody talking with the crazy ass Karen Crow accent. Man, Shag, good to have you here. What the fuck is man? Doom, that girl is beautiful. Bring her here, man. Shag, just exactly that. Just exactly that. Cause she thought my accent was crazy, and like I'm at the point where I don't even think I got. I have an accent right now. No, you don't. You really don't. Like. But when she got around them niggas talking crazy, bro, it like, brought it she, out. She oh, come back, oh. and and she, she didn't rides, know that either. She didn't horses. know that either. Like so she was like, "Why around, you talking like that?" Facts, bro. As soon as I got around the Karen Crow niggas and everything came back, I was, oh yeah. She was like, "What the fuck is going on?" She's like, "What are you <laughs> saying?" The next time I went to Louisiana, she was like, "You you can go by go by yourself." yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't fucking with it, bro. Oh she shit! Was not fucking with it. Oh, I think oh, we got fuck, some good. Bro. I think we got some amazing shit That's out of this. Hilarious, bro. We got some amazing shit out of this deal breakers. Hell yeah! So the final one I got today before we get up out of here is: Do is it okay to tell your friends secrets to your significant other? Nah, like, like, that's pillow talking. Nah, nah. What Drake said? <laughs> niggas talk more than bitches these days. <laughs> Fuck out of it, yo. And when nigga do that to me, like Doom said, he gotta see me. That's a fact. He gotta see me. It depends on what kind she of. She know my shit. That's nah. What I said, if, it, if it's my nigga and I'm telling him it's a secret, it must be a secret. Because most of the times I be talking to my niggas, it don't be secrets. We just be joking around about see? dumb shit. I, I do it like this. Group chat, my girl cannot look inside of any group chat that I'm in with my nigga, like the bros who thinks uh, our group chat or my, or my nigga's group chat. She can't look at that. She can't know what's going on inside a group chat. But like Doom said, there's certain things like my girl and his girl got in a fight. I might, I might tell. I might, just so we can talk about it, just because we go, like I said, that world has collided to where 
his girl right, right. and as my girl, like they're acquaintances, or she might not like her, and it's like we talk about that shit. But if it's a real secret, like my nigga's not trying to, t- then I then I don't say nothing. Yeah, like if I if I hit one of my niggas with some super personal shit, and he go tell his girl, I feel played. I feel played. Yeah, like, that's a fact. Just some regular shit. I don't think I'd be mad. Yeah, but, but, that's what, that's but he wouldn't know. Be... You wouldn't know it was some personal shit. Yeah, you feel me? Like when yeah. my niggas tell me some personal shit, I know when they being serious about something. Like Same. it won't even. It, it might be in a group chat, and he may be like, "Yo, fellas, I gotta tell or you." Or maybe, or maybe may like a some separate, separate text. Shit. Yeah, and if it's a separate shit, I already yeah. know how he coming off, and he texts me separately. If it's not in the group yeah. chat, and they personally text you, yeah, yeah, that's something I don't tell nobody. That's or in he the call group. me, ask me if I'm free. If the, bro, as soon as one of my niggas text me, say, "Yo, you free?" I got I gotta call you. I'm like, what? Yeah, I already know he about to tell me some personal shit. Something is wrong. No one. If I tell, if I tell, that's, come on, bro. He got. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to see, me, bro. Yeah, one hundred percent. Hell yeah, I feel y'all. Well, word. You, I think y'all like this. I like this. This was fun. If you, the fans out there, like this. If you have any type of relationship, uh, life shit questions, y'all let us know. Also, I want to let y'all. I'm gonna talk more about this at the end of the show, but I want to let y'all be aware. This podcast is moving to Mondays. Doom has a new job. Brooklyn has a new schedule. And I didn't want to make this show to where some weeks you have Brooklyn, some weeks you have Doom. The chemistry for this show is too well right now. And we have too many plans for us to have to bring Ian in here, to bring Schubert in here. We have too much, too many ideas and too many things going to where this show is at a level to where we can't change it. So to make sure everybody gets to be into the show and to keep the show the way it is, we are moving the shows to Monday. But for now, this show will be on Monday come November. So Thanks. the episode, this week's episode is on Thursday. The ep- next week's episode, 167, will be on Thursday. But C-168, you will not get on the 29th. You'll get 168 on November the 2nd. So we will record over the weekend. And what the show will be, it will cover everything that's happened last week. And then we'll give an update on Monday. And then if shit happens during the week, we'll take note of it and talk about it for that next episode. Now, if it's super, super important, then me, Brooklyn, me, Doom, whichever one of us is free, we'll make a separate video on YouTube that'll be short form. That's like 10 to 15 minutes max to where we just give an update on it. And that way you'll get more short form content. The shows will cover a week's worth of topics and everything. And you can still have the relationship that you've built with us and you don't get to lose Brooklyn. You don't get to lose doom. You don't get to lose nobody. And the show will be on Monday. And I think the way we have it planned, you guys will enjoy it. I'm super excited about it. The guys are super excited about it. So again, the show, the bros who think podcast is moving to Monday on November 2nd, 2020. That also means bros who binge is moving from Monday to another day. Me and Schubert haven't picked out the exact day yet, but as soon as we know, we will let y'all know. You will know before November 2nd because Bros Who Binge has to come out at some point that week. So y'all will know. Are y'all excited about the move? This is something we've been planning for a while now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm Shit. I'm super excited. Yeah. I think it actually might work out better too. That's you, what I'm saying. Reflect on the entire week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Because you and know, like, it always happened away right after we talk about some something shit. Drop. I guarantee something you. Something drop. Yeah. Tomorrow, something crazy gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And, and the way that we do it is gonna be covering a full week. We have the weekend, because sometimes with this, we miss what happens during the weekend. And then when the right. weekend stuff happens, we're a week late. So it's like, yeah, the only thing that people don't, the, and if, the only thing they could worry about if stuff happens on that Tuesday, 
then which are, are we going to wait a week till it gets old? No, if it's important enough, we're going to make small videos throughout the week. And I think that'll boost y'all getting more content and boost more people working together that you wouldn't see. Like maybe Ian and Brooklyn do something or Schubert and Doom do something. You'll see multiple different combinations. We're starting to utilize everybody's strengths more. And I think it'll be something special. So we haven't let y'all down yet. Just bear with us and just know come November 2nd, this podcast is moving to Mondays for good. Well, for the until until the nearable future. So we'll, we shall see. But that's all we got right now. We will get into the interview with Birdie Jackson real quick. But do, uh, sh- Brooklyn, tell the people they can find you on social media. You can find me on all social medias at where Brooklyn at. That's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, baby. That's for marketing purposes. And also shout out to Cardi B's pancake titty. Oh yeah, I cut that out because we didn't have enough time. But yeah, and we and, and we are Brooklyn's names like that because we are not trying to get sued. Y'all make sure y'all go follow my nigga Doom. Tell the people they can find you at on social media. At Doom SJE Instagram and Twitter. If you think well done, it's top five. Hit me up. Voting that poll, Jesus. Well, with that being said, y'all make sure y'all go follow Dumbass my niggas. Well done. <laughs> well, well done. Y'all make sure y'all go follow <laughs> my niggas. We will get into the interview <laughs> with Birdie Jackson right now, and then after that, we will have Bros Who Ball. So y'all stick around for all of that. Until then, let's get into it right now. This nigga said, "Well, well, well, well done." <laughs> this nigga <is> stupid <laughs> as hell. <laughs> Look around, all I see is a hot boy On TV, all I see is a hot boy Mama, all I wanna be is a hot boy Oh, mama, look at me, it's a hot boy Where I'm from, they got they gold showing, nigga Neighborhood stars, all the hoes know a nigga Second line shawty, watch the horn blow a nigga Built this shit brick by brick, I'm a stone throw a nigga Hibachi funds counted at the Marriott Sippin' sake, skimming over every plan we got Every spot we in is one we demand we got He can say what he made, but we all know the man he not Looking for the mailman like I'm stopping That cake dot shit like it came from Compton My dog dance on the brown, he can get it poppin' Throw some hoes with my step bros, we can get it rockin' I got a loud Tim nigga, I can get it knockin' She want her sex and panties for me, time to get it droppin' Tunnel vision shit, look in my eyes, I'm locked in Small lesson I learned the first night I hopped in Look around, all I see is a hot boy On TV, all I see is a hot boy Mama, all I wanna be is a hot boy Oh, mama, look at me, it's a hot boy Since a juvenile outside with my BGs Squad hungry, picking off your shit like DBs Alphabet boys come around once you see G's Leave a hatin' whole head spinning once she see these Cause I ain't shit you need before My business is my business, so that leave this as a need to know Too much shade in your light, I'm not getting what I need to grow Doing what I need to do or seeing where I need to go I'm out the game Looking at my options with Dr. Strange Hit up easy, trying to reinvest my pocket change Baby, looking at my pockets, trying to count my change That's how I got that chicken, just eating, stop the tripping <laughs> Pimpin' ain't dead until these niggas stop the tricking She'd rather leave her baby daddy than to stop the stripping As long as the reward match, I'm about to risk it Yeah, birdie always been about the chipping Look around, all I see is a hot boy On TV, all I see is a hot boy Mama, all I wanna be is a hot boy Oh, mama, look at me, it's a hot boy All right, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard Hot Boy by this week's guest, 
Birdie Jackson. How you doing, OG hip hop artist from the home of Thibodeau area, also designer of a high fashion brand. I'm that's what I'm excited to talk to you about the rap, but I'm more excited to talk to you about the fact that you are a designer of a high fashion brand and let people know where they can follow you at. But how you doing today, OG? I'm good, bro. What's going on? Ain't shit, ain't shit. Before we even get into anything, tell them, because I just said you're a designer. Tell them uh, what your brand is called and where they can get some stuff at. Uh, Anya Antoinette. Um, you can get it at AnyaAntoinette.com. A-N-Y-A-A-N-T-O-I-N-E-T-T-E. I hope I spelled that right. But uh, yeah, Anyaantoinette.com. You can get some of that. I got the uh, the new stuff I'm about to put out. So I'm about to start putting out um, the pictures and everything. And hell so, yeah. Well, hell yeah. We will put the link to his uh, fashion line in the description of the YouTube video and SoundCloud. I'm going to get to rap, but I want to start off with that because that's something that I think you are not saying that you're not talented at rap because you're a damn good spitter. But I think what I see from you doing with clothes that's something that I think is like your God-given gift, if you know what I'm saying. Like, so what got you into being a designer and starting to make your own clothes? Like, what started this uh this ambition and this in this passion in this business? Um, business wise, I'm business wise. I just you know, business business. You gotta you gotta make you know make you gotta get money. money. Um, as far as clothes, my, my grandmother sews, and um, the more honest, actually, you know, me and my mom been talking. You know, as I've gotten into it, and you know, my grandmother used to sew her clothes like all the time, like would okay. make her clothes. And um, fat when Fashion Runway came out, my grandmother used to always watch it, and I, you know, would running in and out of her house. I, you know, sat down and watched it a few times. But I've always been into clothes. You know, I've always been a fashion type of person. I want to look fly. I want to look, you know what I'm saying? So that I looked at it and I was like, man, I could I could make clothes. Yeah, like, do something. Yeah, I could make clothes. And, you know, because I I watched my grandmother so you know, I used to go to the fabric store with her. She buy the patterns in the little package. She buy the fabric, and I she used to sew. You know, me sweatsuits and you know little hats and stuff. So I've seen a clothes you come your whole life a roll of fabric. So you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it wasn't foreign to me that 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 could be done within the house. You know, um, and I guess that was maybe what 2010 ish. Whenever you know fashion run that 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 time, I was like twenty two ish, okay. something like that. So maybe that was like oh eight ish. Um, but back then, if you wasn't making it yourself, you had to get it from China. You got to buy ten thousand of yeah, buy bulk and then yeah. It, it it wasn't what it is today, you know. Um, the internet was really just kind of god damn, I sound so old. The internet was just kind of just really getting to just the just getting point started. Where, yeah, Twitter to, wasn't to, even to around. That, it was just like MySpace and Facebook. We talking iPhone four era. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So um, that in itself just slowed me down, and you know, so I was making screen print T-shirts and stuff like that. I and, see on your hat you had your legal distribution line. Yeah, you know, um that 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 just that started I kind of cuz I Antoinette I had since 
I want to say 2010. Okay. Like, I, um, but I realized I wanted it to be more than t-shirts and whatnot. So I, with the rapping, I would, you know, had it more like merch. So yeah. I was like t-shirts and my sweatshirts and hoodies and stuff that I would, you know, sell hand in hand, stuff like that. I would put the, you know, the league of distribution stuff on. Your merch was like, kind of like your trial run, basically like your, your, your beginning stages of getting that, to that's audience. Exactly, that's exactly what it was. Like I, that's how I learned how to, um, you know, meet with people and just what the hell shit meant. Yeah. You know? Sublimation to 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 embroidery to you know you got about this many people like what does this mean like you know what I mean um so it I I didn't want people's first seeing I Antoinette to be shifty yeah when I did it, you wanted I, it to be solid I wanted it to be solid I wanted to have everything done. And so, yeah, I did really use legal distribution like a, like a trial run. 100%. I'm going to put a picture up right now for everybody, but I'm going to show it to the camera so I can remember. This sports jersey right here that's on Anya Antoinette is hella dope. I, I got to hey. give me a blue. And I, I love got, how you how you I name it. The blue one. Yeah, I, I got to give me a blueberry, fam. That, that is, I got to give me a 2X blueberry to rock because that shit is fire. And then once I give me a blueberry, I'm going to give me a... Oh, look at that. Yes, Lord, that shit is beautiful. That is beautiful. Yes, sir. I'm ordering me one this weekend. I love that. So, okay, so what, how did you determine your price point? And just talk to me a little bit about how you determine a price point and how, what's your design process like? Um, I mean, as far as, um, I mean, what you want to go with first? Because both of them is a... Let's talk. Let's talk the sports jersey first, because I we'll get to the shoes in a little bit. Because I think well, as far as like design, like what clothes I put out. Yeah, yeah, like what your the clothes that you put on the line for Anya Antoinette. How do you give me your design process and then how how you pick a price point? Um. Well, as far as like what I want to put out, I kind of dress myself, but not really dress myself. You know. Um. In the long run, I really want, you know, the, the, the trench coats and the. The leather and the, yeah, I, I really, I really want to get you know in it. Uh, but as of right now, you know, I kept it with like windbreakers and you know the sports jersey and 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 um, what else? I had the shorts and the socks and the shoes, you know. And I have the um the other shoes, you know, the leather um the sneakers from Italy. I had those because you know I just I I just want something a little more. Those joints are beautiful. Appreciate it. I'm going to put a picture of them up. That's the that's the low tops, right, that you that you put on Twitter. The blue and... Uh, oh, we don't even need a picture. My man, come and get them right now. Yes, them. Yes. Them, them joints are gorgeous. Whenever you put them on the website, I got to cop me a pair of them, too. Oh, you you you, you just hit me up, because cause this is different. You got to um, get it. You yeah. got to get you gotta, you gotta go through uh, their site. The shoes, those shoes are like, you know, if I wanted them, I would have to buy like, you know, a lot. 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 that is still the same. So, uh, so yeah. So, 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 but not to cut you off, let's get back to the the design process and how you go about it. Uh, well, as far as that, I just wanted to stay, you know, like what what I would wear. So, yeah. You know, I like windbreakers. 
I love Windbreaker. Uh, but you can still dress up a Windbreaker. You know, you could wear people who wear a suit, throw a windbreaker oh. on a on a on a on an ugly day, they go toss a windbreaker over, over this, you know, real quick. Um at the shorts. You know, you wear your shorts with your with your nice sneakers. You know what I'm saying? You still want to look nice, but you want to be comfortable. You want to feel the breeze. Yeah. You, you know, you still want them to look cool, you know, so stuff like that. And for the for the winter, um, what I have coming, I got the um sweatshirt. You know the the soft cotton sweatshirt, the soft cotton hoodie, um, the shoes with the with, and I have a um new colorway on the print and everything. I'll send you that so you could um you can show with that. Yeah, I'll put like. that. I'll put that in right there in the editing. I, I, I'll show that. Um, so you know, I I, I want to keep it. Um, I hate the word urban because you know. But you just want to keep it true to true to the culture you grew up in. Yeah, I want to keep it me, but I but I'm. 34. I still, yeah. you know, so I still want to look nice. Exactly. Show, show it could be grown man, mature, yeah. but still at the same time, something that's hip and fresh. I am who I am. I'm not, I'm not Fonsworth Bentley. I'm not <laughs> Carl Lagerford. I'm not going to, you know, Carl Lagerford would not walk out the house without a three-piece suit on because that's his sweat. That's his style, yeah. That's, that's not my sweat. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they have that for that. You go over there and you get that. When you want this, but for high fashion quality, uh, uh, quality material and dope looking stuff that'll still be, uh, still be professional and still be mature. But at the same time, you'll still be the hippest flies nigga in the room. You come to Anya Antoinette. Well, yeah, because you, you look how long we begged um, Italian brands for hoodies. Facts. For, for sneakers. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And all they did was. Take Kanye swag to be quite honest with you. One hundred percent. Kanye put it out, and 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 they they was like, oh, we can do this. We can do that. <laughs> he designed for he designed for Louis. That that was their trial run. And then they went go get the dude and who made the clothes. Yeah, yeah, you know that. Yeah, you know that. They used him as a trial run. Yep. And the Louis sneakers sold like hell. <laughs> and then they go get uh, what's his name to run it, and and everything, and they jacked his whole. His whole team, damn near. You know, I, I, it, it's a come up for him. I don't, I don't think Ye feels slighted because no, his, yeah. his man's is eating. You know what I'm saying? His, his man's is eating. And now he's the head of Gap, so it's like everything done worked out for, for everybody. Yeah, he, he, he's get, he's finally getting what he wanted. But look how long he's been screaming that. True. He's been hollering that since I was in college. Yeah, since you ain't got the answer, Sway, and maybe even before that. Yeah, he was since um even with the backpack stuff, like when he did the shoes for Nike and stuff, like the first the first first Air Yeezys, like that's that's what oh six oh seven ish. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he been hollering about that, and they just gave us Balenciaga sneakers in fifteen. You know what I'm saying. So I'm like, all right, well, why are we going to them for Osway? And we can come to us. The world is smaller now. I can I can get the same quality stuff. So, you know, it's all about how you market it. At the end of the day, so how do yeah. you how do you go about choosing a price point? Price point is strictly business. One hundred. That's, that's yeah. That you know, you do your times two times two. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Yeah, your wholesale retail. You do your times two times two. But the thing about um. It, it, it because 
with that, it differs though, because if you're hand making something, you do have to charge for your time. And it's that's not really times two times two. You, yeah, because you, you're putting something extra in it, you take in more extra care. In it and now 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 you're what is your per hour worth if you're yeah. doing it like that? Um if you're doing something like me right now that's just kind of you know designing other silhouettes, so you know. Yeah, pre- not your own silhouette. Not, not really my own silhouette yet. That's really a, a a basic times two times two. Uh, what I mean by that is you how much it costs times two is your wholesale times two more is what you would sell it at a retail space. But I don't have to do that because I'm not at a retail space. And you could do it online. I could do it online, so that cuts out my times two. Yeah. So how the customer gets a good product, but at a Cheaper price than what you would have to pay. Yeah, some of the other brands. If I was in a store, you would pay, you know, more. 100%. Now, what is your, because I, like I said, I love the clothes. We didn't show a bunch of pictures of them. I love the shoes. What is your goal for Anya Antoinette for over the, like, in five years when we bring you back on this show and we, this is a huge ass show, where do you want Anya Anya Antoinette to be at? Um, I, I wanted to be acknowledged and respected pretty much. Um, I, I'm playing the um, long game. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm playing the Gucci game. You know, I want to pass. I want I want to have it built up to the point that when I pass, my children have no choice but to push it. Yeah, because it's so big. I think that's the only way to play. And honestly, I think that's with music. I and and we'll get to the rap in a little bit. I think that's with podcast and creation. I think that's with art. Anything you're doing you got to play the long game because that builds up not only a fan base, but that builds up a real quality of work, builds up your catalog and it builds up something that's tangible. Whether if you're going for the short run, like put this out, try to sell it out no more. And you go for, instead of building longevity, I feel like you build a, a rapport with your customer, with your fans. And that in turn gets you buyers forever. Yeah. And, and um, it's like, I remember when I was uh, working in car sales. They, I remember on uh, hearing about Mercedes. They don't. They don't. They start selling to the customer when they're a child. Mm-hmm. They sell that dream from when you're young. So by the time you're of car buying age, it's like you want that Mercedes. You want that damn Benz, and it is is all all of them are long game. When when you when you buy Versace, you buying the history of it. Yep. You, you're buying, you know, J-Lo's dress. You know, when you buy these these brands, you're buying Naomi Campbell on the runway. You're buying... Um, Tyra Banks, yep. Tyra Banks. Uh, what was that girl with the most? Cindy Crawford. Yep. Um, you know, th- th- this, is what you, this is what you're buying into. You know, you're buying Coco Chanel, you know, inventing perfume. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that kind of stuff... You get that feel of Margot Robbie in that in that commercial of of that dress she wearing for for Gucci or Prada. Yeah, Louis Vuitton was was royalty luggage. You can't you can't create you can't uh, figure that out in a marketing room. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some stuff is just it it it, it, it you know. So that's what I, I wanted to be like. I wanted to to one day just be. Like, yeah, he started, you know, slow. But, you know, I I can't, I, I won't have that story because there's no kings and queens. Yep. So I can't make 
clothes for kings and queens, so it's impossible for me. But I can still have a story. 100%. The Great Wall wasn't built in a day. No, definitely not. Definitely not. So who are some of your influences when it comes to fashion? Um, Ralph. Uh, just because on the... um. On a global scale, he was American. Yeah. The first American that, that really kind of got it cracking. And broke through worldwide. And, and, and broke through. And, and his stuff is simple. His stuff is, you know, it's it's just, he, he sold a, a dream. He's he, that, that clean cut, preppy look. That's, that's polo. Yep. That's, you know, e- even when you say a polo shirt, you gotta, you have to be specific. Like, are you talking about the brand polo? Or are you talking about the style polo? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, he's that thick into language, you you, you know? Um, so him, um, Dapper Dan, if you want to go to the black, you know, the, yeah. the, the culture side of it, um, you know, what he did, you know, taking their fabric and doing what I, I said. They didn't want to make it for them, and they wanted to make it. Yep. So Dapper just took their fabric and said, made it. And I mean, he made so much damn money they kicked in his door. Yep, and then they took all his styles. Had to hire him. It was so, you know what I'm saying? Somebody had to give him a real check. They jocked his swag so hard. You know what I mean? So him, those two, I guess if you just want to um, put it like that, who who I would, if, if I could take two people and put them together, if I could make my career, is it would be, oh yeah, it would be a Ralph career with, with Dapper Swag. 100%. And y'all make sure we've shown y'all some of the uh, some of the concepts for what's coming. Birdie gave us, was gracious enough to give us some of the pictures for what to expect for this winter line and some of the stuff that's on the website right now. Y'all make sure, again, I'm going to have the website in the description, but y'all make sure y'all go check out Anya Antoinette, A-N-Y-A-A-N-T. O-I-N-E-T-T-E dot com. His fashion is great. And like he said, if you're going to go spend your money at these Louis Vuittons and whatnot, spend it with our culture, buy black for someone who knows the style of that we like to wear and something that'll be hip as well as very comfortable and that is still high fashion at the same time. So let's get into your first love and how I met you through rap. And first question I got to ask is rap still the priority or have you transitioned more into fashion? Um, fashion will be very soon. 100%. Um, music at this point is, is fun. It's a passion. Yeah. It's just something it's, you love to do. It's fun. And you know, it, it, um, it gives me a way to merge the two. Yeah. You know, fashion kind of keeps me in front of the camera. So if I'm going to have to be in front of the camera for fashion... Might as well drop my music, too. Then I might as well just keep making me some music and I could have my music be the backdrop for my fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like, and just... It, it keeps me... Because, um, you know, they call they say music is a young, you know, a young man. Which it, it, it is. But, but we're, it, so, we're starting to transition into the era where we see people that are... 35 plus can make like honestly the year Jay-Z yeah. dropped 444 is the best rap album of the year. Yeah. And because I guess this is the first time, um, like like they say, this is the first time rappers get old. Yep. You know, um we don't have our pioneers are still alive. 
That's a fact. You know, bar bar something, you know, tragic happened to them. Most most of them are still alive. Um, so we haven't got to the point where the old people are so old that they stop. And you know, Jay Z isn't you know compared to sports. Bill Russell is still here. Yeah, they're still here. Jay Z is not even Bill Russell yet. Jay Z is Jordan. Yeah. And Era. some some could even say Bron just for how long of a career, how he's still going. Well, but not, I, not not comparing, but like to who is who, but just like age wise. No, one hundred. I feel you. Yeah, like Jay Z is, is is Jordan's age ish. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we don't even have old old rappers like rock and roll. They got people who are dead and gone, like been, 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 been dead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So our our sport is is very new. As far as music goes, if you compare it to country blues, jazz, you know, rock, rock yeah. and roll, uh, R and B, um, hip hop is relatively young. Um, it's probably only sixty years old, if even. Yeah, you know, if, if, if even. Um, so, so we're we're gonna see how probably a lot more older people because I need something to listen to. That's a fact. That is you know, a fact. I, I I listen to the Uzis and, and and the and the younger people too, but at the same time. But it's because y'all's generation, the people who created it, are now are now becoming the older are the older heads, and it's like they it's not like before where your parents didn't listen to rap. It was it was R and B. It's to where m- my pops listens to the same music you listen, to, and it's like your y'all still is a hard oh. Hardcore Ice Cube Jay Z fan. Hardcore, like West Coast. He <laughs> fuck with Ice Cube. East yeah. Coast. He, he from the East Coast. He was a biggie Jay Z guy. Like he. That's and when and when I was in a car with him, we would argue who was better, Wayne or Jay Z. And he was always like, "Man, talk to me when Wayne got a a ten year career." Or so I get that y'all y'all need something to listen to. So that's why yeah. I think rap we're seeing older generations flourish. Yeah. And um, I think I think young younger the younger generation is also um, we've gotten to a point to where everybody's kind of listening to each other. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Old old niggas not like all them young niggas. Da, 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 and young niggas not like all them old niggas. Da, 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 da. Everybody then kind of got to the point where you, y'all kind of cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like hey, y'all. Hey, like, hey, and y'all we start different. to res- and we respect y'all because it's like yeah, we y'all, fuck with y'all, did. y'all don't do stuff the way we do it. I, I look in up why, but I'd be like, you know what? When I was my mama knew what the hell is he doing? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So now I'm like, you know what? Okay, that's the same. They but you're doing the same thing. It just looked different. Yeah, 100%. just differently. It sounds differently, but it's the same shit. That's how mm-hmm. when, that's how when I see pictures of uh who did Contagious with R. Kelly. What's that? What's uh what's the, the um, Isley brothers? When I see the yeah. Isley brothers in them tight shirts with the thing with the split, that's the yeah. same thing what young thug wearing. That's the same shit. Yeah, yeah. All that <laughs> all that come back around. And both of them stay strapped. <laughs> yeah, both strapped. Everybody in that picture got a knife on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody in the man, everybody doing the same thing, man. It's, it's the same shit. It just looked different. 100%. So when, 
what, uh, what got you into rap music and give us some of your influences? Um, let me see. So I guess I would have to say my first favorite rapper was Mystical. Mm, okay. Um, it was different. And he was the, f- I don't want to say the first to blow from New Orleans, like talking about, but early 90s, he was signed to Jive. You know, so it wasn't too many people from the South that was signed to the Def Jam Jive. Especially out of Louisiana. Like, it's like we had to do it ourselves with No Limit, Cash Money. That was, you know, he would basically sign and No Limit came up. Like, he had to, they had to get him from Jive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to say Pete had to, you know, buy him from Jive. Um, So Mystical was my my first one. Juvie, um, the New Orleans, you know, the, the New Orleans scene. Um, if you go bigger, uh, if you want to talk nationwide, my first, you know, rap experiences was like West Coast. Oh, okay. See, I would I would have thought you you was an East Coast guy just based off of how lyrically you're you're very important about lyrics. But I definitely see now that you say that the swag of like how West Coast Nick, like how they have their vibes and whatnot and keeps it lyrical, but you still have some melody to it. Yeah, so like my first, my, you got to think, so I'm born in 86. So by the time 93, 94 come around, I'm first grade, whatever. So that's that's what's on the radio. That's what's popping. Yeah. That's what. NWA, Ice Cube, Dre. And, and, and you know, the G-Funk song, you know, that parliament sound that's big in the South. HBCUs, yep. you know, the, the Qs and things like that. You know, um, you hear that a lot. You hear that Mardi Gras, you know, you hear all of that. So they have that sound in it. So that's what I recognize. I reckon, you know, uh, anything Dr. Dre with that whistle, that, that's, a, that's, that's a P-Funk. That's, yep. that's a, that's a P-Funk type sound, you know, so... That's what I like at 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 first, and then you know when I really get into the music, then I started to hear, you know, with my cousins, you know, I started to hear the masterpieces and the Scarfaces and the A Ball and MJGs and you know everything that was kind of floating on tape. Yeah, in the through South. the South, one hundred percent. I didn't get on the East Coast until like a teenager. Tell you was getting up in age. I think that makes a lot of sense, especially since when you look at the history of how much the South is tied to the West Coast, being that we have a lot of people that live in California or their parents migrated from here. And then if you look in terms of rap, how Snoop had the connection with Master P and No Limit, I think that tied together the South and Even West. Before, uh, you know, uh, Pimp and them used Pimp fuck with Pac real hard. True. Um, Master P, he he rock with Spice and Spice One and them real hard. If you go listen to a lot of old Master P, he got a lot of you know E Forty Spice for One, uh, all, all them Bay Area you know West Coast dudes on there. Texas, they you know they they yeah you know, relate. They pretty much cousins to California. That's a fact. You know what I mean. So we the South and the West always I guess did kind of have a relationship more so than the East Coast. 
Well, even even history wise, the second the, the second you know African American migration, everybody from the South kind of went West Coast. West. Yep. Yeah. It changed from West. It changed from because Chicago was first, and then it went from Chicago. Everybody kind of went West Coast first, and then they were like, "Man, it's cold. I think they said it was too cold." Yeah, One hundred percent. So what 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 year did you first be like? All right, I'm a rapper. Now I'm gonna start. You know, putting out songs, putting out projects. Um, high school I started rapping. Um, I took like I like I tweeted the uh, the other day. I was like, um, I wrote my first rhyme to the blueprint. Mm, okay. The blueprint was the you know I, was, I my sophomore year. I want to say I talked my mom into buying it because she like girls, girls, girls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I talked her into buying it, and she was like, "Well, why I gotta buy it." <laughs> Looking at the sticker, like <laughs> rapping on here. I mean, they got cursing on here. And I'm like, man, I got your song on there. Yeah. <laughs> it's our CD. <laughs> so, you know, she bought Fun- it. And- That's funny that you went through that. Not to cut you off, because I went through the same thing with my mom. Because the first CD I-, I had to get her to get was the Nick Cannon CD, and it had Gigolo on it with R. Kelly singing. And she was, that was my mama jam. So it was like, yeah, I'll get you the CD because it got my jam on it, and she didn't know all the other shit that was on there. But I, I definitely relate to that. It, and then after it went off, I said, "All right, my gear, here, gear, here. hurry up, do not let it. I don't know what's next, but please, God, do not let it go to the next song. <laughs> let me get there." Oh, um, so yeah, that was the you know, and I did the rapping in the hall thing, you know, in school and, and all of that. Uh, recording started, you know, recording eighteen or eighteen. 100. Uh, when, first mixtape 21. When did legal distribution become a thing? Uh, the, the, the album. So that was 2016. Yeah, I'm looking I, at it right now. I ended up naming the CD legal distribution. And then we have a, a the feature, the first feature with Jalen Quinn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out, no help. Shout out, no help. Um, so, you know, that, um, Cause that that was just the time, you know. I wanted to change things. I wanted to, you know, and it ended up a, a partner of mine ended up was like, cause I was like distributed. You know, I'm throwing stuff against the wall. I'm throwing, throwing stuff against the wall. Like trying to get something to stick. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But but I wanted to be positive, and I'm trying to figure out how the hell can I make distribution positive? Like that. That's just a negative ass word. You know what I'm saying? No matter which you, you know, I hate to say it, but coming out of my mouth on a rap song behind nigga this, nigga that, yeah. the word distribution just sounds bad no matter. How you try to flee yeah. No matter, you know? So he was like, man, legal distribution. I, you know, took a day and I just kept saying, trying to make it make sense. And I was like, I could, yeah. I could get I could, behind that. Yeah, I, I, legal distribution makes sense. And I, and I, and I had it on a, another hat and people would laugh at it. And they were like, I get it. Cause the other kind of distribution is illegal. illegal. You know, people, you know, and I was like, There we go. They get it. They get it. We can roll. 100%. So you've dropped a multitude of projects throughout the years from 2016, having legal distribution, Brooklyn, the Homa in 2015. You dropped Money Hungry in 2019, but you just dropped a new project, Westside, the EP. Talk to me a little about, about that. What was the vibe you was feeling in creating that? And just did you produce all the songs? Just talk to me a little bit about that project. And I'm going to go through a couple of the songs and get your takes on it after this. Uh, Westside, 
came, you could thank quarantine for that shit, to be quite honest with you. Um, I was stuck in the office. My sister came back from New York, you know, just to get the hell out of that foolishness that was going up there. Yeah, it was you worse know. than here. Yeah, so I, I took, I, I just, I went whole, you know, just sat up in the office day and night, you know, um, and I was just making beats, you know, working on songs, stuff that I already had. I was just kind of getting it out my out my phone, you know, just kind of putting it out there and, um, you know, jailing, not yeah. Quinn, the, the other jailing from out there. Um, me, me and him, me and him tied in, you know, so he was he was making beats and I was like, look, give me something, rap on that that way you have something out there to show people, showcase yeah. what your beats sound like. Your you production, know, whatever, yeah. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Um so we, we we started doing that on some other stuff and um but we had some that weren't samples, some original beats and stuff that ended up being good. You know? Um and so I put that together with him, and then I had a T. Steve's beat. Shout out to Steve, no help. Um, I had some beats from him, and I had one Mall Circle, and um, that's one I of my favorites. It. That one and I, James Bond. I got that out of my phone. You know, I was like, let me get this out of my phone. Let me hear it. You know, it sounds good in the phone, but let me record it and let me hear it. Yeah. And it sounded good. And I hit him up and I was like, yo, is this beat still, you know, I'm still, still good with this beat? You know, before I do something, he and I sent it to him. He said, Oh man, I'm glad you did it, because I've been waiting to hear, you yeah, know, what, what I was like, right. Yeah, I was like, all right, cool. I was like, Well, it's going on the it's going on the thing. He was like, you know, Gucci. So you can you um that's how that came. You you can think quarantine. One hundred percent. How did quarantine, so quarantine was a positive for you in a sense of being, you got to create, did it affect you being, not being able to perform? Um, I'm a homebody anyway. So that, it didn't affect me bad like, oh my God, I need to get out of here. Yeah. Um, Cause I'd be chilling anyway. You know what I'm saying? But it did give me, some time to start thinking like of what you know the next move and whatnot. Yeah, I, I'm like, all right, let me that's that's how the clothes came about because I was gonna sit on the clothes a little longer. Mm. You know, cause cause even what I'm putting out now isn't even still where I want to be. Yeah, it's know? not the full but, line yet. But I wanna put it out there because it is still, you know. It's something, yeah, it's time to get your name out there and like it's just time to start rolling. Yeah, no, 100 um, percent So it 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 um I made it work. I, I I made it work. Stuff like that, you gotta you gotta do it, you know, you can't let it do you, you know. No, I feel that one thousand, thousand percent. Who made the beat for James Bond? Cause that's my shit. You did okay. Which oh, which do you like better, producing or rapping? Um it's that's tough because I don't make beats for other people. God, you know, and so I'm not really a producer. I I just I I, I know what I want. You know what I mean? I it's know just what for I you, want. Yeah, it's, it's it's just kind of for me. So it it is fun when I do get a beat 
And I'm like, ooh. Because I was like there for High Boy, too. I was like, ooh. You know, I was like, yeah, this is the one. Yeah, this, this, this I'm going to smash and this. I, yeah, I, I, I just put it to the side because I'm like, I, I have to write something good to that. Yeah. I, I, let me put that over there. No, nobody hearing this one. This one in the vault. Yeah, <laughs> even, I, this don't exist. One hundred percent. So tell the people where they can find your music at on the streaming service. Tell them what they got to search and whatnot. Because I definitely think if you're someone who wants to have, I always tweet. The best thing for me is soulful samples and good raps, and you are a. Uh, quintessential soulful samples, good raps type of artist, and I love that type of music. So if you need some good lyrics, bars with good music behind it, the West Side EP is one of those up there in 2020, and I definitely think this one will be up nominated in the Bros Who Thinks Album of the Year Awards. It's tough right now. So many niggas up in this, but we gotta add West Side to that. Tell them where they can find it at. Uh, it's everywhere. Birdie Jackson, Birdie with the I-E. Um and, and and you can find it everywhere from YouTube to the streaming is you know it's, it's it's all over no matter where you at. Hell yeah, you get that. And I well, got some, another one dropping in uh, November too. Mm, lit. Do you know the name of it? We get the name. Uncle, Uncle Birdie. I, uh, Uncle I, Birdie. I, I'm, I'm gonna send you the tweet. I tweeted it the other day. Hell yeah. So y'all be on the lookout for that. Let's get into the rapid fire questions just to let people get to know who you are a little bit. Crawfish or gumbo? We ask this to every Louisianian. Uh, crawfish. Gumbo or boudin? Boudin. Boudin or crawfish? Boudin. Ooh, okay, so boudin number one. Fuck yeah. yeah. You're not a gumbo fan. I, I, gumbo is is, 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 is is a seasonal for me. Yeah, only when it's cold. Got to have a potato yeah. salad. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not touching gumbo after uh, January 10th. I got you. I feel you. See, the moment crawfish season open is fair game. I'm going as many times as I can. Yeah, I I I, I like crawfish. Crawfish is more of an eventful thing. Okay, so you you the you the crawfish eater that's like the balls with the family outside yeah, if you're gonna have the table. Ball, I eat it, or if I just go if I feel like one day I just want to go smoke and sit by the lake, I'm gonna go grab me a couple pounds, grab me a, you know something to drink, and I'm gonna go lay out. Yeah. And eat all my crawfish. But I'm not just about to get no crawfish and sit up in the living room. And just chill. No, and just one... be busting up no crawfish. <laughs> <laughs> I was smelling like ass. I'm not doing that. You gotta get that shit out immediately. If you oh, man. quick. Quick. Yeah. If not, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. Oh man, you better not have no carpet. That's a big fact. Had to, had to learn that the hard way in my uh, apartment before this one. Had uh, to learn. Okay. That was big, big mistake. Missy Boudin? Boudin, you can eat boudin with breakfast, lunch, dinner. That, yo, you can honestly, put anything, you can put anything inside the boudin. Traditional boudin for me is a breakfast item. And I know that that's a Louisiana nigga I thing. Like, some, yeah, I bust up some boudin with, for breakfast right now. Yeah, that's my shit, bro. Yo, some hit down, that's just <laughs> nuts. Oh, you got me feeling right now. All right, hey, Favorite I TV I show? Five years. <laughs> Billy's man, Billy's in best stop. What? Yeah. What? Your favorite movie and TV show? Ah, uh, favorite movie. Well, I guess I'll just say the movie I watched the most would be probably um, Paid Full. I'm so cliche. Is that the best hood movie? Because we didn't had we didn't had a, a tournament bracket or the best hood movie. I mean, or the best black movie and Paid Full did not win. We, uh, I think. Friday or Harlem Nights one 
But well, I was waiting for it made it far. As far as black movie, nah, not even close. Yeah. It, it, you, 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 you really, you going against uh, Harlem Nights. Uh, Friday, American Friday, Gang, like them didn't training day, yeah. You know Michael Max, yeah. Now, as far as hood nigga movies, Peyton Fool is up there. It's up, is it's, it over Friday? <laughs> or do you not okay. count Friday? I'm going to put it to you like this. I'm going to put it to you like this. I'm going to put it to you like this. And I guess only a lot of people going to laugh when I say this. Whatever, what movies you walk in, the, the, the weed man house, the trap house, or whatever, and what's, what's 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 playing? Yeah, it's, it's you got your Friday, you got your painful, you got your your belly, you got your <laughs> minister society, <laughs> yeah, minister society, like 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 those those are the you know the, the ones, the yep. ones that. The I'm glad you didn't say boys in the hood because to me, boys in the hood is a PSA after school special. Boys in the hood is 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 a real movie. You can't. It's not a hood nigga movie. Yeah, like they they in there talking some real. You know they got Lawrence Fishburne in there breaking down. You know red line, red, yeah. red, red real estate and shit like that. Talking about know? generational wealth and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. But Bo- Bo- Boys in the Hood wasn't marketed. It was marketed to them to see us. Yeah. So it wasn't, it's, it wasn't it's for us. A, yeah, it wasn't for us. And the only reason I put paid for number one because it was true ish. All the rest of them is just completely made up. Like, Especially hey, when you go watch like the uh uh whoever Wood Harris is played as when they do the interviews with him and uh Avon uh, uh no no Avon from the wire. I'm talking about uh I mean, a, uh A Z A Z, yeah, or something something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, him, yeah, you play A Z. When you get him and uh the dude Cameron story and you see all the interviews with that, that that makes paid in full real, real for me. Yeah, because it's it's really real. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really real ish. You know what I'm saying? Some, some, you know, it made a tough movie, but those people, cause, you know, Mitch really died. Yeah, and Rico Cameron really, the really killed him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the Az really got shot in the head by her brother, baby daddy. You know, by by her, you know, his sister, baby daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like these things really happen. So that's the only reason why I'm like paying for it. Just gotta be. Number one for you, yeah. Number no, I, one, I yeah. feel that. That's my look. I love painful. I, I always, I love the game. I love the hustle. Like, <laughs> how that, has that been sampled? So many, so many times, man. So, so many. Favorite TV show? <sighs> I know this one's tough, especially now because TV to me is better than movies at at least in twenty twenty. What? What? Well, I don't too much watch TV now. I guess I go, just go again with. with I watch the most. I would be like a Martin. Okay, you got you got Martin. Do you have Martin over like Fresh Prince? Me, yeah, that's yeah. I'm, a, I'm a always. I'm a always. I see why people say Fresh Prince because he was marketed to a, a wider audience, wider audience. But I guess Martin was, you know. For me, and when I was 15, 16, it was Fresh Prince. But me at 25, 26, it's Martin. It's Martin, yeah. It's just, Martin. it's just crazier humor. It's just more stories that I relate to, and it's just I, Martin's a, a more adult show than Fresh. And this is once again, I'm sound old as shit, but I watched Martin live, mm, like okay. when Martin really came out week to week to week to week week. That I was really like your college days. No, Martin, I was a kid. Martin, we, Martin, the, like when Martin really was on TV, that's mid nineties. Okay, mid, mid late nineties. 
So I'm like 10-ish, 11-ish. Okay. That's growing up. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm getting the jokes. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm starting to understand the jokes. And I guess it was, and this is, I hate when people say this too, but it was, I'm not going to say it was blacker. It was just more catered. Yeah, more catered to, to the culture. <laughs> to the black, to the, yeah. to the black experience. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So, yeah. Do you have any aspirations to get into acting or writing movies or TV shows? No. No, that's not your lane. No, I'm, I'm, I'm back. One hundred percent design. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely behind the curtains. Um, I'm learning to be in front of the camera because I'm knowing I'm gonna have to be my first model. You know, when I, as I'm, because I'm learning how to sew now. You know, so as I make things, I'm gonna have to make them for myself. I have to model them myself. In the I'm gonna have yeah. to, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm, I'm I am, um. I feel I'm defeated, you know, I, I write, I'll get in front of the camera, you know, I got to shoot my own videos, I got to rap my own songs, you know, so I'll do it, but it's a job to me. Gotcha. And the day, the day I can just put somebody else in the front and- For, It's I, happening. And it's I can go to the back, brother, I am out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Birdie? You know, right next to the wall, though, nigga. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah, I'll fuck with that. If you could go anywhere on vacation, where would it be? Oh, uh, uh, Santorini, Greece. Oh, ever since since Ross put that in a song, man. I'm I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be honest, and I hate to sound like that. It it, it was before. Okay, all right, respect. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, um, Remember them them travel shows that used to play on TV with like Bert yeah on, tra- on Travel Network and shit like wave and they would you know the ladies would go to the beach and the different things like that like that's when I started to see the Bora Boras and the stuff like that and I was gotcha. like yo I I that's I, I gotta like, get that you know, I've been heard about the Mafia Coast I've been heard about that you know I I've been wanting to go you know what I'm saying so now. With, with technology and stuff, and more people going and taking the pictures, I'm I'm loving it because I'm like, yes, it's really looked like I thought it would look. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I've been picturing all these years, like it really looks like that. It's like, not letting me down. Like it's, it's, it's oh, yeah. No, nobody let me down yet. <laughs> I want to go. Hell uh, yeah. So, so yeah, the uh, the Amalfi Coast. That's that's my that's my one. You go to. Fuck yeah. So the question we ask everybody, if you are the writer, director, producer to the Birdie Jackson movie, how do you want that movie to end? Uh, Like the Truman Show? Okay. I just just want to wave. You all got to do. (laughs) You know, know, that's the end. Hell yeah. Um, Everything ends. You know, so so you 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 definitely have to enjoy it along the way. And when it's over, I just you know say goodbye and then go on go on your uh, way. You know, if 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 you're lucky, you get to say goodbye. You know, true, so true. so if if I can say goodbye, that you know that, that I, I'd be happy with that. Fuck yeah! Thank you, so Birdie. This was long, long, long overdue, and we're gonna yeah, get you back with the next too. album, and we're gonna do a breakdown of the next one. 
All right, appreciate it. Hell yeah. Tell the people where they can find you out on social media. Again, I have the link in the uh, bio to the YouTube as well as in SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts to where you can get to Anya Antoinette, but tell them where they can find you out on social media. Uh, Twitter, underscore Bird Jackson, I-E, um, instead of the Y. Uh, Instagram is distribution by Birdie. Uh, that's really all I got. I, I ain't too much on Instagram no more. They, they, they oh, trip. I don't know. I don't I'm, know I'm a Twitter down. only type of guy. Right I'm now. Twitter down, dog. I, that, that's, that's really in the day, all. In the day Twitter leaves, it's going to be a sad, sad day. Because I'm gone. Yeah. After that, once 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 Twitter go down, I'm out. I'm I'm done with social media. I, I can't I can't keep up. Only re- only thing is for is for marketing at that point. And then corporate didn't corporate didn't take over. It took over. That's a fact. And everybody everybody didn't watch that um social Such. dilemma. And yep. yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and, and that know, fucked people, my whole they, head up. But we knew that was happening though. That's the that. thing. It's one thing to know. But it's another thing to like really know, yeah. I don't think somebody just put it in your face like, yeah, fool. (laughs) Bro, I swear, when I get like, when me and my girl talking about like, oh, let's get a pizza or something, and then Pizza Hut ads pop up on my, bro, that shit fucks with me hard. It's it's real. It's real. Yep. So. 100%. Thank you so much, Birdie. Y'all make sure y'all go follow him. Make sure y'all be on the lookout for the winter li- uh, line of Anya Antoinette. Like I said, he showed us some amazing stuff in here. The shirts look great. The shoes look great. Y'all make sure y'all go shop with him. I am a fan 100% of the clothes you make as well as the music. Y'all make sure y'all go follow him. But let's finish up the pod with Bros Who Ball. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say I'm super, super excited to have this guy on as a guest on my show. I've been friends with this dude since, shit, K, since, like, what, second grade? Like, yeah, Yeah, like, first, second grade. grade, Like, I've been friends with this dude for forever. Him, along with my friend James Jaquette and Andre Fierce, we was the gang. And then this is my brother for life. I'm so proud of what he's doing right now with the Village 337 and really being a leader for the black community in Lafayette. And not just in Lafayette, but for for the world. And I'm just really proud to have him on the show right now. Mr. Caleb Cormier. K, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Any any day we get to speak about this and and get it out there. Our people, uh, being Americans and Black people, of course, is a good day for me, man. So I'm doing great. 100%. And I just want to say thank you for what you're doing in this time of COVID and just protesting and fighting for us because it, it's it's threatening to be out there because, like, there's a, a, a we're in a pandemic. Like, that's something right. that can't be forgotten. And you are risking your health to make sure that black people can have equality, but not just black, for all people to have equality. Right, right, definitely. I mean, someone had brought that up in one of our last big events that we had, and I was telling them, I mean, just like COVID's real, we need to take that seriously. There's a sickness that's been going on in our country for a long time that's very real. We need to take that seriously, too. I mean, fear could be something that would keep me in the house, but fear should be something that's getting people out of the house, man, because uh, that that's something that's way more dangerous. This can, we can get COVID under control and, uh, you know, this, we can wear a mask for that, but it's the mask that's causing the problem that we have. Now we need to unmask everybody and, and reveal what's going on in our country, man. 100%. So talk to me about just what you have been, what you have built with the Village 337 and just what 
made you want to start start that that endeavor? Because that's a Caleb name. I know that one hundred percent. Just the way we got to come together as a village, and it, it takes a village right. to raise a family. When I heard when I heard Mo tell me that on the pod, I was like, oh, I know what time it is. I know who made that. All right. Well, you know, it was a collaborative effort. We we got together. Uh, there was a lot of people that were were angry and uh, had a lot that they wanted to do, but didn't really have any guidance. So we kind of got together, got organized, made subgroups so everybody had uh, their abilities to be able to be displayed and uh, help in the best way that they can. And then the name kind of formed with that, man. Like you said, it takes a village to raise a child. The same way Trayford Pellerin was killed and his life was important. He had been to, been to jail as, as they put out his uh, arrest record, but he still has experiences that I'll never have. And to raise the child that's going to change in the future, it takes a village. It takes something that he has to offer, that you have to offer everybody that needs to come together. You know, there's no one person that can say that they have exactly what Lyndon has, what Caleb has, Mo, whoever it is. 100%. Talk to me just yeah. about how, just, just about the formation of it, how y'all got together. And like you said something about subgroups, like how do y'all, how do y'all function as a group? So uh, there's leaders that kind of make decisions on, you know, where it is that we need to focus on, where we're going to be going. And then we mobilize, you know, there's, there's medics out there to make sure people are wearing masks, staying really? safe, uh, that if someone is dehydrated, uh, it, no matter who it is, even if it's just someone who's walking by, we notice someone that's in danger. There's someone that's supposed to be protecting them. There's security, uh, armed, unarmed security. There's, there's uh, people that are reaching out to the university. People are reaching out to the veterans. Also, there's a sm subgroup that's doing work in the community right now. We've been heading out food after the storm. Uh, yeah. Before, we're doing sandbags. Just man, trying to reach out in every way we can. Right now, we're forming a young adult group we're reaching out to micah he's going to be helping us reach out to the boys and girls club so we can go even younger than that because as you know it takes a village to raise a child so we need to be speaking to those children as well it's not just what's going on right now it's what's to come it was so, the future yeah well, i love that definitely. i love that y'all have taken it beyond just the protest y'all are putting action behind y'all's words and you right. the fact that y'all brought food out for people after the storm and sandbags that's huge that that shows that y'all are serious about actually helping and making a change give me what y'all what y'all's mission statement is give me some of the beliefs behind the village and what y'all are looking to accomplish i say plain and simple the beliefs behind the village are and that's it's what i've been saying it's it's what we say all the time. We stand up and we say the pledge and we say we want liberty and justice for all. Uh, that's, that's not something that we've had in this country at any point. And that's what the village truly believes in and truly wants, liberty and justice for all. We've, we've seen slavery abolished and, and then we see Abraham Lincoln killed. We see uh, Jim Crow ends and then we have Martin Luther King. He's killed. There's, there's been times... Right in JFK, we've seen there's been progress, and those were just battles. But honestly, the Civil War has never ended. Those were battles that we're still fighting going now, and uh, we just we're all, I guess, I'd say, understanding that you have to continue to to fight. We can't let those victories that we had with desegregation, having the right to vote. That people understand that we were just not too long ago fighting for the right to be able to vote. And now Thanks. we're begging people to 
to pick up what we've had handed to us. And it's, it's, it's something that's just, it has to happen. So it's a group of people who want to see liberty and justice for all people. People say all lives matter. Uh, you know, that, that like they say, it can't be true until Black Lives Matter. When we say Black Lives Matter, we want that to be true for the first time in this country. When people say all lives matter, that's just a reminder to say that white lives have been mattering the entire time. And they just want to reiterate that. That's not a statement that we're trying to make again. We're trying to make it true for the first time. 100%. Talk to me about, you, you mentioned voting, and, I, and that's something that's been big with me, that the fact that we've had the right to vote it's it's a it's a fairly new thing for right. black Americans and for women right. in America. So right. talk to me about what y'all are doing and y'all y'all's take on because I've seen a lot of young people saying, "Oh, I'm not gonna go vote. I'm not gonna do this." To me, that's the that's the ignorant way. That that's right. a way that your forefathers and and people died to get you this right and get you this power to where you can combat the system to an extent. Just talk to me about what y'all are doing to to help promote voting and just what y'all are trying to do in in that that lane. Well, uh, we've we had a voters registration event where we we're just trying to get people registered. Uh, we also tomorrow actually we're gonna have the Black Matters vote. I mean, Black Voters Matter van is gonna be coming to uh, UL's campus. Trader Truth is gonna be out there. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah, so he's coming to just kind of get black people and not just interested in voting but understand the importance that know that there's a reason behind that because uh, we got the right to vote but then it's if you're not going to even exercise why why do the politician need to pay attention to us before we can change people actually caring if, if the fact of the matter is that all they care about is a vote well then you need to use that we have to have ammunition if you don't have any collateral if you don't have anything to hold in your, your pocket, then, I mean, we can't, we have to show that we matter. Yeah. And right now, to politicians, votes are all that really matters to them, so. And the fact that we don't exercise those votes, that just shows that we, we have to change ourselves, man, as a people, right. before Definitely. we can change, Definitely. before we can get other people to understand our perspectives, we have to change the perspective of ourselves. Right, and honestly, I think that's the most important part on, on both ends. When it comes down to it, you can change whatever laws you want. That can just go back uh, to something new. It'll just be a new system. You have to change yourself. Each person, that's what the village is standing behind. Each person needs to look in the mirror and say, today I'm going to change myself. Once the people are changed, there is no way. We, it's we the people. It's the republic for which it stands. We're, we're all this country is when it comes down to it. So that's what needs to change. I love how you say that. And you're going to the foundations of what made this country what it is. And, and I love that you keep reiterating that because it's not, I'm trying to make one race. I'm not trying to make the black race higher than white. Right. I'm not trying to do this. I just want to stand for what this country was intended for to where right. we can get the rights that was promised to us as American citizens that we've never been given before. Right. And that's what everyone says they believe in them. Republican, Democrat, white, black. I mean, if you say that that's what you stand for, then I, I just don't see what's, what's the difference. You and I, we're standing, we're fighting the same fight. Yeah. So and the fact is, if if you truly believe that, then it should you should be upset that George Floyd was murdered right. by, by police. Should you should be upset that 
uh, Trey for Pellerin was murdered. You should be upset that these cop that the, the cops ran into Brianna Taylor's house with uh without a warrant. And I know people are gonna say, oh well, they knocked whatever. When there's only one witness that agrees to that after they tried to get him to testify multiple times and they had to coerce a statement out of him. That's just facts. And it's like right. if you feel that way uh, and you you are for Second Amendment, then all these things that have happened. You should be against, but if we're going to call a spade a spade, you're not against it because you're a hypocrite. Because the thing is, right. you like your, your, your place of power amongst people, and you don't even realize the people in power don't like you because your, your financial status is low, right. and they keep you uneducated, and they keep that financial status low so you can feel that you have power over others based upon a race, when actually, in reality, they, they don't like you. They don't like you. And then that's why I keep bringing up the history. Someone was telling me the other day, you know, we need to talk about what's going on right now. It's important to, sh to show people that that's what you're saying is not just right now. That's been going on. And then that was intentional. Whenever we, we had rebellions during times of slavery, it was slaves and indentured servants that were working together to rebel against the rich. Then they gave those rights and, and, and false ideas to white indentured servants to make them think, hey, that, they were hereditary slaves. They were meant to be that way. You're better than these people. And then slowly, it just was forgotten that at one point, and still to this day, these people didn't care about you either. You just have this false idea. And that's not worth nothing to them when it comes down yep. to it at the end. And it's it's been carried on time after time. And to and keep them to be working places. citizens. They don't want you to have the money or anything like that. They right. want to keep you where you're at because you make money for them and you put money in their pockets. At the end of the day, it's about a it's about business. And the fact right. is, racism is a big business. Right. And just like then, if we would have come together when they were taking over uh, capitals and and coming together, whites and blacks to rebel. Still to this day, if we come together, no matter the economic status, if we come together as people, like-minded people who care for what this country is supposed to be founded on, it's still no Donald Trump, COVID-19, none of those things can take down our country. If we come together as people, we can handle any of that. All the problems that we have comes from us not coming together and caring about the person next to each other. And that's a big fact. We would be, want to talk about being the best country in the world. That's what it takes for us to come together because America ha is a great country. We don't right. utilize our greatness and we... Or it, when Donald Trump says make it great again, he's talking about getting it back to an era where a certain person was in, in dominance. But America, by that standards, has never been great. So imagine if we all came together and actually worked, that greatness could be time. achieved. Right. 100%. First time. So tell me what y'all feel about, because during this time, there's been a big thing of defund the police. There's been this whole, wh where do you stand on police regulations and whatnot? There's been that whole conversation of what you feel needs to be happened. I, on this podcast, have said multiple times that I feel that the way that, you, that we get to having change amongst that is three things. You have to get rid of quantitative immunity so that you can actually charge these polices in these courtrooms. You lower the uh, police, uh, the police contracts, which allows them to get money for such and such and whatnot. You take away some of that power there and you get right. community uh, leaders and a community like uh, group to where the police and the community leaders sit down and discuss to discuss ways of policing the community. What are some of the vi the villages in your own personal ideas on how we can change and what should we do with the police state and police system of this country? So definitely, uh, like you said, it, it, there should not be 
a police force that doesn't have to worry about the same threat that a doctor does uh, when it comes down to if if I do this, if, if I have malpractice or I go out and I'm abusing my power, I'm going to have to suffer the consequences, me personally, not this union that's backing me. Uh, that should that should not be a thing. And I've spoken with actual police officers in our city about that. And they were saying, oh, well, in that case, no one's going to want to be a police officer. No, that's not true. There are some people who don't join the police force because it's a good job for them. It's because they actually want to protect and serve. And yep. they there's nothing that you can do to stop them from doing that, not encourage them to do it. There's nothing that you could do that would take away that drive that they have the same way a young man has a drive to become an athlete or a lawyer adopted. They want to be police officers. And those are the people we need yeah. uh, to be officers. Also, it should be, there should be representation of the community in the officers that are policing the community. How can you have officers policing the community that have never uh, been, been the around community. Yeah. Been into that community or had interaction with people uh, of that background that are in that community? Uh, psychological training, uh, that's, that's obvious that we need uh, some therapy consistent. We need them to be trained on how to deal with people with mental disabilities and, uh, and not only that uh, they just need to be trained like right, how can a barber right. have be required to have more training hours than a police officer that's, that's idiotic to me that my barber is trained more in his craft than the person who is responsible to protect and serve this community right right and there should be a way see because the thing is just going through the training it's not enough as well there should be a more, I guess, uh, uh, it should be a way to take that training that they received and before they can go out, just be able to show me that you have actually gathered this information. Not it just should be a test. some sort of, yeah. right, not just a test because I mean, you know, that that's that's not gonna help. I you can fake, see, a, you can fake a test. <laughs> you can fake a test. You can't fake being out there and interacting with people. It, when it comes down to it, it'll show it, and it shouldn't be a, uh, like how we had the young two young men that were attacked at that that bowling alley. It shouldn't be an officer who's not even that's not even his role on the on the force, and he's out there in that situation. Well, then you look at him, and he's like, "Oh, well, I didn't know." There should be no chance for you to say it was an accident. I didn't know. It's it, we don't have a life is you can't take that life back. We have people that are asking right now. Basically, by doing that, they're saying, "Can I have a second chance?" Um, can I explain my case? Um, can I can I be re have more training, be rehabilitated? Well, the lives of those people that are being taken, that's what they wanted. They wanted a chance to explain their case, to have rehabilitation, a second chance, and they didn't get that. So uh, it, we don't have time to, to give out those requests now. It needs to be handled correctly the first time. Look, I agree with you 100, and I think a good point that you make is the psychological training because these officers don't know how to respond to the situations that they're in. The, uh, obviously, right. if, if doctors are under stress, these people have to be under stress. And instead of taking out their anger and beating on kids or taking out their anger and signing tickets that aren't necessary or taking out their anger and shooting someone, they need to have psychological evaluations and go to therapy. It's not a weakness to say you need to go to therapy. No, that's a strength. Mental health is a real thing. And that's something that needs to be checked throughout, not just the police station, but the black community as well. Yeah, definitely. It needs to be something that you can understand and recognize as well, because it's been a thing 
to where the black man, the black woman, black people as a whole have been painted as as beast like, uh, as as uh, rambunctious, loud, angry. So when someone who's obviously dealing with uh, a mental issue is walking down the street, unlike the white person who's been painted as uh, the perfect being, oh, it's obvious something must be wrong with them if they're being loud and rambunctious or, or seem un, unruly. In the they're either when crackhead, a they're, a, they're right. junk, so, there's some, some nonsense stereotype. Right, so some, something else is going on with them. But when it's a black person, well, that's just how we act to them. So we need, this person needs to be stopped. They need to be taken down. We don't need to talk to them and find out what's going on. We know what's going on. That's who they are. Well, that's not true. That needs to be redefined and rewired in the minds of these people uh, to where they understand that mental issues, it's in the Black community as well, because that's not who we are as a people. Yeah, we're all humans. We all bleed red. We all have a brain. Like, that's something that just as humanity, the idea of worrying about our mental health is a thing that needs to be handled because in the early 20s up until shit to the 1990s this idea of masculinity and hiding your your the way you felt that was a thing and that's a stigma that to this day is is getting chipped away and getting broken but it needs to be destroyed completely because it doesn't make you weak or less of a man to say hey i have a problem right right less of a man less is less of a woman it doesn't exactly it doesn't matter it's okay. yeah because it's it's something that it, it doesn't have to be a weakness. It's like we said, it, it takes a village to raise a child. So if I come forward and say, I have this mental issue and this is how I'm dealing with it, this is what I'm doing to move forward. There's someone else out there who's going to hear that and say, man, I, I can do that as well. I have those same traits that I might have this issue. So if I'm sitting here and I'm silent about it and I'm afraid to say anything, then I'm taking away my position in that village that I could be helping out someone else. Trayford Pellerin had had been to, to jail and been rehabilitated. He has the ability to reach out to someone having mental issues and speak out. And now he that his life has been taken and uh, he doesn't have that chance. Breonna Taylor, any any all these people have the positions in our in our village as a country and until we start to focus and speak out ourselves and be more comfortable with ourselves and what we honestly believe, we won't be able to move forward with that. This next one is a two-part question. How do you feel Lafayette has handled this entire situation, the Lafayette government? And then the flip side of that is, what would, if no matter how you feel they did it, what, do you, what would you like to see them do in the future? So how do you feel they've handled it? And what, you like, what would you like to see them do going forward? Well, I can answer that one directly. I've been having meetings uh, with other members of the village and other members of the community who are active uh, in this fight with Josh Guillory and several other members of our Lafayette government. We've been speaking with them directly. And what's happening is they're doing a great job of uh, whispering in quiet, you know, behind the scenes of saying, this is what we're going to do. Like we saw, they put a million dollars starting off to, to start training police officers. They put that money out. Um, he, he's talking about taking down the Confederate statue downtown. But see, the problem is you're telling me that behind closed doors. Mm. I, I know what's going on. I understand just making the change is not enough. You need that. He said they made a statement in the last meeting we had. I told the mayor, I said, why don't we have this conversation in front of KL? 
FY in front of KTC3. KTC, yeah. Why are we not having that conversation there? Uh, let the people on the north side who are making these comments, I mean, on the south side, who are making these comments on Facebook, telling people to be washed off of the street with water hoses. Let them know that my mayor is backing me up and he's saying that you're racist. And if you don't, he's saying, I stand with the protesters. Uh, I think it's, it's un-American for people not to stand with them. Tell them that. And he said, well, sometimes you don't have to be the light. You can be the heat behind the light. And the money I'm putting out the actions I'm taking, that's the heat behind the light. See, we've had heat behind the light. There was heat when we got rid of slavery, heat when we brought down Jim Crow. It's the light that's missing. Show yep. people where that's coming from, where they need to be going forward. Call people out. Shine the light on exactly what's going on. Do that's what it think, needs to be. Do you, Before we even get to answer what you want to see from them going forward, do you think that it's... Because from hearing what you're saying, I can only be, grasp at two things. Do you think it's he's scared of losing support of his voters or do you think it's a lie being told to you to try to side to try to silence y'all and get y'all to calm down like, OK, he's, he's doing this and this. Do you think it's truthful or do you think he is being uh, do you think it's a lie or do you think he's being truthful and just scared of losing his supporters? Um, I think it's a combination combination of both. I think it's, it's truthful that he understands when he says, I understand what you're saying, I agree with the logic behind your statement. That may be true, but I don't think it's true that he 100% supports protesters. I don't think it's true that he genuinely believes Black Lives Matter, because if that was the case, then there would be no voters. There would be uh, no smiles and waves that you can get in River Ranch that would stop you from actively speaking out. It would be, you'd be burning so much inside seeing these things uh, that there would be no way for you to hide that. You wouldn't be able to look in my face and smile when having this conversation and laugh. And it, it would be painful the same way. It shouldn't be the black community feeling pain. Should it should be, be our country. It should yeah. be all people. So I don't believe that. I think he's afraid to lose not just the support of voters, but even his white community. Because that once he's not mayor anymore, he has to go back to that community. And they're gonna the people that don't agree will look at him and say, "Nah, you were standing with with them. Be with it. There should be no them or us or they. It should be all nah, of us. Yeah, it should be a we. We one hundred percent. And and the thing is, if you are and I, and just from what I've seen from his Facebook, he's a heavily quote unquote patriot. And if you're a patriot, it's our right to protest. So the right. fact if you don't if you don't like that, that's un-American in itself. And I think in that's itself. a problem with a lot of people. They don't understand what this country laws are or they don't or they choose not to want to understand. But either way, right. it, it's hypocritical. Right. Yeah, it's I mean de definitely and it's just in that self in itself, they'll say, Yeah, I agree. We understand that it's your right to protest. If that's the case, then why are there only officers standing in front of me protecting what? Prote protecting this, this city? Who's standing aside of me protecting me as I'm here, still an American citizen? I'm protesting. People have posted on Facebook that I should be harmed, that I should be killed. Then why are you not here protecting me from them? Why are you not here protecting me from this, this lawyer who said this or this doctor who feels this way? Why is that? It's because you're not truly out here protecting American citizens. You're protecting those that you relate to and that you feel uh, are, are part of your community. community. And, yeah. yeah exactly. 
And that that's what it is. What do you I, what would you like to see Lafayette do going forward? Honestly, I'd like to see Lafayette do do two things. One, look in the mirror and decide exactly what it is that you stand for. Decide what you truly believe, uh, how, what you truly care about, who you truly care for, and then go out and take action. That doesn't have to be that you come and stand next to me and protest. You can stand on the opposite side of the street and hold up your sign that says, I am a racist American citizen. I do not support Black lives. Let it be known so that that can be exposed. Don't don't hide behind closed doors anymore, whatever it is that you believe, because then we can sit and we can have a conversation and it can be known. This person believes this will let you know that. But for people to be sitting hiding behind computers are completely silent, we can't do that anymore. It needs to be because if I'm going to honestly say that I want people to protest, I can't say that they have to protest for the same thing that I believe. I want you to get out and protest. Let it be known so that I don't have to walk in inside of a grocery store and think maybe this person next to me thinks this way. I'll know. And that that's that's enough right there. That's action going forward so that people can then say, I can I can look at them and say, now you saw your your grandmother say this about black people she went out and said that are you going to sit down at thanksgiving because you stood and protested with me you were behind me saying black lives matter you put your fists in the air are you going to sit down at thanksgiving silently this year as soon as we have people come out on both sides it'll get people an opportunity to take action. The people keep saying, what does the face of the enemy look like? The face of the enemy has been wearing different masks way before the threat of COVID-19, before uh, the Cajun militia, and before we had the Ku Klux Klan covered in all white. And you have to unmask these people, whether it's a supporter or someone again, you need to take, put on your COVID mask, but take off the mask that you're hiding behind that's, that's not showing your beliefs. 100%. And you said you had two things. What's the other one? So that that was it to oh, that was okay. yeah. yeah come out and then and then start taking action. That that's what I want to see. It's just if we can do that. I mean, it's it's common sense. How can I sit? He was whenever in fact came out here. The mayor said, "Well, you need to not stand with them, so so that there there is no threat there." And I said, "No, they came to stand in solidarity with us. With yeah. us, so." If there is no opposition, then then who are they standing against? You stand with me. I'm going to stand here. For, I'm standing for what I believe. So that's what I'm telling people. You don't have to bounce here, bounce there. Stand for what you believe. And everyone who's surrounding you will believe the same thing. Just don't fold on that. Well, so I'm saying if, if you're standing, if I'm saying all these people are standing for equality and you're standing on the other side, that's yeah. it. Yeah. And look, I think this is very important to say because I know Republican people who feel the same way you do. This is not a red or blue issue. No, this is a human not. rights issue, man. Like yeah, I think, like yeah. this is about us as humans. Uh, like stop killing each other because of something minute is pigment. This has right. nothing to do with how we feel about policy. Red or blue is how we feel about policy, how we feel about taxes, how we feel about healthcare. It has nothing to do with should a man be killed by the right. police. It has nothing to do with you hating me because my pigments a different way. This is a right. human rights issue. And I think that's right. important to be said and to get your thoughts on that. Right. And that's what I, that's definitely it. And I believe that's what the narrative 
it's, it's, that's what they want the narrative to be right now. People want it to be, oh, it's, it's a political thing. It's a party thing. So if you affiliate with one party, then you would feel as if you're trading against like your beliefs if you also support Black lives. There's no way. It's, that's why we have to change that narrative and make it really clear that this is a human, like you said, a human issue. This is everyone in our country uh, that should be worried about this. So it, it's not a black, it's not a black and white thing because then you say, oh, if I support this and I'm turning against my people, if I support this, I'm turning against my party. No way. If your party uh, is, you believe everyone that's in your party is thinking this way. That's an that's an issue in itself too. You need to yep. look at what it is that's causing that. Who are the people people that you're surrounding yourself with? And you can still vote to pay, to, you know, to not have to pay as high of taxes, like you said. Or you can you cannot support. You could uh, be pro-choice. Or, yeah, exactly. But the fact what, is, but and and this is another thing. If you are pro-choice, if you're pro-life and you don't support abortion, it. how can you say not it. support? these black kids, black men, black women who are dying, you care more about a fetus than you do the human after the fetus is born, which is hypocritical. Say it, and the reason why is because we're seeing people care about things that can only also include them. Oh, so I don't, I'm, I'm gonna go out and I'm so angry about having to wear a mask or I'm so, it's because you you feel as you have to do that. Your family might have to do that. This fetus, you feel, well, that can also be a white child. When when they picture these lives and they say, oh, you can't, I'm pro, I'm pro, I'm, you know, I'm against abortion. And it's because that life, it matters. It has a chance. They're not picturing a black child. They're not picturing them to go, to grow up and be a, a grown black man or woman. They're picturing people that look just like them. And then, on the other end, like you said, why is it if you care about a life that's yet to have its story written, that's the same thing that's happened. We, we are continuously, our life, people's lives change. Everyone has a, tomorrow you have a chance to turn yourself completely around. When you don't see a black man that was killed in the street, no matter what the, the rap she says, his story is still yet Thanks. to end. And you should care about that life as well, because that's that's a story that could could go on to to be something that affects your if life. If that's the well. case, then Malcolm X would have died at uh, Detroit Red, and he would have never become Malcolm X. Right, and so. and we we were that's something that I, I've been speaking a lot about is the fact that we if we want to look at rap sheets, well then how about we look at our country's rap sheets that's littered mm. with rape and 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 murder and and theft. Uh, Talk about ra- raping, terrorism. raping slaves, raping in- indigenous people, sending the indigenous people on the trail of tears like that, like sending Japanese people in concentration camps, sending kids today, Hispanic children away from their parents in ICE internment camps. Like, let's talk about what this country actually does. And if you care about these lives and if you're really a Christian, then all of that should bother you. It's not a right. red or blue issue. That's what they want you to believe so they can divide, like we talked about earlier, to tie everything together to make it to where it's like, okay, you are in charge of this because you have more power than these remaining individuals. But at the end of the day, you have the same amount of power because it's them at the top with the power and us at the bottom with none of it. Right, right. That's 100%. It. That's, that's what it's been. Uh, there is, that's why I have a hard time uh, saying that 
these race, I have a hard time saying that racist people, uh, whether it be our president, Donald Trump, even those who own slaves in the day, I have a hard time saying that they hate black people. I, I don't think that, that it was that they hated black people. I think that they have more of a love of money and power, and they just value that more than, than black lives. It's these, these lives are just not as important. So that's why it's just so crucial to say that black lives matter and they matter more than money. They matter more than property, more than your your position, the car that you drive. More than your power. Things, more than your powers. So it's it's not so much of I, I hate you, it's that you don't love me. There's you cannot hate someone and still not love them. That's that's the difference. We need to get that out there as well. Just saying, oh, well, I don't hate black people. Uh, how how could you say? But do you love, love black us, people? Yeah. Not your friend. That's right there. Do you love black people as that's a whole? A fact. Do you love them as you love your your own people? Do you love them as much right. as you love the Asian community? It's like we need to love each other at all because we are humans. This is a Dude. conversation that was very much so needed, and this is a conversation that we will have you again on, Caleb, when y'all doing more stuff in the community. You said, yeah. tell us some of the stuff that we can look forward to coming from the village. I know you said that the uh, the truck will be by the time that people hear this, it will be at UL this day. I will try to have this podcast up early in the morning. So if people listen, they can go to UL, but just give us Mm -hmm. a look at what's coming, where they can find you at on social media and where they can find the village at. Uh, You can find me on social media at Caleb underscore Cormier, uh, the village at uh, the village 337. Um, We post about events that are coming up. A lot of it, unfortunately, recently has been on the fly, it seems like, but it's because it's this is a issue that's happening currently every day. It's, it's not a one thing that we're continuing. It's, it's a consistent thing that's continuing to happen. So that's why things have seemed like they're on the fly. But coming up, uh, like you said, we have the voters van. We want to gather people for early voting. We're trying to show up wearing all black. We're going to have a blackout uh, to show all these people who are in support uh, of getting people out to vote and, and Black Lives Mattering. And um, we're also, like I said, currently working on having an event and it's still in the works. So I don't want to say too much, in For it, sure. but we're having an event to kind of gather everyone who, who wants to fight for equality, not just Black Lives. We're, we're seeing signs at events for Trayford that are saying, you know, Black trans lives matters or trans lives. We want everyone to come out it's and understand and feel important, let your voice be heard, and to realize that just because the one is in danger doesn't mean that we've completely forgotten about the 99. We care for everyone. It's just right now we're focused on on Black Lives uh, Mattering. 100%. So, y'all make so sure y'all go follow Caleb, man. Y'all make sure y'all y'all go to the, uh, the, the voter thing at UL on Thursday. Y'all make sure y'all follow the village to stay up to date with things coming. Caleb, I will definitely bring you back on this show as we get closer to the election to get your thoughts on how some of the black community should vote and how young people should vote. I'm not, I don't tell people how to vote, but I will bring people in to give certain points on different policies and things we're looking forward to. Right. But thank you so and much, y'all, my brother. Y'all continue, y'all continue to listen to Lyndon. Uh, it takes a village to raise a child, and Lyndon's bringing all those members of, of this village, whether it be your city, your state, or your country, together. So you're getting to hear different voices of village members. So y'all continue to listen to that. Y'all push that. Come out. Uh, bros who think, you have to start thinking as well. 
villagers who think we out here. You already know, my brother. It's, uh, it's uh, like I said. I was so proud. I, 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 I'm not ashamed to tell you, tell the people what I told you off air. You've been my friend for so long, and what you have done for not only our community but for humanity is 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 impactful and it's important. And I think the way you articulate yourself is amazing. And that's stuff we need going forward. We need leaders who can articulate themselves and make people understand what's going on. And I can't thank you enough for the sacrifices that you are making for humanity. I, it's, it's not something that's going unnoticed, my brother, for real. And that's why we got to bring you on here because you are a leader, 100%. And with that being said, let's finish up the pod with Bros Who Ball. want to say thank you to Mr. Caleb Cormier for coming on the pod as well as Birdie Jackson. Really dope interview with Caleb talking about what's going on in the world and his organization that he's a part of, The Village 337. But now it is time for the portion of the pod where we talk about sports, bros who ball. And Schubert, we have an NBA Finals champion. The Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James have won the title. LeBron is now four and six in the NBA Finals. Anthony Davis has a title. Deion Waiters has a title. JaVale McGee got another title. Dwight Howard. Rondo got a title not only for the Celtics, but for the Lakers, for two-storied franchises. What do you think of the outcome of this NBA Finals? Do you think, are you one of those people who who do the asterisks, or do you think this was rightly deserved and the Lakers have a real championship? Oh, I mean, I think that this deserves to be a true championship. I think this is just like the way the the season will always be remembered is more so for the bubble than the regular season, which kind of sucks because they did play, you know, nearly half a season and had an all-star game and all that. But uh, it really does come down to the bubble. And I think the bubble lived up to the hype. I think we had a lot of really great games, a lot of really fun storylines. You know, some people would like to tell you that this was a failed experiment, but I thought that um, it was, yeah, I mean, I thought that as a historical and for the fans, I feel like this is just going to be a, a fun footnote in the NBA history and a fun way to think about how LeBron won his fourth. And when you because look at other, he had, other to, he had to overcome so much in this one season. True. But then literally a like, pandemic. But when you look at other leagues, you're seeing teams left and right. COVID, 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 the NFL, COVID, NCAA, COVID, baseball, COVID. The NBA had a plan, executed it, and had no hiccups, no problems. That, that it's a success. The way that their their game looks the best without fans. Their game felt the most like a real game without fans. The MLB looks depressing when you look at stadiums empty. The NFL, when you see the Saints playing in an empty Superdome, it is depressing. But the NBA made it work, and I gotta applaud them. Let's talk about the game real quick, and we'll talk about some of the the, the thing the takeaways. Anthony Davis, nineteen points. 15 rebounds, LeBron James, 28 points, 10 rebounds. I mean, no, 10 assists, 14 rebounds. Uh, Contavious Caldwell put 17 points. Danny Green rebounded with 11 and Rondo, 19 points. Rondo had as many points as Anthony Davis. That says a lot, and that leads into my take. Jimmy Butler, man, didn't show up this game. He couldn't do it. He was he gassed, up in game 45 five. minutes. He had 12 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. Jay Crowder had 12. Bam Adebayo had the, the quietest 25 points because Bam Adebayo, to me, looked like he was hedging points. I didn't want to tweet this because I had to make it, I had to say it to where it was understandable on the, on the pod. He looked like he was, he was shaving points. Bam Adebayo played so scared and so timid that it was like, oh, 
he didn't feel You're not like supposed himself. to score this basket. <laughs> yeah, like it just didn't feel real. Most of those points came in garbage min- minutes. Tyler Hero looked like a rookie for the first time. Like t- these finals made Tyler Hero look like a rookie. Duncan Robinson played super hard, had 10 points, and Kendrick Nunn was a no-show. And Goran Dragic, I feel so bad for him coming on with one foot. He should have maybe stayed. Yeah, he probably should have said. Like, I don't you know, know man. Mean? The Heat, I feel like the Heat have a shot, but let's not talk about the Heat right now because I'm going to get to what I think the Heat should do to move on. But I just had to say Bam Adebayo played super scared. He looked like it, Jimmy just had no more energy. Tyler looked like a rookie. Duncan and, and Duncan had no more energy. It was just felt like the Miami was just done. They gave it their all in game five, and game six was just like it was over. But I think the right person won finals MVP being LeBron. I know some people, Julian included, who was supposed to be on the pod this week, he's going to come next week. He was saying how I'm just giving LeBron credit because I didn't want to see Anthony Davis be the MVP. But no, it's not true. Anthony Davis has shown everything that we've said about him is true. He's not durable. He got injured multiple times during the bubble. He's not a, a fourth quarter player. One shot doesn't make you a fourth quarter player. He's a Robin to LeBron's Batman. The Lakers can win without him, but the Lakers can't win without LeBron. And, uh, but he's still very talented. And I just think LeBron has shown that he is the best player, not only in the league, but the best player of all time with his career. It's about what, it's about what you prefer as a basketball fan. Do you prefer a 17-year career with four championships, multiple MVPs, four finals MVPs, and just longevity of being the best for 17 years? Or do you prefer a 6-0 and, and run in the finals, but then after you finish that, you become washed? Or, or with Kobe, you win three, you're washed for a bunch of – you don't win nothing for a bunch of years, and then you win two more – and then you go out with an Achilles injury. That's that's the type of stuff I, I'm, I'm saying. But in terms of the game, LeBron played phenomenal, let everything. Contavious Caldwell-Pope came in, but it was Rondo who made them win this game. Rondo said, I'm not ready to go home. It was knocking down shots, had 19 points. And that's the reason why the Lakers won, because of Rondo and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. But how do you feel about LeBron's legacy after this championship? Uh, the one thing I'll say quickly about the Lakers, um, yeah, I would agree with everything you're saying about Anthony Davis for real. I mean, I think if anything, he we learned that he's not going to take a franchise anywhere. It's one of those situations where he like was had to leave to go win a title. I don't think he could have ever done it himself. himself and yeah. I think that's ultimately going to be seen when he makes his contract choices. I think he's just going to stick with what he's, yeah, he's got because he's sticking he's, with LeBron. He said it. He said it himself. He was like, after LeBron won, he was like, I'm riding you out. Like he said, I'm riding you out until you can't help me win anymore. And then we'll decide where I'm going to go. But I'm playing this until the wheels falls off. Cause he knows this is the best situation for him ever because he's not someone, he's not the personality to be like, give me the ball. I'm going to make everybody better, and I'm going to still get mine. He's a person that's like, give me the ball. I'm going to help you, and I'm going to play good defense, and I'm going to score. I'm going to focus solely on me. I play good defense, and I score. Other than that, you can't count on me for anything. That's what it is. And whereas LeBron makes a guy like Caruso better, he's going to make Caruso a max, uh, not well, get him more money than he would have if LeBron wasn't there. LeBron's the type of guy that gets Contavious Caldwell Pope $50 million for four four years. It's like – Contavious Caldwell Pope wouldn't have got that without LeBron. Well, and so when it comes to LeBron and his legacy, I think that 
it's arguable that they could still be going. Like, you know, for for him to be in year 17, I feel like he's at least a title contender every time he steps on the court, regardless of what team he's on. Like Until he shows us a decrease in his game, until we see, like, where That's what's amazing about LeBron's game is, like, you know, even in the times where Jordan, before he got Pippen and all that, was Jordan the best player in his... Nope. In, Michael, in, uh, it was where, Magic, like, when LeBron Isaiah, stepped on Bird, the court, LeBron's he, the best. You know, he had to be behind Kobe for a little while, but, you know, soon LeBron's, like, taking a Cavs team with Anderson Vergeau as the second-best player to the title. and Booby Gibson. You know, <laughs> he has to make the decision, you know, he has to make the decision to go team up with Bosh and Wade, but, I mean, hey, Michael had his group. Rodman, Kobe, Pippen, Kobe. I mean, Kobe, Kobe had a big had, four at one point. Kobe had yeah. Bynum. Paul Gasol, Lamar Odom, and Ron Artest. And people like to say, well, how many, how many Hall of Famers are with that? Powell and, Le- and Ron Artest. Ron Artest was an MVP candidate the year of the Malice in the Palace. And honestly, if Ron Artest doesn't do that fight, the Indiana Pacers are the favorite to win a championship because Ron Artest, was, Ron Artest was the best player in the year. He was the best player that year. Ron Artest was a two-way player that could not only score, but play great defense. If you don't believe me, watch the Ron Artest documentary. It's great and explains all of that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you got to, if not that, you have a lot of guys who are, you know, huge names in the NBA, like borderline Hall of Famers, like Derek Fisher back when Kobe was with Shaq. Lamar Odom. Yeah, Lamar Odom. Rick Fox in that year, great defender, like. Robert Ory, Big Shot Bob, 11 yeah, so championships I mean, or something you know, like that. Those, those teams are storied as well. So it's not like you can blame LeBron for the supporting cast when he does have it. You have to look at the times when he hasn't had it. And, and been, he never and has still, a good coach. And still makes it to the title. You know, 10 years, you know, sure, what, 10 and 4, or maybe even six, that's uh, more. Yeah, 4 and 6. Yeah, it's 4 and Well, I mean, he's been to the 10 finals. Yeah, but he. Uh, uh, 4 and 6. Yeah, 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 yeah 4, four and 6. six. And so, yeah, that's not the best record. But in one of those finals, the second best player was Matthew Delavadova. It's like, you know, he was able to do more with less than any other of any these other great player. players. So, and, and these great players have Phil Jackson. LeBron's best coach is Frank Vogel, who is not well, – I mean, I, I know. LeBron's best coach – and I, I made this mistake earlier talking to Brooklyn and Doom. LeBron's best coach was Spolstra, but it wasn't – him and Spolstra didn't get along as well, and he didn't. He only played with him for like three years. If LeBron would have had Spolstra his whole career, I think it would have been different. I also feel like the three different places argument is also a valid one because you know, with every great player, bless. <gasps> I'm sorry. No, you're okay. With every with every great player, it's you know, Jordan had pretty much the Bulls run. Couldn't do it at any other place at any other time. Magic had Lakers. Magic and Kobe were both strictly Lakers. Uh, Kareem, Abdul Jabbar, and Kareem did it in two places too. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. So I mean, like, I feel like you know, Kareem, Abdul Jabbar, in a lot of ways, the closest comparison to LeBron, to LeBron and career wise, yeah, yeah, legacy, even overall legacy in life too. Yep, they're so, very, very similar. No, 100%. But LeBron, so has to like, be, LeBron has to be the GOAT, man. I think it goes LeBron 1A, Jordan 1B, Kobe 3, Shaq 4, and then Magic, 
and then Kareem. That's how I do it. Like, that's the top six for me. But LeBron has to be number one because I value career. I value longevity. I value 17 years not missing a beat. Like, you know, people don't understand. Jordan was not Jordan all of his years in the league. But for LeBron to be the same LeBron or the same capacity of greatness for 17 years is mind-blowing to me. Mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, yeah, no, I can't. I can't really knock Jordan too much on workload. Like, it's just sometimes I feel like you know maybe where LeBron doesn't come out as like the player that has those highlights that Michael and Kobe have. Yeah. But if you look at like the overall game, they could not have even gotten to the point to where they could win without him like just grinding out points. No, that's true. And look, it's just like unreal. I think I think Michael and Kobe are more skilled in terms of basketball moves, footwork, like as a like the the things that takes to make a basketball player. But I think overall LeBron is a better overall player. Like, yeah, Kobe and Michael were better at doing step back fades, spin, cross around, hezzies, doing moves. But LeBron is a better passer and arguably a better defender. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he's the GOAT, man. You got to give him his props. I think I've seen sports talk television absolutely lose their minds. Do you believe Anthony Davis is LeBron's best teammate he's ever had? I think that's, I think that's blasphemous to Dwayne Wade. Uh, See, Lyndon, this is where I feel like your AD blindness is coming in. because, but I'm I'm a D-Wade guy. Well, I'm not knocking D Wade because, like, the thing is, is that it's two different, two different types styles. of styles. Like, yeah. I feel like in the D Wade era, LeBron kind of needed someone who was also kind of a a big brother leader figure. Yeah, like he needed someone that you know, kind of. He so LeBron didn't have to completely lead the team. So then LeBron learns how to lead the team, and then he needs like guys that are pretty much. Shooters, Ro- shooters, roll like guys who are going to do really good at their thing and play deep, but it doesn't necessarily complement LeBron the best. Like I don't really think like Kyrie complimented LeBron the best, but he like was necessary for what they needed on the team. Yeah, but see, that's Where why I think-, I think Wade. Not to cut you off, I think Wade. I think I do agree with you that what you're about to say, and I'm reading your mind. Anthony Davis compliments LeBron very well. I do agree with that. But I think Wade takes the the things that made Kyrie and LeBron work and takes the things that LeBron and AD have. It really works for them. Like, Wade can be the closer. Wade can be that other playmaker. Wade can create. Wade can create for LeBron and create for others on the team. Whereas Kyrie could just create for himself and I'll give LeBron another playmaker. AD is someone that helps him on the defensive end and gives him another person that can get a bucket where Wade does helps on defensive end, Wade playmakes, and Wade is the special guy who can playmake for LeBron. None of those other two dudes playmaked for LeBron. See, I also feel like it's also, again, with the era, too, because like I feel like in that era with LeBron and Wade, he needed someone who could be a playmaker. That's what I'm saying, like someone who could carry the load. He right now, like, he's I, the playmaker. We're like, yeah. And he knows that Anthony Davis is not going to carry the load for him. But he knows that he can depend on Anthony Davis to pretty much score when necessary. That's and if true. he doesn't, then that's when they lose. That's like, true. I mean, you know, I feel like it's almost 
it's the closest person that's like been equal to him, I guess, like skill on the floor. Okay. See, I think Wade was kind of close to him though. But they were different. They were different. We're like, that's I feel true. like LeBron and AD just like kind of do the same thing. thing. Yeah. They're both workload players that get bucket when need. So you give it to shot. AD. I feel like if we're talking about someone who like really fit LeBron and like made it necessary for him to win the title, I feel like D Wade and AD are both up there mm-hmm. for that. Um, but like, I think like, the jury is still. I think the, the jury's still out for it because like what happens in year two? True, because uh, AD and I mean LeBron and Wade got two. Can AD and LeBron get two? That's the question. But I, I'm also ask you this. If you have LeBron James and you could get both Anthony Davis right now or Dwayne Wade in his prime, the first like the first two years they were together, the third year he was broken up. But if you can get Dwayne Wade in his prime and Anthony Davis in his prime, which one elevates LeBron more? Which one makes LeBron which one makes LeBron a better LeBron and which one fits his play style more? I don't know. Cause I mean, like, I still just need to see more of Anthony Davis just because like I feel like I've seen enough of the Wade thing. It's just like with Anthony Davis, like I just can see where it could get to that point. True. Because like, I just feel like he is a duo. There's the strongest duo. So, I mean, it's just like one of those things where you think, okay, well, these are the two best guys on the, in the face of the NBA earth that are playing on the same team. It's like very close to like when you watch Harden and Westbrook, you're like, well, these two are like, two of the best of what they do. Yeah. Like, of course, that's why that team is successful. True. But they don't have anything else. We're no, like... Look, I feel you on that. You're making, you, you're making me realize, like, it's not AD bias, because I do think AD compliments LeBron very well. It's just, I feel like these analysts aren't giving D-Wade enough props for what he did for LeBron. It's recency bias. Yeah, it's recency bias. But I do agree with you. If they win another championship, then you got to give it to AD. And and let's let's touch on that. They have to be the favorites next year, right? I still think that the it's just so up in the air because honestly, ever since Clay Thompson said that he wasn't playing this season, I thought that this was just a wash because the Warriors would be back. Mm. So it's like I still think that the Warriors are going to have retooled and look complete. They're going to do something. They're going to get They're going to get somebody for the Wiggins and it's going to be nuts. Like they're going to trade Wiggins in that second pick and get something to go along Steph, uh, Clay and Draymond. And, and as good as LeBron and ADR, if they get a a person like an Embiid or get someone like a Drew, like if they get someone special, it's going to be tough for, for LeBron and AD. I mean, even if they keep with Andrew Wiggins and let's say they get someone who ends up really hitting the mark, like, you know, let's say LaMelo comes out and LaMelo balls. Or, or they get like, James Wiseman. They get or a you get man. James Wiseman who, like, make, completely gives them a, a rebounding threat. And someone to guard Anthony Davis. So that's where I'm like, uh, it's hard. But then, like, with the LeBron and AD – that's what I'm saying. Like the way that their game is played, like it's very hard for me to see like teams beating them on a consistent basis. Cause it was obvious they've won all the regular season games yep. and got in the bubble and no one really gave an issue. We never got to see the matchup with the Clippers where we thought that maybe they would have enough weapons. Yeah. So like, that's why I'm only thinking that the Warriors are the team that is up front because they have weapons. 
True. Now they don't have a lot because their bench is a little rough, but that's yeah. where like this off season has to come in for them and figuring all that out. But having Steph back, Clay, Draymond, and then whoever you what, get. what comes what comes next, you know, so that's what makes the Warriors so intriguing. And then you got the Clippers again. Yeah, uh, but they just you got a you got a uh, uh, a more experienced Luca and healthy uh, KP because I think what they showed against Dallas is a, another version of LeBron in AD, and I think they showed that like, look, we can do what y'all do, just a little different. I'd say that that's very similar in the way that the LeBron AD connection works. Yep, so and, I think and I Dallas think and then Denver. Yeah, Denver too. And so I mean, like the West is still very up in the air. Like that's what the, what made the bubble so exciting is that there were a lot of series that came down to the wire. Now again, the Lakers were able to beat those teams handedly throughout yep. the playoffs. So that's where they have to be the considerable favorite. But the big question is how did they manage the free agency period yeah. with like having five people at, with the opportunity to either stay or they go gotta make or, they gotta add some stuff to that team because Danny Green not cutting it next year. No, so you know the lake, and when it comes to the East, I still you feel like worry about the Nets. I, as much as you don't think so, I think we got to see how KD comes back from the Achilles. I think Miami will get somebody, and if Miami gets, and that's what I was going to ask you, who would you like to see Miami get? If Miami gets a Victor Oladipo, uh, uh, uh Giannis in 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 a couple, well, that wouldn't be next year, but the year after. Or if my, more so, Victor Oladipo, Joel Embiid. Who would you like to see them reasonably get this year? I think Oladipo going to Miami makes Ol- them tough. Well, Oladipo would be the best one teammate wise to put into the mix, but like that's just or so many like guards. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday would be very nice because they need to keep the veteran group working, and he's you a little bit better than Jay Tyler Crowder. Hero. You can take trade a Tyler Hero and get Drew Drew Holiday and some pick uh, some picks. Because cool like the only other that. guy out there that's like worthy of superstar status to get on the team is like Bradley Beal, and yeah. I don't think Bradley Beal works for that team. And I think Bradley Beal has to be traded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know he has to be traded. Yeah, but I'm saying like he's definitely someone that people would go out and get. Yeah, but I just I don't know if he fits for Miami. And that's something I'm hearing the Pelicans are targeting, which is very, very interesting. So look, we got the top free agents oh, of 2021, not 2020. Is it of 2020? Uh, oh, Anthony Davis is a free agent. Okay, yeah, Anthony Davis is a free uh, yeah, agent. Brandon Ingram's a restricted free agent, but I think he's gonna stay yeah. to to the Pellies. Uh, Fred Van Vliet doesn't make the Heat better. Uh, Demar Derozan. I don't think makes the heat better because he is a Jimmy that can't shoot and not doesn't play as hard as Jimmy. But it, does he? But it, does he kind of play like Iguodala? Mm. No, no, not really. Uh, he doesn't Bo- play that defense. Bogdan Bogdanovich is interesting if the Kings go with uh, if the Kings go with Buddy Heald. But to me, he's another Tyler Hero, Gord, uh, Duncan Robinson. So I don't know if he makes them that better. I think Danilo Gallinari is very interesting because he actually, unlike those three that I just mentioned, Danilo Gallinari can create his thing off the dribble and he's an actual playmaker and an actual scorer who can play four and three or two. So he gives you a lot of versatility. Um, I'm trying to see somebody else. We don't need Mike Conley. I mean, I'm sure you'll try to sign Goran Dragic if he doesn't ask for too much money. Um... Yeah, man, it doesn't look like there's too many. Jeremy Grant, maybe. 
but I'm Man. pretty sure the Nuggets are going to try to get him back. Yeah. So, Shoot, but you're right. It's not looking who, who good for free agency this year. Or does it say anything about Heat players that are going on free agency? It's just uh, they just have Goran Dragic. All right, so let's say you get Goran Dragic back. I mean, I feel like you can keep a lot of the, the, the team. The only thing that you really have to worry about, like, trying to get better at is finding a Iguodala-like player. Yeah. Um, who can add defense. Yeah, who can add defense. Yeah, I think that's really, like, what they have to get. But they have to get someone that elevates a little bit even more than Iguodala. I wonder if someone's going to take a chance on Melo. Does Melo work for the Heat? Portland Mellow might. Portland, yeah, that's what I'm. That's why I'm, I'm. That's why I'm going with it. Portland Mellow might. I, I'm also thinking that Otto Porter might be good for them because I see him on the list. Yeah, it's just it's gonna be interesting to see what Miami adds to the squad. But they gotta add somebody and they gotta try to try to do something big because you're losing Jay Crowder. Like Jay Crowder's a free agent. Also, Kelly Olynyk's a free agent. So you got to try to find someone inside of that, like a, a proven role player. Some of the people are Jordan Clarkson, Otto Porter, Carmelo, Aaron Bynes, uh, Aaron Baines, and Jeremy Grant. If they could get two of those guys and Victor Oladipo, that makes their roster really, really good. So it's going to be interesting to see how Miami navigates everything going forward. Also, I've been hearing that Chris Paul is trying to get to uh, Chris, Chris Paul trying to get to Milwaukee. And I think if Chris Paul actually gets to Milwaukee, that gives Giannis his quote-unquote LeBron. How Anthony Davis has his LeBron. If Giannis, if Giannis gets Chris Paul, then that puts Le- that gives Giannis the same thing that Anthony Davis got this year, and it fits his play style more so. He needs Chris Paul bad. Yeah, if Chris Paul wins in Milwaukee, I think that actually makes They're the favorite. favorite. Yeah, yeah instantly. The, whoever Chris Paul goes to, whether it's Miami or... Milwaukee or the 76ers in some weird trade I've heard where they get rid of Ben Simmons and they get uh Chris Paul. But who has the rights to Chris Paul? Okay, the Thunder right now. Yeah. And the Thunder are trying to trade him. Mm. Cuz they're rebuilding. So, if they get Ben if the Thunder get Ben Simmons and Chris Paul goes there, big win. If Miami gets Chris Paul or Milwaukee gets Chris Paul, big big win in them. But let's But when Milwaukee about- would have to trade for Chris Paul. Yeah. All teams would have to trade for him. But, I mean, trade Bledsoe. Get Bledsoe out of there. Like, Chris Paul, Middleton, and Giannis. Let's go. Run it. Yeah. That's that's the squad, man. That's the squad. But I want to ask you, the Pelicans, there's so much stuff on the horizon. We'll talk about the Bradley Beal trade next week when I'm more in tune with it. But, so, the Ringer reported uh, that Chris Finch is a main candidate for the Pels. But I'm seeing Pelicans people saying... Chris Finch is out. So I, I don't know if I'm buying Chris Finch. I think the top candidates are SVG, Stan Van Gundy, uh, Will Weaver, uh, Ty Lue, and there was one other name that I saw that uh, the Pellies were talking about. I'm going to pick it up. But, but Woj came out and said that... Who's Will Weaver? Will Weaver is a, an assistant for... I believe he made, he made the offense for one team. Let me see. Because Will Weaver is uh is a damn good coach. He made the offense for hold on. He's friends with Trajan Langdon. 
He is the the coach. Oh, he's Didi Didi Luata Silva's coach in Australia. He's the Sydney Kings. Uh, oh yeah, coach. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he coached for uh the Long Island Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, the 76ers. He was one of the people who installed what the uh Nets did. He was coach of the year for the G League, and he was the he was the NWBL uh coach of the year for uh, No, now I remember who that is. That's yeah, who I've been Didi like Luata. that's who I've liked from the beginning. Like, I remember when I was reading the initial candidates and I saw that dude's and his resume, and I was like, oh, dude, get this guy. Okay, okay. So you like him, Will Weaver. Yeah, I mean, it just the, the difficult thing is, do the Pelicans want a Will Weaver type who maybe not necessarily is going to own the the room? Mm-hmm. Where, like, I've been seeing a lot of points where Stan Van Gundy makes sense because you need I- someone who's going to, like, own, own the room. and like, I like Stan Van Gundy a lot. Let me just say that. And I saw you tweeted, huh? And I was waiting for the pod because look, look at Orlando and, and think about Orlando. It kind of just came out Pelicans. of nowhere for me because I it just do, never it, saw it from the beginning. It does. But look at Stan Van Gundy's best team. You have Dwight Howard, uh, Zion. You have a Hito Turkaloo, which people aren't realizing. You have a better Hito Turkaloo, Brandon Ingram, someone who can create, someone who can score. You have... Uh, you're Jameer Nelson and Lonzo Ball, or if you don't feel Lonzo Ball is the, the Jameer Nelson type, you go get you one, and then you have shooters around your Dwight Howard, a.k.a. Zion, with Josh Hart, Nikhil, uh, J.J. Redick, and you get rid of uh, Drew Holiday, or if you keep him and you have multiple shooters around your Zion. And the thing is, J.J. Holiday attribute, uh, J.J. Redick attributes SVG for getting him to be a professional for the way that he made their young team grow up, and that's what the Pels need. It's all yeah, about the assistance you, you put around him. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's interesting, and I will see how it all goes. Like, the Pelicans, I do feel like needed a high-profile guy because what I was seeing people talk about is, like, Al, Alvin Gentry was, like, that, you know, not going to step in the spotlight yeah. kind of coach like where, like, the Pelicans Luke, we don't needed need. – where the Pelicans kind of needed someone to take them to that next level. Yep. No, I and agree. So, in like popularity standpoint, since they have a guy who's going to get all eyes on it. I mean, we saw it with the NBA regular season this year, the Pelicans got way more television televised games than they should have. Yep. And they they would have in usual years. So they need someone to kind of bring them into that era of that team's direction. I'm just interested to see, because I'm trying to find this to see all the names and I can't find the dude who tweeted it, but I'm a, I'm going to see if Ryan was talking about it because I we'll probably talk about it again next week. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about it next week. I just, I'm just interested to see who they go with, man. Cause the fact that they've interviewed, they, they were talking to nine people and they narrowed it down to three to four. That's very interesting. That is not Jason Kidd. Oh yeah. And Jason Kidd is not on the list, which I love, which I love, 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 love. But all right, that's enough basketball talk. We'll talk more about the Pelly's coach search. You want to in, do college first? Yeah, let's get to college football. Man, did Florida make me look like a, an idiot uh, this week, losing to uh, Texas A&M. Florida's defense is a major problem, which, which I saw. Florida's defense was, was not good, and uh, LSU's defense is atrocious, and Bo Pelini is not the guy. I don't care what nobody says. Bo Pelini is not the guy. Schubert, what are you seeing from college football? 
Uh, we'll start with Florida. I still think Florida is, you know, in position to be best team in the SEC, still a playoff contender. Uh, they kind of – they pretty much had the game in Texas A&M. They did. They just fumbled it. Yes, sir. So, I mean, like, one big mistake pretty much, you know, changed that whole game. So, I still think Florida is a team that, you know, if they were playing LSU this weekend, which they're not, I I would think they would destroy LSU. Same. Um, and, and of course, LSU's this whole not co- the same LSU right now, man. They're really not. No. And of course, this whole COVID thing is definitely going to put a wrench into their season. It, it really kind of makes their end of the season a little different because does LSU kind of get their bearings later on? Because this would have been like a nail in the coffin game for LSU. It's like, yep. okay, you drop to three games now. How's the rest of your season going to go? But maybe this gives them a little bit of time to work themselves out. They're not the so best like, team in Louisiana. It's UL. <laughs> oh, who lost this week? Though? Oh, they anyway. did? Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. Bet. Um, but, yeah, uh, LSU's in, in a little bit of trouble because that was a t- horrible loss to Missouri. How do you not score on the one? How, like, LSU's known for running. And yeah. got to give Miles Brennan credit because he brought him back in it. How do you not score on the one-yard line? Like, what is Scott Linehan and Ed Ogeron doing? How do you not score? But you shouldn't even be well, in that you, position for, for Missouri to score 45 points. Bo Pelini, your defense is horrible. It's one of those things where you never really realize how good Clyde Edwards Hilaire is until he got until to the gone. NFL. Yep. And and you see, like, oh, man, this dude's still doing things he did in LSU and Kansas City, and LSU can't do anything. Like, it Bro, realizes, like, kind of realizes that like Clyde Edwards Hilaire was really the, the well, almost the, the secret key to, the, to the, that LSU yeah. offense. You LSU know? had 49 rush yards. Davis Price had 38. John Emery, who Charles and Josh in prime time talked about for months, months, like we're recruiting Emory, Emory, Emory. Emory had nine, uh, seven damn yards. Chris Curry had six. And like, it's just embarrassing. LSU cannot run the ball. They can't. No, it's it's pretty crazy. I'm for seeing why identity. Jamar Chase left. It, you just understand why Jamar Chase left. It wasn't seeing, worth him coming back. And seeing how Mississippi State has done since the LSU loss doesn't help LSU's case. You know, they yep. just lost this week to Kentucky. What was it, Kentucky? They lost and they didn't even score a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's like, LSU, like, what are you doing? Like, you're just, no one, you can't let, you can't stop anybody. And, you know, Miles Brennan is doing the best he damn can. It's not his which fault. Is like, but, like, you know, if you can't stop anyone, it's like the same deal with that Alabama Ole Miss game. It was like, okay, well, Alabama's like, okay, well, we're going to score. Anytime we get the ball, it's pretty much over. But, but then Ole Miss was like, well, anything you can do, we can do better. Let's just. I'm, I'm right excited to see Lane Kiffin and, and Ole Miss in a couple of years. I think they're going to be good. I think LSU yeah. and some of these teams have to worry that Lane Kiffin's going to be a threat in a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, at first, two weeks ago, we were all saying Mississippi State is like that sneaky West, SC West team. Now it's like Ole Miss. I mean, Texas A&M really did show something. They're still two and one team. So, I mean, there's still a lot up in the air. It's like you got to take every week with a grain of salt. Yeah. Because, like, it's a coin flip every time. Also, um, yeah, so you, you think know, Florida has a, still has a shot? I think Florida still has a shot. I mean, I think ten, uh, Texas A&M has a shot if they run the table. Like, if anyone at this point runs the table, they have a shot. You know, yeah. Uh, Georgia's still undefeated. You know, they went against Alabama. They put themselves in a really good spot. I mean, they have every opportunity to this weekend, especially with Saban being out for COVID. Yeah. So, 
How does that affect y'all, man? Does that affect y'all big? I'm, I mean, I think it's going to affect them pretty big. You know, the one thing I'm thinking about with it is, you know, it, do they move the game possibly? But there hasn't been any players with report, reported with COVID. It's only been saving the AD. So maybe it was something that a meeting that they had or something like that where they were exposed. Um, so I think they could still play, but I just don't, I don't think that they could do that psychologically without him. Yeah. Um, that would give such a big game, Georgia, the win. And I, I, I feel like, I don't know if you can count Kirby smart with a win against Saban. If he doesn't, if he's not there, if he's not there. Yeah. So he keeps his undefeated against assistance record, but yeah. So, I mean, I think that Georgia has a really great opportunity to win this weekend. Probably the best opportunity they would have had. Uh, but Alabama still shows that they, their offense pretty much can't be stopped right now. They but, have NFL talent everywhere. Mac yeah. Jones is possibly someone who could, manager. who could sit in the league for a while, like A.J. McCarron has as a backup for yes, many sir. teams. Um, and, you know, Jalen Waddle is going to be a starting NFL receiver. Yep. Devontae Najee Smith Harris is going is to be, be a, a quality NFL receiver. Najee Harris is going to be a running back on yep. someone's team. So no, Bama, Bama looks good. Nobody, I'm not worried about Bama. I'm worried about the Big 12. The Big uh-huh. 12 has to be one of the worst conferences in college football. What happened with Texas in Oklahoma? I feel like Tom Herman's about to get fired. I think Tom Herman is definitely in danger of getting fired. Um, like Sam Ellinger, question, I watched that game. Sam Ellinger tried Texas everything he who could. Do you, is who do you get that's better? That's the only issue. And I think that because of the times that we're in, Tom Herman is saved. Yeah. You can always blame coronavirus. And it's crazy that um, Mac Brown, who they got rid of, is changing North Carolina's program. Yeah, pretty much rising them from the ashes. Um, yep. Yeah, with the Big 12, they still have people who are technically contenders. Oh, yeah, Oklahoma like Oklahoma State. State. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But at this point, I feel like the Big 12 helped – the SEC tremendously. So I think it's really going to be two SEC teams, Clemson and Ohio state. And see, like you were right. right you were right about Miami. It was too early to say, oh, is the U real? The U showed us that <laughs> no, they're not, re- they're not ready yet. Now, also, Clemson has, Notre Dame has a team, shot to make, to make it in there. That's what I was going to say. There are teams that Clemson still has to face that could beat them. Uh, Notre Dame. If there's an ACC championship, they would probably go up against North Carolina. Yep. Um, and I think Virginia Tech, who North Carolina just played, once they're at full and strength Virginia at the end of the season. North Carolina won. Yeah, but, and, but Virginia Tech was also had a lot of players out because they were sick. So I think, you know, Virginia Tech full strength at the end of the season against Clemson, that's possible. But I think really Clemson, Notre Dame is the game that you have to watch out for for the whole rest of the season when it comes to the ACC. Winner goes pretty much in that case. When does the uh, Big Ten start? Isn't that soon? The Big Ten starts in two weeks, but on Halloween is Penn State, Ohio State. That's pretty much Ooh. the game to watch. Winner is going to go to playoff. Okay, bet. So the games we need to look forward to this week, Georgia, Alabama. I like Notre Dame and uh, Louisville just because. Oh, they're going to kill them. Yeah, but I like to see what Notre Dame has. Uh, but other than those two games, I think that's about that's about mm-hmm. it of important. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so, all right, let's jump to the NFL. Crazy NFL weekend this week. Man, let's start off with your Giants game. I feel so bad for Dak Prescott, man. He should have yeah, got man, his money. It's, it's He got fucked. He got fucked, but 
it all kind of opens things up in a really interesting you way. You might get a Drew Brees type thing where he leaves the Cowboys and he goes to the right team. That's good for the Saints. Like, I wouldn't mind Dink and Dunk coming over here. I mean, I think he's actually shown a lot more out of himself this season. True. Like, he was never the issue for the Cowboys the this season. Horrible. The defense is horrible. They, their defensive coordinator lives in the dark ages. It's a coaching issue. <laughs> Always has been a coaching issue with the Cowboys. So, I mean, the Cowboys, as many times as they shoot themselves in the foot, they're still on top of the division at the moment. And I really think that Andy Dalton keeps them competitive. The, the big problem with Andy Dalton was that he played on the Bengals. Yeah, it wasn't true. necessarily his fault that the Bengals couldn't win. Obviously, we realize now that even with a quarterback who's much more competent that we all know, they still yeah. can't win. Facts. So uh, I think Andy Dalton, with the weapons that he's going to have in Great. Dallas, is going all to be able to, to make them a manage. playoff team. Yeah. yeah. All he has to do is game manage, get the ball to CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, your stars. Uh, Zeke, please run the ball hard. And if the defense can stop some people every once in a while, they'll make the playoffs. But let's talk about are they uh let's talk about some teams. It's not time to excuse me. It's not time to do are they real, are they fake yet? The Bills had a had a had a loss this week. I don't think this says I don't think this says uh less about the Bills. I think this says more about the Titans, like we're talking about off air. I think this means the Titans are well I guess we can do are they real or are they fake. I think this shows that the Titans are real. Yeah. I mean, I think that the you know the Titans, because of all the issues that have been going on off the field with them and COVID, have really kind of blinded everyone from the fact that they're an undefeated team that yep. is putting up a lot of points every game, and the defense is big time playmaking. Like you know, a lot of the reason that they beat the Bills in this game, Malcolm Butler interceptions, um, and just being Derek able Henry to make the right play. Yeah. yeah, and Derrick Henry running hard. I mean, they can pretty much set themselves up to do anything on offense. Ryan Tannehill is making is making the the dime pa- passes right now. I mean, one to AJ Brown the other night was great. Uh, Johnny Smith has become a really dependable fantasy tight end for those out there who are playing fantasy because he's become Ryan Tannehill's main target. So the Titans are a really solid team, and I think are kind of going to secure that division even though it's tough because the Jaguars win on any given day and the Colts have the best defense but Tanhill seems to be the one to get to get the, the offense rolling him and Henry as opposed to Deshaun and no line yep the Titans look good another team that looks good and they're getting their quarterback back well they didn't play last week or yeah they didn't play last week but they're getting their quarterback back with Cam, I'm excited to see how the Patriots do moving forward. They're getting their guy back. But the Browns won the game but lost their quarterback. He is injured. Baker Mayfield was limited Wednesday with a chest injury after taking a shot to his ribs. Mayfield says he's confident that he'll still be able to play this weekend at Pittsburgh. He said his mama didn't raise no wuss. Sure, we said this was a game to show who was real, who they fake. Did the Browns solidify in your eyes that they are real? Uh... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're real. I don't think it. I don't know who their backup is. Well, I think Baker's gonna play, from what he's saying. Yeah, but I'm saying like if if, if he any, I'm just saying like in general, if Baker goes out, then I don't think that they're a contender. I, Fact. And but I don't necessarily that mean makes them. That means that I think that Baker Mayfield is like their essential best player, part of yeah. the part of the team. 
but I think that, you know, they just don't have anyone that could fill the role that he fills at this point. I mean, I think he's going to be able to make the big throw at times, but having Kareem Hunt there to be able to set up your run game is pretty huge. So, you know, you got that John, that D Johnson guy coming off the uh, Ernest Johnson making ways, but I think it's more so they know how to use Odell now. And now that you've made Odell a real weapon, you, it opens up things for Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry had 88 yards, four catches. You have, it opens things up for Austin Hooper, five catches, 54, 57 yards. It opens things up for Higgins. And the fact that Odell is now usable and it's not, he's not just a decoy anymore. Stefanski's showing that, like, look, I'm not Freddie Kitchens. I have tenure. I have done this before. I know how to call plays. And, and maybe that the Browns are, are the real deal. We might get three AFC North teams in the playoffs. I think that's possible. You know, they're definitely the, the best division, it seems. In football, yeah. Yeah. So, my next question, are the Raiders real or are they fake? Beating the Chiefs They're, they're so weird. I mean, they play – they're so strange because every week is, like, a different team. Yep. And, you know, if they're on, then they're on, and I feel like they're competitive. It all is going to come down for them just – how many losses they have at the end of the season. Like how many times can they do it all? And once they get to the playoffs, can they make the most of the big moments? Like it's two things with me with the Raiders. Can Josh Jacobs get it going? And if Josh Jacobs gets it going, then the offense will thrive and Kerr, I mean, Carr will start to throw passes. The second thing is, can the defense play and get stops? Those are the two things that determine if the Raiders win every week. Cause some weeks they play defense and they, and they win. Some weeks they play defense, they don't play defense, they lose. And if Josh Jacobs is on, that gives them, for the week they don't play defense, that gives their offense a chance to be in a shootout like this week. Yeah, you know, I, I also feel like they are making the most of, like, the big games, but the, the sleepwalking little ones. through the small ones. Yeah. So, like, that could be a, another issue for them. 100%. Uh, I'm trying to see any other games that we should... The Saints want a nail-biter, but I think that just shows what we've been saying, that Drew Brees is washed. Am I, am I, am I correct on that? Um. Yeah, I mean... He couldn't the throw Saints, the ball down the field, bro. And people were shocked when he did, which he only yeah, did, I think, like, once. I think the Saints are still a team that can make the playoffs, and, like, I For feel sure. like they're, they're fine sitting at that, what... Uh, I've seen them on as, high, as low as 12 on the power rankings. I still put them in my top 10. Same. Um, and Malcolm Jenkins is not the same. No. Not the same, bro. He's he's not. It's like... Yeah, the big the big issue, and I like I said last week, was that a majority of it is just the defense. Offensively, you're doing well fi- figuring out your identity, and Drew just has to come out and play the big games. You know, I do think that if you move them into a crowd atmosphere, it, like they have the conversations and have them play at Tiger Stadium, I think that would benefit them, honestly. It would, because they need that. But, like, you got to be better than that. Like, you got to be a good team can play no matter crowd or no crowd. And that just shows the Saints rely too much on having outside noise influence them. I don't know if it's necessarily the outside noise influencing them as, like, the 12th man aspect of, like, I think it's more so of, like, of Drew Brees needing the juice. 
Yeah, needing to. He's not Russell West, Russell Wilson, who can do it without his twelfth man. And Russell Wilson beat uh, Kirk Cousins in a nail biter on prime time, which we expected. I'm trying to see any. Oh, Dan Quinn. This is bad news for Saints fans. He is fired. The Falcons have <laughs> fired Dan Quinn. So we shall. That see team how- is seeing about to take a whole new direction. The Atlanta Falcons, you know, they might be about good. to be a, a whole different football team next year. I think <laughs> that they might tank for Trevor at this point. Yeah, he would be well served to be in that fan base for Atlanta. Bring him in a different coach. Imagine if Dabo took the jump and went to the Falcons Ooh. to be, be with Trevor. I'm just, I'm just saying, like I, I don't think that would ever happen, but. That'd be something. I think, you know, any decision is up up in the air for the Atlanta Falcons to have their coach and it could take them any direction. So and Washington we'll got their ass beat. Both quarterbacks played <laughs> bad. And it just I'm just happy both quarterbacks played bad, honestly, because they did they did uh, Dwayne Haskins so dirty. Yeah, the teams that he played against in the first four weeks or the first five weeks were all really solid teams, teams possible yep. playoff contenders, and he beat the Eagles. He beat yep. the team that is the worst of, of them. And, you know, I didn't think that he was doing that badly to be pulled. And then you take, yep. put in Kyle Allen, who was It just shows the just coach never believed like, in him. Pretty much. And so, like, I hope that they get rid of Dwayne Haskins and he gets to go play somewhere that, like, takes a little bit more seriously. And that cares about him. No, 100%. Those are all the games that from uh, week five. Oh, also, Buccaneers, bad loss. Bad, bad loss. Bad loss. Bad loss. They're about to get beat again this weekend. Uh, And let's talk about week six, what games you got, what, what games you're excited for. All right, well, one of the games I am excited for is Green Bay-Tampa. It's always nice when Brady and Aaron Rodgers go up against each other. But what I think what we're going to see here in the Tampa perspective is that Tampa is going to beat – it's a reverse the Raiders. Tampa is going to beat the teams that, that are they need to beat that it's are the the big, bet worse yeah. than them. But, like, can they play above some of these other teams that – Can they play they up to their to potential, beat? you know? Yeah, so I – and. Green Bay is tearing everyone apart. I think that Green Bay at this point is my NFC favorite Super Bowl favorite. Okay. To get there. Uh, I think the AFC is a little bit more up in the air. Um, But, you know, when it comes to the NFC, it's the Seahawks. It's the Green Bay Packers. Packers, Yeah, I was going to say it's definitely the Seahawks. Seahawks is up there for me. It's the Seahawks, Packers, uh... And that might be it. And that might be it. Like honestly, yeah. like there's just not a lot of other teams that I can see in the NFC that can beat either one of those two teams. Because like the Saints have a lot of problems with them. If the Saints can get their stuff together, maybe Saints. But it's the Seahawks, the Packers. Oh, I like the Rams. I think the Rams are, are the real deal. But I don't think the Rams are better than either one of those teams. No, that's true. But I think I, they're a playoff team. I got the Saint. I got the Rams at like third. The Saints at like four. So all right, bet. So you're looking forward to Buccaneers, Packers. Who you got winning? Packers. Yeah, I'm going to take the Packers as well. Aaron Rodgers always plays good against uh, Tom Brady. But I need the Buccaneers defense to play good so I can get some fantasy points. All right, so since you picked that game, I'm going to go with an AFC North collision between the Steelers, who are at the moment the Steelers are ranked. Uh, They're the the top of the uh, AFC North. They're three and zero, while Baltimore and the Browns are three and one. This is a big game for the Browns again. Last week, statement games. The Browns are playing statement games to show people we are the real deal. Can ba- 
Can Kevin Stefanski keep the offense going against a, a coach like Mike Tomlin who's been doing it? Can he keep getting Odell involved? Can he get Austin Hooper involved? Can he get it to his playmakers? Can he make Baker Mayfield look good? And can this defense continue to do well? I'm riding Browns hype. I got the Browns beating the Steelers. That's a game that I think you guys should watch. Who you got winning that one, Schubert? I got the Steelers or the Browns. I've, the one thing I've learned is that don't do the Browns until the Browns approved it. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh right now. They're still, they're undefeated. I feel like big Ben is just has targets on targets on targets. And then there's a, the defense is still a little suspect, but they have playmakers that can mm-hmm. make things happen. Like Minka Fitzpatrick. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think this is going to be a blowout like Browns and Colts. Pretty much. I think it's, I think it will be a pretty close game. Um, but, you know, question mark, definitely Baker Mayfield. Big fact. Um, now, if Baker doesn't play, the Steelers are winning. Um, it's up to yeah. – if, it's, it's, it's if Baker plays. So, what's the next game you got that people should be looking forward to? I'm trying I'm – Because there's two big ones left. Oh, there's two big ones left in your opinion? Okay, well, I don't yeah. know what that other big one is, so I'm going to go ahead and take the one that I know is for sure big, and this Buffalo, Kansas City. Yeah, of course. I knew you was taking that one. <laughs> yeah. You know how I but, feel about that. Two MVP candidates, Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I think this is future Buffalo, too, because now they're coming off that bad Titans loss. And it's like we got to Now you got to play Patrick Mahomes. So, like, you're putting yourself in your first bit of adversity big time. Yep. Um, how and are I think you it's big for the it? defense because, like, this is something that we can maybe see later down the line. How does the defense come out against Patrick Mahomes in this high octane Andy Reid offense? Can uh, McDermott and his defense get it done? Yeah, that's the question. So we'll see. That's a big game. Who you got winning? Um, because the Chiefs are coming and, off a loss too. Oh yeah, they are. That's true. I think the Bills because I believe in their defense. Whereas the Chiefs don't have that good of defense. And I think Josh Allen will stretch the field. I think we're going to see the Chiefs lose again. And people are going to start freaking out like, what's up with the Chiefs? But I think it's it's just them getting ready to get back in that form. I don't think anything's wrong with the Chiefs. I just think the Bills at this moment might be a better football team. Yeah. I just I'm not I don't know if I'm ready to say that to bet against like Mahomes. Then, no, because because then like I'm putting so much stock in the Titans. I'm like, are the Titans the best team in the AFC for I real? I just think it was a Tuesday fluke. I think I think if it was Sunday, the Bills might have won that game. No, I th- I feel like I'm going. I want to stay and go with Mahomes, just because let's you know not agree on it and see which one see which, which one, one gets right. the win for sure. Um, but the Chiefs are still top five AFC. I mean, when we were talking about the NFC, it was the only the two-team race. Like, at this point, I feel like Kansas City, Buffalo. Kansas City, Buffalo, New uh, England. Baltimore. Baltimore. You know, I feel like there's a lot of teams that can do it, and, and a game like this really kind of kind Starts, of proves yeah. where you are in, in the, on that ladder. Giving us Kansas this hierarchy City. for the NFL. I think Kansas City still wants to prove that they're high on it. 100%. The game I got next is if Dak was playing, it would be the Cardinals-Cowboys. So since Dak's not playing, I'm going with the Rams 49ers. The 49ers needs to bounce back. Jimmy G is back. 49ers need to prove that they're real, and the Rams are really good. Kyle Shanahan versus McVay, a great coaching game. I think Kyle Shanahan comes back, rebounds. I'm choosing the 49ers, even with all the injuries. I think the 49ers have faced their issues at this point. And, you know, I think Jimmy 
might have a little bit of issue. I don't know like how he's coming off this injury, but I mean, it, it, I don't know if like, I feel, I still feel like they're the 49ers of old and they don't need to make changes. But at this point, I feel like when Jimmy went, went down with the injury, all these other teams just started surpassing them. Yeah. Um, That's why I think they got to win right this now, one. And right now I feel like the Rams are one of those teams. Like Jared Goff, he may not be the flashiest player out there, he's but he's getting great. it done. Yeah. And uh, they're running back by committee, not a lot of super big names, but sometimes working. the names have to – you know, with their time in the, the, the no names have to get their time in the spotlight and become names. And I think that's what the Rams are trying to do here with some of these guys um, that have just seemed like a, a ragtag group under McVay's offense. Who you so got we'll winning, see. the Rams? I got the Rams winning for sure. Bet any other games that you are excited for? Because that's pretty much all of them that I see. Um. I think Carolina Chicago is a pretty good one. Okay. Just because like Carolina has been on a roll recently. They have. So They've been winning. So it's Carolina and Bridgewater and, you know, the college coach duo really kind of proving themselves to be a, a threat now. Um, or is Chicago the, still the team that, you know, is asserting themselves as a top contender uh, where no one kind of saw them coming, and they still, in my opinion, haven't really solved their quarterback. And they still haven't shown us if they're real or not. They're still shaky. The only four like and one team Tampa that's Bay, still shaky. Like they beat Tampa Bay, but you know, did they beat Tampa Bay? Or did Tampa, or did Tampa Bay, Bay beat Tampa Bay? Yeah. And uh, but but I really feel like I would pick Carolina for that because Ooh. I just feel like they've been on a roll and their home field advantage actually means something to them right now. I've seen in some of their games Yep, and the hot fans. You seem to like Brady and Matt rule, but they have been doing good. They, they haven't been doing bad. I mainly it's, I like Teddy Bridgewater and I like the group of guys that are his weapons. And Mike Davis has been, he, he hasn't complained. He just waited his time to shine. And now that he's got an opportunity under Christian McCaffrey, he's going to get a check next year. Somebody's going to pay him. He's been playing great. He's been playing. He's been playing great. Uh, you know, Curtis Robbie Samuel Anderson and been playing Robbie great. Anderson yeah. and DJ Moore. You know, they're all really solid players. And Bridgewater showed what he could do last year against the Saints. And I think he's trying to, to prove that he can do it as a starter in the NFL. Hell yeah. Well, I'm with you on that. Those are all the games that are really important to us this week. We will be talking more sports next week as we get closer and closer to the NBA draft, the Pelicans choosing a coach, and more NFL play. Schubert, tell the people where they can find you at on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ashubert14 and check out the Bros Who Binge podcasts every week. Uh, we talked about the boys' season finale well, on our last episode. And um, we've also been reviewing Lovecraft Country. A couple weeks back, we did a, a Justice League draft. This week, yep. we drafted our ideal Tarantino film. And, um, you know, in the weeks to come, we're going to have some fun games. We're going to do another pitch and match between Lyndon and Charles at some point. So we're, we're going to have some real cool things coming out before the end of the year. And um, and hopefully when we get to next year, we'll have more movies to talk about. Also, there's a new run it back out now. By the time you guys hear this, uh, we we reviewed Scott Pilgrim 
versus the world. Me, Schubert, and Ian, y'all make sure you check that out. Super, super dope movie that's on the YouTubes as we speak. You guys can follow me at LinBWT. Follow the bros who think at bros who think. Be sure to check out, like I said, the running back Scott Pilgrim. Be sure to check out the most recent episode of Anime Talk. Like Schubert said, bros who binge. If you are a fan of Kaiju number eight, be sure to check out that new video. But other than that, for all the information pertaining to the bros who think and, and what's coming out, when it's coming out, be sure to follow us on Twitter at bros who think and be sure to stay up to date because we got a lot of stuff coming up. We've said it earlier in the show, but this podcast is moving to Mondays on November 2nd. This podcast will be moved to Mondays again on November 2nd. This podcast will be moved to Mondays, so be on the lookout for that. You can stay up to date with everything. Again, following at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube so you get content as soon as it drops. Hit the little notification bell so you get notified on your phone, on your computer, when a new video drops. Be sure to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, and we really, really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who is a part of this journey with us. Thank you to all the new YouTube subscribers. We really, really appreciate y'all. Thank you to the first and last time listeners, whether this is your first time listening or this is your last time listening. It doesn't matter. We appreciate you. Thank you for being a part of the family. But that's all we got this week for Brooklyn, for Doom, for Birdie, for Caleb, for Schubert. My name is Lyndon. You guys have a great weekend. We will talk to y'all next Thursday. Until then, peace. Searching for ways to say I love you. Won't put nobody else above you. You make me feel like I can trust you. There ain't nobody for me but you. Can't fool me that easy, I know you. Won't let nobody else control you. Looking for ways that I can show you. Just let me love you like I'm supposed to. Just let me love you like I'm supposed to